Where's my money, Dad? I left it in there. What? How could you do that, Dad? It was my money. That's bad money. I don't want you to have that money. Dad, I earned that money. I said I want you to stay away from him. Dad, please listen to me. I said you stay away from him. Dad, listen to me. Did you hear what I said? You stay away from him. Said he was right. The walking man is a, he's a sucker, Dad. He's a sucker. He's wrong. It don't take much strength to pull a trigger, but try and get up every morning, day after day, and work for a living. Let's see him try that. Then we'll see who's the real tough guy. The working man is the tough guy. Your father's the tough guy. Everybody loves him, just like everybody loves you on the bus. It's the same thing. No, it's not the same. People don't love him. They fear him. There's a difference. And welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that you understand when you're older. It's best film ever. My name is Ian. I'm Liam. And I'm Megan. Well, that's landing. Well, <laughs> so much of her glasses landed on her nose when she did it. They did. I don't there actually need them. So Megan, do you know how, how many problems Thankfully, I have with landing? <laughs> Thankfully, she's got those little. Do you have many problems she's got with those, landing. She's got those little old lady like wire behind those she glasses, does, yeah. so they like, they don't fall. That, that's cool, teacher. Look she's like, Where did I put my glasses? I always lose my glasses. <laughs> Nearly. She's uh, looking yes. at us over the over the top of her glasses right now. Is that because you can like <laughs> sort of function without your glasses? Yes, I'm, fi- I'm oh, okay. fine, apart from when it gets really dim or I'm very tired. Because I can't function without my glasses. I, I can function without them. So as a result, it's just that morning going, where did I put these? <laughs> I'm no, not I've, quite that Do you bad. not put them in the same place every morning? I've got two or three options, yeah, generally. <laughs> two or three. I have about five pairs, just in case I lose yeah. them. The biggest problem is I fall asleep on the couch and I wasn't planning. You're like, I'm just going to watch some TV. You lay, yeah. you lay down and you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to fall. You, know, you totally lie to yourself. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I know then that. I wake up and I'm like, where are my glasses? Fun story. I don't know if I've shared this one on the pod before. Why not? Go on, go for it. Uh, we're two minutes and 12 seconds in. Sorry, Lulu. Um, oh, by the way, we're doing a Bronx tale uh, <laughs> um i was once on a trip to vancouver with a school band of all things and uh mm-hmm. it was our last night and vancouver's on the complete west coast of canada right pacific ocean that that, that whole gimmick cool it's one time at band camp it, it's not too far removed except for far <laughs> less sexual and then um so it, it was, it was weird because <laughs> i was the equivalent of like british a level i was in my last year right before you go off to uni yeah and yet you go all the way down to like grade nine. So like year 10, I suppose, over here. And those, the, the, the sort of younger ones, usually know their place, decided they were going to like prank us, but in like really weird ways. Like I went into my drawer and someone put a piece of pizza there. I'm like, I'm not sure this is like. Oh, I mean, I'd be quite happy if someone gifted me a pizza. It, just, it, was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was like a video like, yes. game. I went to the shower and there was pizza. I'm like, if I just leveled up, if I eat this, does my health meter go up? That's funny. So... But there was a part, though, I got to the morning. I only had like three hours sleep because last night in Vancouver, yeah. Party. And drank way. I first discovered like coffee shops as well. So I was like wired. (laughs) But the next morning, three hours sleep and the plane's coming. Not like to the hotel, but we're getting ready to leave for the the airport. Yeah. yeah. And uh, can't find my glasses. And and eyewear is so much more expensive in Canada than it is over here. And I'm like, my parents will kill me. Like, even at 17, 18 years of age, I got a healthy fear of my parents when it comes yeah. to money. Because we didn't have it. We didn't have it. No. <laughs> so, exactly. so I'm like, here we go. 
and I'm I'm very uncharacteristic, but I'm panicking. I'm up against the clock. Who's got my glasses? Yeah. So I'm grabbing random like grade nines and grade tens, and I'm pinning them to the wall, going, "Where are my?" I'm swearing, and I, oh, I didn't in case swear. It was a, a prank. Oh, I thought it was a prank because yeah. I couldn't find my glasses. Yeah. Maybe they hid the because, glasses in the pizza. Because you're in like, a, we, were st- we were staying at like the University of British Columbia. So it's all just dorms with straight edges. So yeah, I just put it on my night table every night that night. Yeah. They and weren't on your weren't there. And I went out and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm like grabbing this shaking. kid and shaking him. And my buddy Peter comes by and Peter's a little bit, a little bit younger than me. And I, I go, hey, he goes, hey, how you doing? I'm like, I'm all right. What's up? And he's laughing. He's like, how many pairs of glasses do you have? I'm like, just one. This is the issue. <laughs> He's like, go look in the mirror. <laughs> they were on your head, weren't they? Not even on my head. Like, like, oh. I'm, like they're, they're like on my face. Oh, what? <laughs> like, like on top of my head. Like I'm wearing them. So I put them on what? and then f- I was so tired. I put them on, forgot I'd put them on. Wow. And then went looking for them a second time. <laughs> and so when the kid's like, no, no, I'm guessing it's because either he didn't know what would happen if he embarrassed me, or, or maybe he thought I had two pairs. But the kids were like, I don't know what's going <laughs> That one kid went, you're wearing them. Your eyesight can't be that bad, though, because wouldn't you have noticed that you didn't have them on? Well, well no, because I had the kids really close when I was threatening them. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I've had them on my head, and I've been like, oh, That's I do have funny. them. <laughs> so there we are. Where are my glasses? Where? Tell me. Tell me. On your yeah. face. Um, uh. Tell me. I, I want you to do it. <laughs> uh, we're, speaking of what to do, today we're doing uh, episode number 214, A Bronx Tale, brought to us by BFF of the BFE. Juline, 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 Juline. Nice. Um, so, looking forward to having Julian on for the egg game once we get around to that part. Oh, in about an hour and 55 minutes, I guess. Oh, right. Everyone, place your bets. Is this how accurate is this going to be? Well, the question's more like, what time is it? Because we're a little bit late getting um, started here. I actually know. I'm going to so, say... It's um, half past six. Okay, my goal is that we've got Julian on 10 minutes past eight. So, at the okay. one, one hour, 45 minute mark. Shall I set an alarm? No. Oh, okay. Well, you can. Just don't you got like a belligerent just for, alarm. Just for the lulls. I'm going to say we're going to get two, two, two hours. Two hours. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, speaking of things that we did that took over two hours, last week we did Crazy Stupid Love on it. Go check that out. And we also did a See It or Skip It on the Iron Claw. Yeah. And I'll tell you. Uh, How's that doing? Well, there's a segment about oh, that. Oh, there is. Yeah, we yeah. do this every, every week. week. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you what else I do every week. And that's I thank our friends, the podcast, our Patreon backers. Yeah. I'm talking about Julene. All right. Hermes. James you. Guzman. Kirsty. All righty. Lena Oberholzer. Entity and Davies. Yeah. Chris Peterson. Hell yeah. Randall Silva. Woo. Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. The Yeetmeister. All righty. Reverend Bruce. Yeah. Nate the Great. Oh, okay. Andy Dixon. <laughs> Brilliant. Cheesy. With a fish on a bike. Our resident curmudgeon. Richard. Uh, the cool cat himself. Ryan Kukets. Dirk, but his friends call him. Diggler. The shy guy, shy burger friend. Shy guy, shy guy. Stu from the Stu World Order podcast. How you doing, bud? And Norfolk Thomas. Hey. Didn't see it there. Like a Rolo. Save the best to last. That's what they say, don't they? No, it's, it's, do you love me enough to give me your last one? Yeah, that's what I meant, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are like if you were to put like advertising slogans in the Google Translate and then back again, what sort of garbled mess oh, would we get? I've seen on YouTube. I can have a lot of garbled mess. They do like, they translate Disney songs and then translate them back and yeah. you do that with lots of things and it's quite funny. 
Yeah, I'm a- Indeed. Like, Liam's just an AI. That's all we do is oh. <laughs> we've just punched in something. Do you know the funny thing, right? I'm okay until I know I'm coming up to Reverend Bruce, and I'm going, please don't say hell yeah. Please don't say hell yeah. Well, you're always, Reverend Bruce is always after the Eatmeister. Okay. So if you remember that, you'll be okay. <laughs> hey, I don't remember much on this podcast. When it gets to the Eatmeister, <laughs> this is like when we used to do quotes, and I'd say to, I said, say, say to Liam, okay, if you're, 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 your move to the next quote is this word. If you get this word, that links to this next word in the next line. That's your cue. <laughs> Just doing that again. Yeah, cool. Uh, there we are. So if you want to know how you can keep the lights on at the Studio of Awesomeness and keep that sweet, sweet BFE content coming from the microphone to your ears two times a week, please consider joining the Patreon and supporting the pod. You can get in the door for as little as three British pounds. That's less than four bucks American and about five dollars Canadian. Other currencies are available. Ooh. Yeah. So um, how many credits do you think that is in the Star Wars universe? Oh, Republic credits. Yeah, Republic Republic credits. Republic credits have no value. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I take only money. Money. Jeez, that guy's just such a hurtful stereotype. It's <laughs> <laughs> quite fitting for this. For yeah, well, this is all about that. Yeah, mm. uh, not that stereotype though. So uh, let's talk uh, charts. I mean, we've been charting all over the place, even though I think podcast numbers are down across. The platform oh, okay. across the industry for everybody, yeah, yeah. It seems like I think the way Apple Podcast dishes out downloads or whatever it is, those numbers have just changed somewhat. From what I understand, no, oh. because we're doing okay. Like I've got a running total for our twenty twenty three and our twenty twenty four, and seeing year to date, how are we doing versus it? We're a little bit behind, but not much. Um, you do like a spreadsheet. I do like a spreadsheet. <laughs> but yet we're charting everywhere. So that's what made me research. And apparently everyone's complaining about numbers being significantly down. So I'm like, oh, oh we're okay. If we're just about the same, oh, okay. we're all right. Okay, cool. So uh, no, but we've been charting in the States. We've been charting in Britain, charting in Canada. Charting. But our, our big one, Switzerland. Uh, Switzerland. Oh, Switzerland. Wow. Yeah. That's so, cool. Thank you very much to Switzerland. Yeah, thank you. And Alberta, Canada. Not usually the province we do so well in. Oh, well, thank you. It's a, it's the second most populous province, but usually because of where I'm from and yeah. the fact that everyone lives there, it's usually Ontario. Yeah. So there we go. Thank you to everybody who's out there listening to All us. All around thank the world. You. All around the world. Got to spread the word. Tell them what you heard. <laughs> oh, You're going to make a better day. Oh, I love the song. Um, Great song. <laughs> How's the last one to be on the creation label? Was it really? Yeah. Uh, it's a nine and a half minute song. Mm-hmm. Two key changes. Huh. I once went into a pub. We were leaving, so yeah. I had like four dollars left. So I'm like, fine. So I put it in the jukebox and played it like four straight times. <laughs> so 36 straight minutes. Of- That's brilliant. <laughs> How many people complained? I wasn't there. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm hoping they unplugged it. That's brilliant. Um, so there we are. Um, let's go ahead and we'll do some reflections. And corrections. Indeed. Um, so uh, it says here, because I always forget the part where I reflect. I just usually jump to correct. But uh, reflect on crazy, stupid love. I'm really surprised. Actually, numbers have been good. Really? Yeah. Um, it's going to do stronger, it looks like. Not by much, but it'll do stronger than the Lego movie. And I would have the Lego movie straight up would have been a more download-friendly I like thing. the Lego yeah. movie. I'm sad I couldn't go on that one. Megan, you've got to learn to I've been Lego. too busy master building. <laughs> too busy. Just all the time. <laughs> You're master, master building. You're off master, master building, building. Yeah, 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 it was, apparently. Sorry. Did you enjoy it? Um, sometimes. Sometimes? Yeah. I've been very busy. You've been very busy? I have. Okay. I've <laughs> got like four or five jokes. But. I know. I can see you oh, editing yourself. I'm, I'm not getting too deeply into this because, yeah. Yep, <laughs> that's right. 
You'll have to be satisfied with that, folks. Um, <laughs> that's all I can do. <laughs> um, and then the Iron Claw, and yeah, the Iron Claw seems like it, it's done. It's done well. So, what is the Iron Claw? I don't even know. I thought the Iron Claw might have might have hit some back. I don't know if the wrestling fandom would overcome oh, everybody just- else's sort of anti-wrestling perspective. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but its its numbers are right up there with the other Oscar candidates we've done. In fact, maybe just a touch better. Wow. So yeah. Okay, so cool. Iron Claw is just a biopic of a of a family in Texas in the seventies, eighties, and nineties who were the Von Erichs. Yeah. The Von Erichs who were like kind of a wrestling family. Okay, I've yeah. not heard a bit. So Zac Efron's no. in it. Oh, is he? Yeah, a man. Uh, he's a beast. He looks like a he? Hulk. Yeah, oh, Hulk smash. I don't know if this is a. I don't know if this is a mistake, but so I won't hit the button. But something I do need to address is we kind of. Well, I kind of slammed the guy playing Carrie Von Eric, and kind of said he's not much of an actor in this. Yeah, or maybe it's just not written that well. This guy's the two-time defending Golden Globe winner for best actor in a comedy TV series. Really? Have you heard of the Bear? No. Okay, it's about this chef who's like in like really, really tough like Chicago. Yep. Trying to like take over his, like, I don't know how this is a comedy, trying to take over his brother who committed suicide's restaurant and make oh, it pro- profitable. That sounds harsh. Yeah, but yeah, he's won, he's won back-to-back Golden Globes and the Emmy for it. Wow. <laughs> so uh, after, <laughs> after, after I saw his name on the bear, I'm like, oh, it is the same guy. <laughs> I still stand by it. I didn't think he was that great in it, but oh, yeah. such is. I just thought I'd do it. And then let's do this. There's a mistake I think I made. Liam told me last week, you're going to listen back to this, and your exact words were, and you'll have to eat your own ass or bite your own ass. <laughs> I think you meant this is going to come back to bite you in the ass. Yeah, that's what I meant, yeah. But Google Translate back and forth turned into, you're going to have to bite your own ass. Uh, when we were naming the people, you said, I said Judy Dench. I'm like, did you? No, you totally did. You totally did, so I thought I would just... Uh, oh, I did, yeah. You did, yeah. yeah so yeah. I thought I would just sort of uh, give you a little bit. Uh, just say you were right. Thank you very much. Well, you know, See? no one else got to hold me. I hold myself accountable. Well, yeah. We, we, we need to be correct. Nothing wrong with being correct. If I'm wrong, we should fix it without emotion. Yeah, but sometimes when you caught up in the in the commission of talking... Well, the you, conversation, you, your you, attention, you just miss the yeah, things. Yeah, you miss yeah. things, don't you? Yeah, so there we go. No. So, uh, and then also, I put up a poll. I don't have the poll sound anymore, so we'll have to... There we go. That's, uh, I was listening to a song the other day who had that sound in it, in the song. Is it James Brown? I feel good? No. Oh, okay. Or, I, or is there a fan of the BFU? Such a big fan, they've taken the clip of Ethan doing it and put it into their song. I wish I'd have read it down oh. or sent you it. Just because yeah. they kept, in the song, they kept going, wow! Oh, that's Ethan, that's Ethan. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's some rock ballad or rock thing. Um, no, so um, after the uh, hullabaloo, Scooby-Doo, about uh, which one was better, Sister Act 1 or Sister Act 2 last week. Hullabaloo, yep. Because I kind of went, okay, all these other, because I put up a, a thing last week and said, name me a movie where the sequel's better than the original. Oh, Terminator I'd have to think about that And one, so we yeah. did Terminator 2, Shrek 2, yeah. Spider-Man 2. Yeah, I agree with Shrek. Empire Strikes Back, some Spider-Man people would too. say. Yeah. Uh, not the two towers. I'm just trying to think of famous twos. Die Hard two, yeah. Not, yeah. not, not, not Spider Man two. I don't mind Die Hard two, but no, it's I don't not. Mind, that's not. But it's not. not Speed two. Speed two, <laughs> much better, much better. <laughs> <laughs> Under Siege two. Yeah, no, no. I think I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm struggling now. But uh, um, I would say, oh, uh, Captain America two, the Winter Soldier. Oh, that's good. Oh, way better. Yeah. But Kara, Queen of the Gift, came back with Sister Act two, and I went, I have never heard anybody tell me sister act two is a better film than sister act one i've never seen the second i I've seen the can't first. remember it at all I'm they like, take I've seen bits they take it, over but... a school 
Right. And like do like a basically they do like glee. Isn't she on the run for the mafia though in the first That's one? That's one, yes. So one. how does she get back in to being a nun again? Back in the habit? Yeah. That's the actual title of the movie, Sister oh, Act 2, Back in the Habit. <laughs> how does she get back? I don't understand. I forget. I mean, yeah. You, come on, you want to help these they kids? They They yeah. invite her back. Maggie, Maggie Smith uses her Maggie Smith powers, right? Yeah, but she is McGonagall, after all. She is. So I put up a poll <laughs> and said, which one's the better film, Sister Act 1 or Sister Act 2? 61% to 39% Sister Act 1. Well, there we go. Because of course it is. That's the only one I can remember, so. Oh, when you've seen the first. <laughs> Some of like, you know, I will follow him, follow him wherever he may Can anyone sing any Ooh. songs from Sister Act 2? I don't know what songs Apparently there's a Mary Had a Little Lamb. I know Lauren Hill, I believe, is is, is the main student. Oh. Yeah. Maybe I believe I'm watch, right. Maybe I will watch it then. It's okay. I like Lauren Hill. Like it wasn't, you didn't walk out of it going it was bad, but you're sitting there going, it's, it's not a patch on the first one. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So the first one was just magic. Not as good as Nuns oh. on the Run, though. <laughs> I get those two mixed up. Which one's which? <laughs> <laughs> uh, one's I, Robbie Coltrane. I just want Eric Idle. Oh, Eric Idle. Have you seen the news this week? No. Oh, I'm going to write that down for two minutes. Ooh, there we go. Idle. Got that there. Uh, let's continue on with this. Oh, Cheesy, thanks for donating a meme about Liam and his cauliflower cheese. Yeah. What, what <laughs> is this? Which you said to me, which is pretty yeah. I love cauliflower Felicity, cheese. Felicity saw that. Liam admitted that, uh, or confessed, that he doesn't, he's not a big fan of melted cheese on things. What? But melted cheese makes everything better. Well, that's including, what everybody including thinks. more cheese. Including Felicity. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone says the same. She actually said to me today, she said, I heard it. She said, and I thought to myself, this could be a deal breaker. If you didn't like cheese at all, she said, I don't think I could be with you. My cheese intake's <laughs> way down these days. I, I could just eat blocks of cheese. I did, and then I went through like mm. a thing, and I'm, I don't I'm not so big cheese. anymore. I just but, don't yeah. like melted cheese on a lot of things. Oh, That's camembert, all. dipping stuff. I'll eat it, but oh. it's not my fave. You know, like when somebody says, do you want spaghetti bolognese what about lasagna? or lasagna? Yeah? yeah, do you not like that? Oh, when it's cr- I'll eat it. It's slightly crispy and it's like. But I'd rather nice. spaghetti bolognese. Oh, I had some chili and I threw a bunch of cheese in it and oh. stirred it up. And so it was kind of, yes. you got the cheese pull and yes. you're like, oh, that's great. That it? is the best thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. Hey, it's your sister. My niece Felicity apparently agrees about the melted cheese. She doesn't even like cheese on pizza. She picks it off every Friday. What? Why have pizza? I'm not sure what you have is pizza so much as just like tomato-based flatbread. Is that, that's Kinder more bruschetta, spirits. isn't it? Just without the cheese. Oh, bruschetta is usually got that. Bruschetta. Look at me being a pedant there. Bruschetta. Bruschetta usually has a... Uh, does it usually have a feta on it? Why are you looking at me? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't had any time. You're my default so. person I look at when I ask questions. <laughs> I would not, if I didn't like cheese or melted cheese, I wouldn't bother eating pizza because that's the best thing about pizza is it's the, the cheese. cheese. Do you yeah. know what my favourite yeah. cheese is, right? You know that really rubbery plastic one you get, you know, that mild cheese? Yeah. Or red Yeah, you're such... I don't mind. I love you're them. such a basic bitch. Oh, <laughs> you, really, you, really, you really are. <laughs> I'm looking for a spoons. <laughs> Where's the mild cheese at? <laughs> Where's the ketchup? Yeah. Oh, jeez. I'm getting cheese. better. Cheese. Oh, I'm getting better. There are some, yeah. you know, I, I'll eat. I'll eat them. You had some of the hot sauce the other day. Oh, that hot sauce, jeez. I knew I was in trouble <laughs> when Ian starts sweating. <laughs> I, I knew that's what I was that in was trouble. Carolina Reaper, the first one. I made myself a fried chicken sandwich and thought maybe it won't be as bad if I toss it in the sauce. Right. 
because it won't be as much. Yeah. Right. And also the chicken to breading ratio is so much different than it is on like a chicken wing or a chicken dip. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so. Yeah. Oh man, I was sitting there. I had like a like a like a can of Pepsi Max against my face. I'm drinking it. It's not getting better. <laughs> I noticed they're not on the table anymore, so I'm guessing they've been discarded or oh, hidden, away. Away. hidden away. Just clear the table. Yeah. It was quite funny until we forget about it, and then we'll have them again. And they go, Poor. <laughs> they went for it, Megan. We we, we, oh, we well, I pulled loads on. I didn't realize did. how hot it was. I think for the Patreon, we'll have to do our own little hot ones thing one day, yeah. and just sort of see how how much people can actually stand. Bless Georgia, though. She gave it a go. She had a go. And Georgia's not... She had a tiny bit. Yeah, and there's no... There's not a moment of fake. Like, maybe I'll be okay with Spot. No, she knows who she is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But I I didn't try the the, the hot, hot one, did I? No. I just couldn't. It got to the point where I probably could have done because my mouth was so burning anyway. You said that, though. Once I had the medium one, the hot one, I was like, I can't tell you what the difference is. The next morning I knew about it. I do not believe all these celebrities. <laughs> I was all right. Yeah, I, I, I had a few trips at school. <laughs> I am not convinced that, uh, thankfully, Mondays are very short. <laughs> I don't have a lot of time. I have to be in front of the class. So I had the freedom to get up from my desk and just go for a walk for a minute. Um, I'm not convinced when you watch Hot Ones that it's, it's going to be like the mildest brush on it. It must be. Because I do not believe all the celebrities are that good with spice. Because usually, out of everyone I know, I'm the guy I like spice the best. Then I get to something like this, and it it, it knocks hey, me on my ass. Dude, you scared me when I saw you sweating, <laughs> and this one the hottest yeah. one. I was like, whoa! There is that bit. The problem with being someone who likes spice as much as I am is generally you live in this world of either mild under- underwhelmment yeah. and going, okay, it's not hot enough, or you bite in, you instantly know you've met your match. There's <laughs> 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 very little in between, <laughs> and so like. I've sat there with like in the hiccups. If I start hiccuping, like that's the first like physical tail, but it's not going well. That last one, I could not do. Oh. My mouth is on fire. Yeah, fire. Uh, we'll touch base a little bit more on that. Uh, let's do some. Oh, I don't know, maybe some general shout outs. Uh, we'll start with James E. Cornette fan who just continues to share the love. Because I go out there on my pitch and say, hey, five minutes to become a fan. He piped in and goes, you only need more than two minutes. Aww. So thanks a lot, buddy. You've been giving that pitch for the last three years, haven't you? Yeah, I, cool slo- I slowed down. And then when our numbers started to get a little bit soft, I was like, okay, <laughs> back to the grind. <laughs> back to the grind. I liked it when for about a year I didn't have to do it. Yeah, but same. I'm like, no, back to the grind. <laughs> uh, GIF of the week was photo. Photo. Uh, you said very Australian there. I did, didn't I? Uh, Josh G., Last year's winner yeah. of Gif, Giffer of the Year. He's a he's a good Giffer. He is a the guy that keeps on Giffing. What's a what's a what's a gaffer pun I can make? A gaffer, like gaffer, like 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 he's the boss. He's the gaffer. Um, because whatever that is, he's 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 our Giffer. Our Giffer of the gaffer. Gif gaffer. He has the Gif of the gab. Gif the gaff. He's got the <laughs> Gif the, the gaff. gaff. There it is. Uh, in the pool, almost instantly, Nickelback. Holding the Polaroid. I can hear a song in my head. Yeah. We all can. It's all in rhyming couplets, that song. Is it? Look at this photograph. Every time I do it makes me laugh. Oh, it does. And why am I so red? And what the hell was that on Johnny's head? <laughs> it's all just A, A, B, B, C, C, D, D. Oh. But that That's being said. That's clever. Mi- <laughs> clever in the way. It's a song. You didn't really think about it being that until you look into it. Oh, I think that's why, whatever, but I'm just sitting there going, the minute I saw it, I could hear a song in my head, but there was no doubt what it was. Yeah. So uh, Hermes did Austin Powers with his photo, with his camera as a photographer. I'm not even looking. Yeah. I'm not even looking. <laughs> and, and I'm reborn. And then Hermes, because and, and, Hermes fast, 
you know, fancies himself the gift police these. <laughs> I'd say this week, let's be honest, this existence. Um, and he decided to tell Josh, what you've established is you've presented a photograph, which is not the word. The word was photo. And I'm like, okay, but he's holding a photo in the song, in the video for photograph. Yes. I think he's okay. Yeah, he's okay. At which point Josh responds, I believe what you have is someone holding the camera in their hand. <laughs> yes. That actually does not produce a photo. <laughs> That's brilliant. How did he respond? He came back with something else. I hate to be a pedant. There's a reason why Josh G was last year's winner. <laughs> Let's keep going. Cheesy helmet. Your mother, Barney Stinson, can't take a bad photo. Kara, who did that photo from the Oscars a few years about a few years back. Oh, where everyone all got together. Now you got to keep in mind, it's got Kevin Spacey in it. Yeah. And it's got Ellen DeGeneres in it. Mm. So one by one, we can almost go, nope. Nope. <laughs> we can edit them out. We can edit them out. <laughs> so really, what we to be fair, though, is it a photo? We've just got a bunch of people standing behind a phone. Selfie, yeah. Yeah, don't know. Yeah. Don't know. Uh, Dirk. Oh, this is going to be hard. Uh, he did Robin Williams, one hour photo. Oh, well, I've seen that one. That's good. It's a good choice. Yeah, it's good That's to powerful. see him play a different type of character. Mm. And Chris Peterson, who did Kramer taking a Polaroid photo, but it does produce a photo at the end of it after he flashes himself in the eyes. <laughs> I'm going to go third place. Oh, Chris Peterson for Kramer. Yeah, yeah, good choice. Second place, Josh G. Look at this photograph. It's in couplets, so you get second place for it. Yeah. Number the wind's got to go to Dirk for one hour photo. Yeah, absolutely. Lateral thinking wins the day. Brilliant. Yeah. If you want to play in our Gift of the Week game, just wait to the end of the episode, listen for this week's random word, and then tweet your entry to us on Twitter. Look for the thread over on Best Over Ever Pod with the hashtag BFE Random Word. Yeah. That's about that. All right. On that same note, why not just leave us a review? Apple or Spotify, I hear five stars is a nice number. Five is the magic number. Checking in with the morning report. Can we talk about this for two minutes? Let's do it. Super Bowl happened. Super Bowl! Yeah. I, man, I only got as far as three quarters of it. You, you better than last year. Yeah, How? I only got halfway, didn't I? We, you were there. We were there. What time did you stay up till? I made it to the very end. Did you? It went to overtime. overtime. Did I my just... team win? Uh, you were Kansas City, right? Yeah. I remember just, the girls were Kansas yes. City. The boys were San There's Francisco. Mahomes. Even though Mahomes, I said Kansas Mahomes, City Mahomes, would win. Mahomes, you did, you did. Mahomes. 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 He was my man. He was, he, he was the man. He, he was your homes. Yeah. Um, they came back from a 10-point deficit to win the game. Yep. That's nuts, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, I, I was sitting there watching going, it just feels like, that's what everybody else fought, felt when they were watching the Patriots for all those years. Because mm. I'm just like, what is this? Yeah. So there we go. On a side note, uh, on that note, football related. Football. Apple TV's releasing an American football um, multi-part documentary series. Oh, is this thing about Tom Brady? Yeah. So I, I was on the, I was talking to a couple of our friends of the podcast. Yeah. About going, anybody watching this has got Apple TV, and they went, yeah. So all right, let's make this thing happen. So we're gonna do five weeks of uh, breaking down Ooh. Dynasty. I think I'm, some, I'm gonna do something with Dynasty, something discussing the Dynasty, something, something about Dynasty. So we'll see what that is. Uh, I had something earlier today that sounded better than discussing the Dynasty, but yeah. Uh, that, you can't really spell that out. <laughs> <laughs> Deliberating dynasty. Dissecting the dynasty. Uh, yeah, that's, that's better. better. That's better. That's better. Debating. Patriotic dynasty. I like alliteration. 
New England dynasty. The buccaneering New England... Well, no, this is all about, like just, just, just about, just about the New England years. Oh, is it New England? Is it? So it's about his whole career. So it's very similar if people saw The Last Dance, which if you haven't, go watch... Even if you're not a huge basketball fan, go watch The Last Dance on Netflix. Well, it's, it's, Jordan. Am- it's amazing. That was good, yeah. You see it? I watched it, yeah. Yeah, so this looks That's like it's the exact same... Thing, yeah, this is the exact same... Yeah, this is 10 parts, but over five weeks. There are uh, at least two episodes every week. Ooh. So I think we're going to try and do two... Like one episode, we'll discuss two of their episodes. So weekly, we'll discuss the content. So has he officially retired now? Then oh, he's been retired for about a year and a bit. Yeah, but he hadn't though, because he was still up on the roster, wasn't he? Uh, no, he was still available on on Yahoo because we have people were still drafting him. Uh, he wasn't still on the roster. Uh, he officially uh, retired. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. So look for that. Um, I'll say this much though: um, commercials were good. They because last year, remember the commercials were all like. Here's a cause that we care about. Yeah. Look at how good our company is. Buy our product. <laughs> and it's that kind of like virtue signaling. I'm like, I hate this. Whereas this year it was like, oh, let's just have some really funny adverts. And you know what? It was great to see the new Deadpool trailer. Deadpool trailer. Uh, do I have it on my notes? Oh, I don't. Wicked ones. The biggest uh, viewed um, advert for a trailer for a movie. Most what? views on YouTube of a trailer all time. Yeah. Was there an Arnie one or was that a pre one we saw? Was there a what? An Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, that's one. not real. Was that? Was that not? <laughs> that was a State Farm Insurance commercial. Oh, was it? Yes, I can't remember. It was the idea when he couldn't. He couldn't say there. neighbor because he's got oh, the accent. So he was yeah, going yeah, neighbor, neighbor, and they're like, no, no. Neighbor. So, no. so they end up bringing. So, so they end up bringing Danny to De- Devito in, yeah, to, to finish twin. it up. Um, yeah, for, like so it was twins. One. So, like, that's my top three. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there were, what else was was up there. Wicked looks too CGI for me. Oh, uh, the, the movie trailers sure haven't made my list, but my number one, without a doubt, is the it's it stars Tom Brady of all things. Yes, it was um, Ben Affleck and the greatest actor of our time, Matt Damon. Matt Damon, yeah, that was uh, good. Damon. The Dun Kings, that was brilliant. The Dun and Kings. Tom Brady's got a little guest spot, and J Lo's in it, yeah. and yet they're all real. Uh, ben Affleck's got his brother in it. And apparently the bit when they're walking away at the end and Damon says to Affleck, you know how I said I'll do anything for you? This is anything. Like, this is a, <laughs> apparently that's a legit shot that they just kept in. Really? He just said it off the cuff to him. He wasn't even, he wasn't even pitching. Because <laughs> I've known each other for so long. Yeah. So. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, so I really enjoyed that. That oh, was good. That's cool. So there's a full five minute version of it online. I have watched it. It's funny, but it's, it's not as tight as, as the obvious. As the one we saw. As the one we saw was. So that was really good. Outside of that, just thought it was a really strong year for adverts. Yeah, good. Which is nice. Yeah, so I wish adverts. I could. Uh, I wish they'd do the soup. I know time difference and that, but I wish I never seemed to get to the end. The only time I ever got to the end was when the New England Patriots came back for that monumental uh, win for losing. If it was this Who Sunday, I think the Falcons. I think yeah. I think you made it the whole year of a year, but it was me, you, and Chris watching it. Did I? When it was them and the Rams. Because they were marching down in the third, fourth quarter, and you yelled so loud. I was like, I have neighbors. Oh, oh. Well, so you, you and Chris both yelled so loud. I'm like, guys, <laughs> I have neighbors. If I didn't have to get up for work at like 6.30. If they the could have morning. moved it. If, if it was this week. Sunday, if it was this Sunday, fine, because now it's a holiday. So like so. WrestleMania, I yeah. always have the next Monday off. Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. So I just stay up. Because yeah. I can't stay up till four o'clock in the morning if my alarm goes can't up at do six thirty. No. Like, well, I no. mean, I did, but I mean, I can, but oh, um, no. I felt pretty good. Man, the rest of the week was I paying for it. Oh, oh it was hard because I just had to push the pot out. Yeah. So yeah, I think yeah. I tried. I think I got most of it out while we were sitting watching the game. Yeah. I might just just get us out of here. 
So yeah, half term break. Yay. Teacher, teacher, teacher life. I'm in Yay. tomorrow, but yeah. I, uh, well, I am kind of because I'm meeting a colleague to discuss some arts. What time's your meeting at? 9.30. I'm in for 9.30. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's in Weatherspoons of all places. So um, no, mine's at school. Bad. I'm actually helping students uh, talk about Inspector Calls. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Yeah, I, don't, yeah like, I don't have a break. break. Um, I, I don't go to the school and I'm not a teacher. <laughs> so, yeah. There you go. Where are you working tomorrow? Uh, Tessie Cohen's. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so that's a... It's a yeah. proper get up in the morning and go to work job. Also got a funeral to go to as well. Oh. Yeah. A local hero. He um he did a lot of books about uh, the local area and he off he also um had a, a record shop back in the day, back in the sixties and seventies and eighties. I'll say it's not you, is it? No. But oh, um, a lot of books there, yeah. But you know, it was uh yeah, he was a well well known figure, so it was sad to see that he'd passed. Indeed. But, yeah. But obviously being into music myself and the record shop I have. And yeah. So, I mean, this is the thing where anybody who's not a teacher looks at you and goes, oh, it must be nice to have the week off, must not it? You need it, though. I'm you so do. out of you power. Do. You have so many holidays. No, we do. We complain about them. We do, but I, but I, but I will say. To, I still got to work. I'm I will say. Tomorrow. I don't really start For my free. job until three o'clock. Because <laughs> I got to mark, I got to phone parents, I got to do all, I got to plan, I got to do all that stuff. So, yeah, yeah if mm-hmm. I could do it from nine to... <laughs> True. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If, no, I'm seriously. You want to come in? I'll get you signed off for a week. I'll, I'll get you hired as an unqualified for a week. Let's do this. <laughs> but if you add up all the, the stuff you do after the kids have gone and the weekend work yeah. and all the extra bits you do here and there, and then you divide it by your income, I bet you it's probably not that much. I did meet a, a teacher who said his advice is just for teachers to marry every teachers because they're the only ones who will understand. The hours you work. The hours you work and go, this week, I'm just not reachable. Yeah. And sometimes if I'm not, they're like, how can you not be? I, I prioritize and they go, you, you don't get it unless you're in the If you've got observations in the belly of the beast. and things, that's when oh, I have extra work Off to dead. do. It's like, yeah. oh, nothing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's feast or famine. Like I, yeah. Yeah. So like when, when, for instance, I teach a lot of year 11, year 13, and they leave in June. Mm-hmm. So when they leave... It's like you can watch the tumbleweed go go through my schedule. Yeah, like you got you got to you got to aim to hit one of my classes <laughs> with a with a with a dart on my timetable because it's all open space. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's not but bad. in the meantime, it means I got all that pressure of kids who are gonna have their results yeah. and who are banking on on me to do my bit. And generally, and reflect, the trade off is on you as well. It, it? It absolutely does. Yeah, yeah. So both as head of department and as and as their teacher. Yeah. So there's a there's a double edged sword on that one, but. uh you yeah. can't switch off sometimes. It is, yeah, it does take over sometimes, but you just got to balance it as much as you can. Yeah. yeah. So I know I'm really busy when I start hiding, not in my office. Because if I have a break in my office, someone up on perch right beside me. And I'm like, I just, I just want to eat my muffin in peace. <laughs> I just, I just want a break. Yeah. I just want a break. Maybe you should lock the door. Well, not because other people should share that office. Yeah, just lock the door. But I just like, I should have like a little like. Ian's time. Lock the door. Yeah, I should have like 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 an occupied sign or something. Yeah. Like that. A secret cupboard. Yeah, I just do some of that. I need like a Ferris Bueller thing where like it looks like I'm there, <laughs> but really I'm like somewhere else. Did you have a thing called a bike shed when you was at school? We used to have these things called bike sheds where you'd be biking, and uh, kids would often be around there smoking or something. But often you'd get teachers around there hiding too. Um, yeah, no, I've just discovered rooms I can get stuff done in, oh, in school, okay. places where they won't look for me. So that's all right. Do you know what? All right. I was watching this thing the other day, and I was one of these kids. Did you remember? You know the photocopy machines? Yes, I'm aware of them. I hate those. 
Oh man, I remember photographing my backside on those things. Oh, you were one of those people. <laughs> Honestly, printing <laughs> machines are the pain of my life. I must have lost hours of my life at a printing machine <laughs> trying to get it sorted. I had a worse time when I was working in the industrial sector because I was in the office there. And yeah, those things get jammed up like crazy. So I can, yeah, I'm pretty much like the whisperer of bad photocopy machines. So yeah. You didn't, you didn't keep a copy, Liam, did you? Oh, I, I don't remember. I remember giving one to my then girlfriend at the time. <laughs> what? I don't know. It was, just... was it in the shape of hearts? Here in my butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't remember. <laughs> All right, let's pivot. But I used to be in the library. The 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 photocopy was in the library. You're supposed yeah. to read quietly in the library. Oh uh, yeah, but that was when people went in there. That was fun. <laughs> let's pivot. Um, pivot. Mandy, see us news about, about the Python boys. No. No. They've acknowledged they've hated each other for years. Really? Eric Idle came out swinging against the manager of Python who handles her finances, which is Terry Gilliam's daughter. Yep, yep. To which point John Cleese comes out and goes, no, she's a, my experience has been, she's a hardworking, dedicated individual, and I know that um, uh, Michael Palin's asked me to express the same thing, as has Terry Gilliam. And I understand why he's not the one raising his voice, because yeah. it's his kid, right? Yep. And then someone's like, oh, you haven't talked for six years. That sounds that sounds terrible. He goes, why? We've hated each other for years. And someone said, the fact you haven't talked to each other, though, that makes me sad. And I don't went on. It makes me incredibly happy. I mean, <laughs> the statement was, and this is kind of surprising. So people think Python are loaded. He said, we made a lot of money when Spamalot came out. But I have to work for, for for my living. But didn't he write that, though? I have no idea why Eric Idle isn't swimming in money. Yeah. Because that thing went on a run. Yeah, it did, didn't it's it? It's like a run, run, run. I'm sure I read It was the it number was one show back. on Broadway. It was the number one show on the West End. It was that ticket that, like, you weren't anybody unless you'd been to see it. And he was the guy. Yeah, the guy. That- so I don't know how, like, sure, the rest of them are going to get something from it. But he's the one who, like, did all the music. So you got to figure half the pro- the publishing rights are going to him alone. Yeah, exactly. Plus one sixth of the rest of it, which would be split between the Python members for the source material. Yeah. So he's getting, I don't know, it's half plus a sixth. One's out of 12. So he's getting like seven twelfths. Yeah. That's a fair chunk of change. Or something that was that like, like Broadway prices. Prices are not cheap. No. So, yeah, but it made me sad. Just the idea that, like I'm not, I don't think there's to be Bezzy mates or anything like that, oh, but no. you'd, you'd hope it's something different. But then they get back together to do a one-off show back in the nineties. Yeah. And they filmed at the Hollywood ball, right? Something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, so if that, if that was going from the seventies into to then into the nineties, I mean that shows a lot, doesn't it? On Wednesday, one of our local cinemas is showing Holy Grail on the big screen. Are they to celebrate its forty eight and a half year anniversary? Yeah, you know that's brilliant. It's the most Python thing ever. It is, isn't it? <laughs> so I might go check I it out. I've never I've never seen Holy Grail on the big screen, so I might check that out. Yeah, that would, I love Monty Python and Holy Grail. I'll have to release that is a, my favorite one. I'll have to release a see it again or skip it. <laughs> Yes. So there we are. Um, uh, there we are. So uh, let's talk about the film we're doing this week, though. Why oh yeah, we, I forgot about that. Why are we doing it this week? Because uh, BFF at the BFE, Julene chose this one. Let's remember, the last film she chose was our Resty Award winner for Worst Film of the Year, the Boondock, Boondock Saints. Saints. I like that film. Boondock? Yeah. I didn't vote for it for Worst Movie. Nah, me either. Who did? Ethan? Yeah. Ethan. He did, didn't he? Yeah, I saying. Uh, let's go ahead. Oh, if you were like, well, the hint was, because I put a, a pair of gifts up for, for my hint for this one. It was Jennifer Lopez, and it was something wagging its tail. And uh, the song was Jenny from the Block. Remember Jenny from the Block? 
Well, this is this gave me Don't the wrong impression of this. Don't be fooled by the rock film. that I got. I'm, I'm still, I'm still, still Jenny, Jenny from the block. block. Used, Used to have a little, now I got a lot. No matter where I go, I go where shows the Bronx. Well, I thought this film was going to be about the Bronx. Tale. A, a Jennifer Lopez character. <laughs> is it a tale about the Bronx? No, nah, it's just a. Not not once has my clue been something okay. like that because I want to keep it somewhat hidden. I had no idea what this film was, and I thought it was going to be about Jennifer Lopez type character. That's like Made in Manhattan. You're thinking of? Yeah, I think I was thinking of that, <laughs> yeah. and I was pleasantly surprised. So, um, so that's where we got it. Uh, let's go ahead and do the pitch. I asked Felix to stop by, and he uh, sent this over instead. Robert De Niro and Chaz Palminteri give captivating performances in this intense drama about a boy torn between his tough, hard-working father and a violent yet charismatic crime boss. Mm. Well said. Yeah, it's all right. Sums up quite well. Pretty, pretty much what the movie the was, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Don't, you don't have to watch it, folks. Uh, directed by Robert, Robert De, Niro. De Niro. Yeah. Who's Ooh. got one other directorial thing of note called The Good Shepherd. Never seen it. I've never seen it. Written by Chaz Palminteri. Um, cinematography by Reynaldo Villalobos. What a great name. That is a great name. Reynaldo Villalobos. Yay. Who's also done 9 to 5. Yep. Risky Business. Good film. Major League. Oh. Yeah, I think that's way overrated. <laughs> and then six episodes of Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. Amongst like other things. Bad. But the, that was I probably the... That. He was really big in the 80s, the early 80s. And then he got kind of a bunch of... Eh. Do you know the funny thing, though? You said Major League is overrated, but... I remember it being fun, but I was a kid watching it, so I haven't seen it since. So okay. maybe if I revisit it. Oh, I went back and re- well, I watched it for the first time. We did our best sport movies real roundtable. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I need to see Major League. People talk about it. I need to have an opinion. Yeah, my opinion is not very good. It's a bit like Hot Shots. Hot Shots and Hot Shots. Well, Hot Shots year. is a spoof. I Major like- League is not a spoof. No, 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 no. But I liked Hot Shots and Hot Shots Part 2. Is that because they have Charlie Sheen in them? And this is also has Charlie Sheen in it. <laughs> Maybe. That might be the way that they're like each other. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I really like those films. But I watched um, the first Hot Shots. I don't know a few years back. And I went. I'm not laughing as much. Spoofs as I, don't age well. I'm not laughing as much as I thought. <laughs> well, you didn't like when we redid it. You didn't like Robin Hood Men in Tights. Nah, true. No, yeah. Um, it's weird. You got to think. I mean, comedy ages. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so what you found funny at one age isn't necessarily what you find funny at a different age. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, music by Butch Barbella. I don't have any notes, and uh, I thought the score was relatively pedestrian in this. Yeah, but the soundtrack. I like to do what soundtrack things. was good. Soundtrack, is soundtrack was yeah. great. In this. Let's talk context corner, shall we? Go for it. So the film is based on an original play, also called A Bronx Tale, by Chaz Palminteri. The guy who played Sonny wrote a play, and it was a one-man show. Wow. Yep. Largely based on his own childhood. So specifically the, the the shooting at the uh, at the start of the film, as well as the occupation name of his father, are all based on his real life. Wow! Oh. So in 1990, at a performance, De Niro came by, saw it, met with him after seeing the show, and told him, "This is one of the greatest one man shows I've ever seen, if not the greatest. This is a movie. This is an incredible movie." So De Niro acquires the rights to make a movie out of it, and so De Niro claims the deal was made with a gentleman's agreement before. They both, as a pair, start crafting the screenplay. What is a gentleman's agreement? It's like the idea that we have it. It's a handshake. We haven't drawn handshake. it out. The so lawyers haven't like looked legal. at it. No, no, no. We've just, it's okay. just men holding to their word. Shaky, yeah. shaky hand. Yep. Done. Um, so prior to partnering with De Niro, <laughs> you must have been. Palminteri had, 
rejected several offers for the film's rights, including some as high as $1 million. $1 million. Due to not being granted the roles of primary screenwriter, uh, which is what he wanted. He said, I need to have control over the script. Hey, Sonny. Not Sonny. The, yeah, the guy who the played Sonny. Yeah, Jazz. Um, well, yes, his thing, isn't it? So, um, so De Niro, so his, his, his deal was I have to be the, the screenwriter and I get to play Sonny. And he went, fine, you can do that. But then I get to direct the film and I get to play Lorenzo. Can I ask uh, you? This sounds like a good deal to me. Is there yeah. anything like- in... Is there anything in the context corner? Because I'm pretty sure... <laughs> I've literally got three words left and then I'm done the context corner, so that's oh, it. Oh, okay. They're probably not. Because um, De Niro, the, you know the, the side plots, if you like? You've got the, the the boy and the mafia boss type guy and their little story and the father and everything. And then you've got the interrelation inter... What's the word? In, You're the one coming up with this. I don't know. In In interracial oh interracial relationship relationship again my mind just goes but <laughs> but yeah is that more de niro directed way because de niro married a black lady so did he was that his influence do you think i, d- I don't know i know what the one man play and i know what the screenwriter thing went to Chaz. now de niro would have influence and he also produced it so i don't i just felt like there was two stories going on yep um, that didn't Are they both incorporating elements of their own childhoods? Yeah, this? yeah, 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 yeah. That's good theory. Felt, that's know. how it felt to me. It'd be interesting to know what the one man play was like, and like what well, was in. If there. Ethan was here, he would have quantum leaped back into it and walked into <laughs> the show and watched it, wouldn't he? <laughs> Do you know what though? Right? I mean, you can see this is a passion project, but also you can because uh, there's depth to this film. I'm probably giving away too much here. Um, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's depth to this film, and you can feel it in both characters. And um, when you said that was a one-man play, I can see how that would have been played out as a play because it tells the story like like a, because it sets in certain areas periodically. Do you know what I mean? As you go through it, so that lends itself to be a play. So I can see that. But you know, I'd never seen this before. I don't want to give away too much. No, that's a good point. I don't think I've mentioned moments first time everybody saw this. Everybody's first watch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank yes. you, Pluto TV. Yeah, thank I, you. I literally had no idea what this was. I, I say all I had was Jennifer Lopez in my head. Um, and I don't usually like gangster films, but actually I was quite pleasantly surprised by this one. So. And to be fair, this is only three years after Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, I love Goodfellas. <laughs> But this holds up. Let's do the deep dive. Man, you can just stop it. Let's just get to the thing. <laughs> the deep dive. Focus features and smooth backing vocals. We get an introduction of to the Bronx through the voice of a teenage boy. It was 1960, and doo-wop was the sound of the streets on every corner. And what a time it was. The Yankees were playing the Pirates, and Mickey Mantle was like a god to me. And there's a promise that we're going to go buy Chez Bippy, and we're going to meet some guys later. And the voice knows what we can see. So I don't know. Is this narration? And then there's that. There's the school I went to. And that, that's my mom. So I'm like, oh, he's aware of like what the camera's pointed at. Yeah. That's a whole nother level of narration, I think. Oh, yeah. Because in Goodfellas, he kind of. He talks, but he doesn't tell you what you're looking at. No, no, no. He doesn't go, that's there. That's not. He just sort of gives like monologues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we shoot through it. Ever since I can remember. I always want to be a gangster. This one's like he's like telling the cameraman, now point over there. Yeah, yeah, true. I didn't feel that. So I was sitting there going, okay, it's a little on the nose. Yeah, yeah. He could have just gone, Shay, baby, that was the place you went. But, you know, we'll talk more about that later. But I'm assuming that's real. This is my mom. 
What, Shaz Bippy? Yeah, only because he says, you know, uh, I'll talk about that later and blah, blah, blah. And if that's semi-autobiographical, I'm guessing these Oh, places... I think it's going to represent a different... I don't think it'll be the same name. No? I don't think so. I, I, Yeah, you wouldn't want to be that close to things, would you? No, I don't, I don't think so. No? I mean... I maybe wouldn't. but i if i was going to write something based yeah, on my life I would probably change yeah, 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 but we, he, he said like we just said like the things that lined up most were the shooting and the name of the bus driver being his father he doesn't say and the name of the gangster was sunny and the, well, this was no i'm not saying that but places you gotta be careful with them gangsters yeah be careful no mm-hmm. but places i'd say would be the same wouldn't they so of course like we, scorsese famously brought the mafia on sort of the mafia but like gangsters in general on to be uh security on the set didn't he yeah. So they could see what was going on. He wasn't hiding anything, but also it was like, okay, you're here. You can't get too mad that you saw it happening. Yeah. That's actually I wonder, a clever idea. I wonder if De Niro learned from that because there's very scant details about the context of this film. Oh, really? Well, that I didn't, I don't do, as most first watches, I don't jump in with all the little known oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. trivia facts, but I did go back after watching it and get the stuff I usually find on Wikipedia and trim it down and do stuff with that. And there was yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. of any sort there. Because it's not Goodfellas. It's not as nearly as much written about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm intrigued by that, though, because I'd never even heard of this film before. So I'm kind yeah. of curious why it's not very well known. On warm summer nights, um, you hear a sound of young Italian men romancing their women. And yeah, there's one guy making out. There's also one guy going, get in the fucking car. <laughs> get in the fucking car, will you? <laughs> no, Tony, I'm not. <laughs> So romantic. Yeah. No, but that's funny though, because a lot of Italians are kind of fiery and, and they're uh, definitely not not steering against the stereotype on this no, one. You know. We then meet the number one man in the neighborhood. Everyone loved him and treated him like a god. Meet Sonny, played by Chaz Palmin Terry. Ready for this? Go on. Not his first appearance on the pod. Oh my god. Um he did look familiar to me. I'll tell you the movie cuz it's going to be harder. You're not going to there's no way you're going to pick it out of, of okay. everything we've done. But that can you figure out where he was in the movie is my question. Okay. Usual suspects. Was he the guy who um turned up to the 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 meet? No, he's one of the coppers who's being told the story. Oh, he is. Yeah. He he's, is. He's got he's got the, he's got the suspenders braces oh, on. Oh, yeah. fuck yeah. I knew him. Yeah. So at the end, when they're figuring everything out, he's one of the guys looking around the room, seeing all the clues. Dude, I rate him. He's good. He's good. He's good. He's fucking good. Um, so the voice tells us he would sit on the stoop and watch Sonny all day and all night and mimic what he did, but he was never returned until one day. And then we get stoop the credits. Is step, right? Stoop is those like little steps outside your house. He yeah. just sits on them and like... Because the stoop is... It's not... Because it's not steps. Steps isn't accurate enough because steps are all... It's like one step, two step, three step, four step. There's like a, a mini landing and then three steps down to the street. Uh, and that mini landing, that's the stoop. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know that was just slang it's, for steps. It's a very stoop, New York thing. Stoop, stoop. To have those outside your house. I want a hot dog. We did some doo-wop and some credits. I love doo-wop. Me too. I like doo-wop. And oh. they have nice harmonies. Oh, that's amazing. And the Bronx seems a fun place to be. They're playing stickball. They're playing with fire hydrants. They're jumping on city buses until one city bus driver, like he starts, like he's looking at the, like there's a guy crossing the road on a bike in front of him and he's looking behind him for the kids. I'm like, he's going to hit someone. But nope, this is Lorenzo played by Robert De Niro. Fourth appearance on the pod. I'll open it up now for guesses. Uh, Robert De Niro. Not anything I've done. No, so he's kind of the guess what the big Robert De Niro stuff is. Um, 
We have done Taxi Driver. Gangster film. Liam, you've literally named one of them about five times already. Goodfellas. Yeah, he's in Goodfellas. He's in Goodfellas. Is he in that one? It's not Usual Husbands. He's in good, Goodfellas. Oh, okay. I don't know. Um, I don't know gangster films very well. Imagine two men running very slowly through an airport. Oh, oh, casino. Not casino. Um, 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 that, ah, big ass. Yeah. Um, heat. Heat, that's right. He's <laughs> got a great cast. <laughs> That's back when Georgia thought he and Pacino were the same guy, <laughs> even though one of them had a goatee and one of them didn't. Do you like how my thought goes, though? Yeah. I, I love that running through an airport and you went casino, which, despite the name, <laughs> I feel like I should tell you, Liam, that, that movie takes place at a casino. Yeah. <laughs> Primarily. That's true. And then uh, the other one is... You know what you get when you take a mentally ill loner and you put him in a system but doesn't care about him? You get what you deserve, Murray. Bang. That's life. Oh, yeah, Joker. That's what people say. Yeah, Joker. Yeah, Joker. So this is fourth with us here. Wow. Um, he's the voice's father, and then the camera pans, and we meet, meet Collagero. Collagero, yeah. Collagero, man, it, it took me a while to, to figure out. I, I was like, I don't know C. what to call. Yeah, I'll call him C. C. Once he gets yeah. swapped, I'm very gladly okay. going to call yeah. him C. Yeah, Please. but Collagero, <laughs> age nine, played by Francis Capra. I really liked him. Doesn't he remind you of a young Rocky Balboa? No, I got a lot of Fred Savage energy out of him. Oh, a little bit, yeah. yeah. Across between Fred Savage and Rocky Which Balboa. Which is funny because the older version gave me a lot of Ben Savage energy. So there we go. I like Ben Savage, but. Um, so you might be asking, is Francis Capra related to Frank Capra, who did It's a Wonderful Life? Yes. No. Oh. <laughs> but I looked just to see. Okay. Uh, he follows his father's every move. So it's interesting because we do have... Okay, so clearly the movie's establishing two, two father figures here because he mimics everything that Sonny does, but he also mimics what his father does. So whenever they, whenever I, they pass a church, they do the station of the, of the cross, don't they? Yeah, I don't think he's quite... He's mimicking uh, Sonny. I don't think he's quite that father figure as such. He's just... Oh, he totally is. He's just an influence. This, no, no, this movie's he's all a, about I Got Two Dads. That's yeah. exactly what this movie he's is. He's got a slight man this is whip, it is. Dude, this is whip, this moment... Dude, this is whiplash. No, this moment. <laughs> no, this moment. <laughs> no, okay. No, father figure is too much. Yes. Yeah. He, he admires okay, it's, 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 yes. But when we see him mimicking his father, and we see him yes. mimicking Sonny, I think it's and foreshadowing. Sh- foreshadowing, that's better. And he is his father's shadow because he jumps on the bus and sits behind him and all that business and... Yeah. Collagero's obsessed with the gangsters, and Lorenzo sees this. He drops him off, and he says, straight upstairs. But Collagero doesn't go upstairs. He goes into the basement, into an alley, in the alley, and then ends up outside some restaurant, which, whoops, I mean a bar. It's Chez Bibi. Chez Bibi. We're I say Chez, that. even though I know it should be Shay, but I think they called it Chez Bibi in this say movie. Chez, Chez, yeah. Yeah. And we meet the clientele. I really like this kind of ragtag groups of like, there's one. Okay, here's your one dimensional character, but I really quite liked it. So we have Toupee, who runs the place, but it's not really his place. Toupee. Touche. We have Mush, the gambler, who's always unlucky. We have Joe the whale, who's, oh, he's fat. Yeah. And we have Coffee Cake, whose face looks like a Drake's Coffee Cake. So I believe I'm correct. A Drake's Coffee Cake has, like, crumbles on top of it. Aww. So therefore, like, his, his, the, in the dents in his skin were supposed to represent, like, the crumbly layer of a Drake's Coffee Cake. When nice. they introduced these characters, right, it felt like they were doing a Dick Tracy episode. I think so. Yeah. I think it's just like good old gangster movies. And there was Mumbles and there was... Yeah, some, yeah. Or, or like a war movie. They do the same thing there too, don't they? Yeah, yeah. So there's some great there's some great writing here. So at the dog track, they'd give Mush's tickets already ripped up. <laughs> and Joe the Whale's shadow once killed a dog. 
shadow yeah that's, his shadow. that's a great he's so fat yeah. he's so fat his shadow killed and crushed a dog <laughs> i thought that was really funny <laughs> there's we, a lot of history this isn't there we also meet jimmy whispers played by kem caserta who i thought was be a bigger a bigger yeah, sort of part he, he wasn't really he he is his like he's he is right sonny's hands. number two but yeah. it, he really doesn't have much of a presence in no. the film no and then uh he's pinched on the cheek by jimmy whispers but grabbed by the scruff by Rosina, his mother, played by Catherine Narducci. Now, she looks familiar. Uh, nothing. Oh, okay. Nothing we've done. I even looked. I don't think she did much of anything. Oh, okay. But then she she plays a similar character to something else I've seen before. The kid says, oh, I was looking for daddy. Your dad's driving a bus. Yeah. You got off the bus. Uh, she leaves him out in He's front of the... He's taking his shot. Yeah, she, she, I don't think you're using that correctly. <laughs> She's, she she leaves him out. She's like, now, if you just took a kid who ran somewhere he shouldn't have been, I'm not going, I have to go to the store. You stay here. No, you wouldn't. No, be. you're coming with me into the store. Because you know who's over there? The guys we don't want you hanging out with from the bar. Absolutely. But um, I said, I'm guessing the movie can happen. And actually, not much plot happens. Uh, but we do see Collagero sees Sonny and mimics everything he does and has another great line. Sonny uh, had five fingers, but he only used three. <laughs> you yeah. see him kind of doing the whole, like, all of his gesticulations, if you will. Yeah. <clears throat> Dinner time. And the kid goes, I don't want steak. It's 1960. If you can get steak once a week, you're doing okay. That's I mean, I'll be quite happy with steak. Yeah, so I'm too. guessing he's ever spoiled or his mother can't cook, but that would defy every stereotype about Italian mothers I've ever been told. Especially in the late 50s, early 60s. Yeah. He's spoiled because the dad keeps making reference to, you know, that they not, you know, they're not that well off. I'm just trying to go, what kid doesn't like steak? That's all I'm yeah, really trying to do. It's a bit unusual, isn't it? I think the kid's actually, the kid kind of gets... Like dad's taking him to the World Series. Dad's taking him to the boxing matches. He's not, he's not but you know, he has got some nice things from his yeah. dad. And his dad makes the issue that, you know, I've worked for this, I've paid for this. Obviously, yep. that comes later on, but yeah. I thought the kid was a good actor. Well, what, did, what did you think? I, I really enjoyed the kid, actually. I thought he was very well played in this. Yeah. And I was... I just kept seeing. I, little, I was getting tied into rocky. the emotions and just... Well, I was trying, trying to predict what was going to happen and none of my predictions happened. So <laughs> I think he's outmatched when it gets to some of the heavy stuff. But mm. as far as just looking quizzically, I went, come on, Dad. Like, I thought, like, surface he's got, level. He's like big wide eyes. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've seen a lot of bad kid actors, it feels lately. This, this isn't one of them. This guy was no, good. I, he was he, good. He would be a contender. He's for, on my list, yeah. So yep. I'm trying to go through and do my besties and resties yeah, sporadically he's throughout on my the year. List. And he's on my short list, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,. Because the actor said, De Niro does a great job telling the kid not to go near the bar. And there's a great funny thing where he's like, does this? Does he say, I took a shot? I think he says, I took a shot. Yeah. And he goes, hey, he took a shot. <laughs> it's like, you're not helping. We're trying to teach him not to lie. Uh, yeah, but he took a shot. But so there is this kind of like Italian rough. Hey, it's what we do. We, hey. We, hey, we lie to our moms, huh? We, we, we just chance it. So, uh, and I thought their dynamic as a father and son was really good. I yeah. really, yeah, I really liked their yeah. relationship because the dad was just trying to give him, you know, stick by his morals. And I imagine this is one of the few times we're, we're being an actor and the director on a film work to your advantage because he probably mm. knows exactly what he wants out of the kid and therefore is able to tell the actor version of himself here's how i want you to get him out of the kid do you know i thought it was very clever about rob de niro in this i thought he took a back seat in this um 
more but so. He than... had enough presence, though. I he think. did. Yeah. He did. He's Robert De Niro. Oh, man, it's such an interesting thing because, but, as a director, you need to be a backseat anyway. You can't be on screen that much. Exactly. And I th- and and I thought being De Niro movie driven movie, I thought he might um, be all about him, but actually, it wasn't it, his story. It, no, no. Yeah. It also would get in the way of the of the of the, the sort of story, mm. which is. He's the working man. He gets up and goes to work every day. He can't be around. Actually, mm. Chaz needs to be the one. Sonny needs to be the one who's who's always around. Yeah, and he, he says because so. he's not working. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I've got here robbing the elderly is what I've called this. Uh, there's a guy <laughs> with a fruit like cart that like I think what it's like he? a donkey pulls it or something like that. He reminds me. Do you? No, you're too young. There was a guy called a Samphan. Can't be Megan you're talking to. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, she'd remember. Oh, I remember when those donkeys were pulling the carts in the, the Samfer man. He used to go around with a horse and cart selling Samfer. What is Samfer? It's like a green... Um, That's what you cook with fish. Yeah, it's a, it's a green, like... Um, it's kind of a, a green... grown in the marshes. It's a bit prickly. Isn't it prickly? It's like... Uh, yeah, it's like cabbage, but not. Oh, really? You yeah, never had some, yeah, yeah. You never had that? <laughs> no. It was called. Well, some people say Samphire, but it's Samphire. It's salty. Oh, S A M F I R E. I haven't yeah. had it for a while. I've had it in like I've gotten it once from the shop, and I think I had it with sushi once. That's all right. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can go down like the marshlands and grab you know stuff. Okay. This guy used to go with a horse and cart, and um, he'd come through the town and he'd go Samphire, long and green, and he'd say all this thing, right? But the kids used to hang off the back of his cart, and I was one of them. So it was it was great. It was reminiscent of the bus scene. I was laughing at that because I, I can't kept thinking. Remember anything with horse and carts? Well, you should because you're old <laughs> enough. But you're probably too old to hang off the back of carts. Oh, th- thankfully, Collagero remembers. My back was already gone. By and he is, <laughs> he and his friends traumatized some old man. And there's some point of view shots. These kids just like singing modern music to him. <laughs> and meanwhile, they're stealing some produce. And I'm like, man, kids wouldn't even eat that for free now. No, they wouldn't. Really. They wouldn't, would they? They were getting their five a day. Yeah, they were. <laughs> Jimmy Whispers and Sonny are roughing someone up. And then all of a sudden, some black people come through the neighborhood, and the kids don't like this. This made me feel very uncomfortable. All these, And, and um, I know it's what it's representing. but This I, movie comes out five years after Do the Right Thing. And Do the Right Thing is a movie that Spike Lee put out. It's all about Italian-American black issues in new york this, there's a long-standing history of against, violence usually of italian americans against black individuals and getting away with it was, this but, was 1960 yeah. wasn't it the civil yep. rights act was 64 but then when he's grown up is that right i could be wrong there i don't know the date of that for sure i think it's 64 but, i could be wrong but after the jump is 68 yeah 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 but then when obviously when C is grown up a bit, obviously that's God knows how many how many years later eight, from eight, eight, eight so yeah. sixty that's that's, that's sixty eight. But these scenes did make me feel. And I know it's representing what has happened, but it, they I, I felt to get very uncomfortable to, to live beside each other. Really, well, it? this is the irony of um, of most North American settlement is when you move over, these little enclaves of communities sort of pop up. Yep. So you do have, this is the Italian part of town, this is the black part of town. This It's is still the, that slight segregation going on. Yeah, slightly. but it's like it's yeah. like self... But self-segregation. It's like self, self-created yeah. segregation. Now, yeah. back yeah. in the day, before, the, before the, the, what you're talking about, schools would have had something to do with it. So you may mm-hmm. as well move close to here, because that's what the school is. But once the schools are, are become integrated... 
then all of a sudden it's still like but so if you move from somewhere or if you you know you want to be become integrated you, they, you, because you yeah. went to the same schools they did go to the same school yeah so yeah. i once heard a lecture from there's a thing called it was first done i believe in in little rock arkansas and they put eight or nine uh black students into a white high school yeah and one of them got expelled oh wow and I got to I got to meet that person and talk to them and ask them a question and things like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, someone called her a racial slur. She took her lasagna and dumped it on his head. <laughs> that was why she got huh. expelled. <laughs> so um, yeah. So yeah. So so it was definitely not an even playing field. But in this situation, we do see and seems to be reciprocal. Stay out of our neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, yeah. I say it's yeah from both sides. They were both. Very much the same. Yeah, we don't see the black neighborhood until later because he's not mobile until later. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah, it just gave me a, like, an ooh feeling. Calogero's friend chased the bus, but Calogero's told to stay put by his father, who's upstairs in the window. Then we get a retelling of the spot from Seinfeld. So it's a Seinfeld episode all about two people who want the same parking spot, and one's backing into it, and one's going forward into it. And it's very playfully, every cop who shows up, there's two of them, and one says one guy's right, one says the other guy. It's played for a lot. It's like, oh, how whimsical. We have a replay of the bang, bang, bang. And I'm like, yeah, oh. so whimsical. Oh, that feels like it escalated quickly. <laughs> and sure enough, Sonny has just shot a guy. And um, because surprised. oh, because the one guy takes a baseball bat and beats it into the car at yeah, first. But the, the fact that they did this in public. And Sonny walks up, bang, bang, and then goes up and shoots <laughs> him on the ground some more. Bang, bang, bang. And everybody just sort of gets quiet. And they get the car there in a matter of moments. And Sonny clocks Calagero for the first time. And Lorenzo grabs him by the arm, takes him back inside. And I'm like, he's been upstairs for like 15 seconds. And there's oh, a knock so by the police. Yeah, yeah, I noted this. I want to live in this neighborhood because, yes, they oh, might not well, have people I, who fess up. But the police response time is the quickest anywhere you'll ever find. I thought it was part of the, the mafia guys. I thought name. it was them lying. I thought they were yeah. lying. Yeah. Because there was no cut. It wasn't this happened later. No. It was a steady. It, yeah. it was yeah, straight yeah, yeah. away. And I actually, I had to ring the police last night, actually, because I was worried with a neighbor who, who was acting strangely okay. uh, outside my house. Um, Sorry about that. So, no, no. It, it, wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't you. <laughs> it wasn't I was, you. I was just trying to look into that window again. <laughs> I don't know what to say to you. I mean, I, I doubt he listens it. to this, but you never know. He might do. So I hope you're okay if you are listening. But so, someone just looked like they needed some help because they were behaving in a way that looked like they needed some help outside opposite my house. Um, so I went next door to Debbie, who is a, a friend of all She's of been us. on the pod, yeah. Yeah, she's been on the pod. And so we thought, oh, we weren't, we weren't too sure what to do because mm, we just weren't sure. So I rang uh, 111. But basically, we put it down to like a mental health episode. But because they weren't an immediate danger to themselves or anyone else, the police literally couldn't do anything. So wow. uh, that's literally all that happened. So, wow. I mean, at least it's logged now should for the future things. Should have gone and shot him in the chest. <laughs> well, he said to me, like do you want to go and ask him if he's okay? And I'm like, I don't really feel comfortable doing that, to be honest. Yep. That's what the lady on the phone said to me. I, I was like, know. Mm. They tend to do a lot of that these days. I know. But sort the situation yourself. Yeah. So so and then it escalates and then they're there. Well, I mean, I mean nothing. It, was, it wasn't like, uh, you know, an emergency. It was just a concern that I wanted to check with them. But basically, that's all that happened. So, yeah, but that... But these police were super quick. Indeed. the kid, They want Calagro to ID the shooter downstairs, and it's the stupidest location for a lineup 
ever. Let's not go downtown. It's the usual suspect. Let's just line you up so we can intimidate you all the way around. And how yeah. did the police even get all these suspects that quickly? Oh, because they know them, don't they? They know and they know what they're like. They know who they, they were, are. They well, know what's gone on already. It's weird. People said they saw him at the scene, right? Yeah. So if they saw him at the scene, surely they saw the shooting take place. Yeah. But in a neighborhood where no one rats, well, they ratted on the kid. Yeah. So the fact that cops are up there is a bit of a, a bit of a hole in the loop, or whatever yeah, you want to yeah, call it. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm assuming, because loads of people saw it happen, but is this just just the power that gangsters have that yep. no one wants to go against them because they don't want to get killed or whatever? So they go through each one, and usually, I appreciate the fact that he wasn't the third guy in the line. Yeah. They do make you go all the way down to seven, and Sonny's the last guy. <laughs> And if you're the cops, you're like, yeah, this kid's lying to us. Because he looks at his dad. Yeah. And he looks at Sonny. And but he looks know, back at his dad. They know he's lying. Of course they do. But, but I'm just they like, just, they just want him to. But if you're Sonny you? and you want to. Sorry, if you're Collagero and you want to make this lie at all convincing, like, get it out quicker. Yeah. And he goes, no, no, it's not him. He's it's, very convinced with the others, isn't he? Yeah. I, I was uh, convinced throughout all of this that the dad was going to get. Kill. I thought the policemen were not policemen. I thought they were gangsters that were going to come and get rid of them right at the beginning. And I, I just kept thinking the dad's going to get got at some point. As they go back to the house, Collagero's like, I didn't rat. It's a good thing, right, Dad? It's a good thing. He goes, yeah, you did a good thing for a bad man. And the kid struggles with that. He goes, what do you mean? Because the rat's the lowest thing you could be in our neighborhood. And I didn't rat. And so uh, he's really struggling. So his dad decides, I'll tell you what, let's go to City Island for a mini vacation. They talk a little bit about the New York Yankees for a bit about Mickey Mantle, about Joe DiMaggio, and they talk about untapped or potential uh, or wasted talent, which was a bit of a theme in this movie. Mm, yeah. On the way home, Lorenzo and Sonny have a moment because Sonny's playing stickball, which I think is just baseball with a stick. Of course it is. Yeah. I don't know if it's a special ball. It must be because a real baseball would be probably break your stick. Do you know what I, I love about this though, right? All those beautiful cars down the street, and yep. they're just playing stickball like a must be, must be like a tennis ball or something. Like <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I also back then, I think cars are made out of like steel, mm. as opposed to whatever they're made out of I'm now. I'm guessing they didn't have garages You'd to still hide their nice cars in. Dented car, though, wouldn't you? <laughs> Maybe. Um, but it's very New York 1950s. It, um, is, it is. And so one of Sonny's guys, Whispers, comes on the bus the next day and offers Lorenzo a job. But he turns it down and says, it's just not for me. God, I thought I going to knock him off for this. said 150 bucks oh, again, a week. I kept thinking he was yeah. going to get killed every time. I don't think <laughs> he can because, like, yeah, he just did him a service, right? But he's like, I don't want to get involved in that. I, I respect his character because he could have easily just taken this money. Okay. But he well, stands he's up trying, for his he, beliefs. Yeah, he's trying to show his son, isn't he? He, a subplot is. he stands that, up for himself. A subplot that popped up and I thought we were going to go somewhere with and they don't really do anything with it. His wife goes... We could, we could use the money. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, oh, are you... He goes, kind of laughingly goes, you're not you're not ashamed of them up with like just a bus driver. And she goes, no, no. And I thought, oh, this is a really interesting sort of thing to unpack. Does she really... Is she really satisfied with this life she has? Mm. And let her sort of explore that. But they just decide after the break, no, we're not going back for this anymore. Nope. Yeah. No, I respect Maybe the He's a great character. Maybe it's just... Oh, you could have done this. You could have, I'm not saying it's the primary one, but you could have done this. Yeah. His mom disappears after the break. Yeah, she's, yeah. Oh, actually, Which yeah, actually, you didn't see her again, Actually, do using you? her as a pivot to him makes him seem even stronger. Yeah. Because even his mom's corrupted by the money. Mm. Yeah. And so to have him, like, this could have been a really yeah. interesting thing. And have her go, you know, yes, yes, I want a nicer place. Is that so much? 
I do support you as a bus driver, but now that this is in our lap, you you can't do this. I mean, for your family, for your son. Yeah. They've got steak once a week, you know. Right. So, I'm, I'm, <laughs> bus rides. Again, I'm yeah, not, what do you want? One more time. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm like, what an interesting story it would be though to have him have to would deal that with have that. Been too much though, if they'd had that thread. Then as why well. introduce although, it? That's although, my only thing. Then why introduce it? Can we infer Talk to De Niro. that that has happened because we don't see her again? You can't so infer. How do we can't know infer. she's still around? Well, Georgia logic. He might have killed her and buried her out back because no. we don't know. Well, no. We well, we can assume she's still around. But maybe if maybe, you, if maybe like Sonny thread, killed mom, and that's infer. why Dad's stayed and lied all this time. No, because that's Georgia logic. No, yeah, well, Georgia's he not here, alive. so you can't do Georgia. Logic. No, exactly. So. Um, no, I, I just thought. I hadn't if you, thought about that. If you're going, that, if you're going to open up that storyline, yeah, tr- then you got to do something with it, or else don't I do think, it, or don't do it. Yeah, stay, stay was, true to even just have a line before is. where she goes. You know what? I'm glad you didn't take the job, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. we've put that to bed. No, but we, I, we don't. She does it twice, doesn't she? Yeah, when, when, he, when he's offered the 150 for the job, and she said, "Well, we can, yeah," you know, and then again later, and then later yeah. the, the money. Yeah, I don't think it needs to go further. I think just her putting that tiny bit of conflict in. But just twice, just but just reaffirms his morals because it's his wife doing it as well. But he still says no to her. No, I'm going to stand. I'm going to be the right person. Mom's invisible. The second half of this movie, she may as well not be around. He's shown though that he's standing up against multiple people. We and so we know what his character is. We don't need any more of it in the second half. I don't think you need any more of her. I think they've done quite well of that. I also think though, right, at the time and the place they were in, money wasn't. Uh, prevalent unless you were a crook and being so close knit and so close to what's going on I think there was a lot of people at that time who were on the take if you like but weren't bad people it was just more afraid to say no it's a little bit of extra money to keep quiet yep She's um, a blah, very stereotypical. They just want to run numbers, and he's like, "No, no, because then when I'm in, I'm in." Yeah, exactly, and that's what he knew, and that's what he was about. Mm-hmm. Don't give anything because they'll just take more advantage. You get deeper and deeper and deeper. He he does the right thing because as soon as he takes something, oh, he totally does the right thing. Yeah, then he's going to owe them. Yeah, take, yeah. Like, I'm just imagining what would happen, and yeah, then yeah. it's going to get worse. So you know, he's 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 good to stand it's like, by. What it's he like snatch in. when he goes like, uh, "Now I'm in his debt. Now I'm in his debt. I'm in his pocket." Yeah, yeah. and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, he goes to confession, Collagero, and he's like, yeah, so I, uh, ate meat on the south sa- on Friday and, uh, I, I saw that guy get murdered and, uh, he goes, you saw that guy get murdered. Tell me more. He goes, no, father, I'm not a rat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what? He's like, but, uh, God is the, he says, your guy might be bigger up there. My guy's bigger down here. <laughs> and he agrees with him, didn't he? He goes, oh yeah, yeah. He knows <laughs> just, what he's talking about. Just do three Hail Marys and do this. And he goes for murder. That's it. And what the and what the what is he gonna do really? The the priest guy. What's he gonna do? Well he can't do anything. He Surely would stuff know. Stuff in confession being, is confidential. He probably just wants to know. Being in that neighborhood, yeah, but he insinuated he ought to take it further. So he'd know oh, that. Oh, I don't know. I think I he think, would know that. I think you're reading a step beyond. Uh, well, why show it? As far as isn't confession, um, aren't they supposed to be well, okay. confidential? So why show? I can tell you why show it. Okay. Because it's a character thing for the kid. So this shows how committed he is to Sonny. He's not going to rock to anybody. He's going to protect Sonny at all costs. That, that's why you show it. Even his beliefs of what he believes yeah. in the Catholic yeah. Church. Yeah. So, that is Catholic Church, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, if it's confession, it's it's Catholic Church. Oh, okay. Yeah, Caladro uh, loves you can do pretty much anything if you're Catholic. And then Sonny summons <laughs> Caladro to Shez Bibby, Mickey Mantle. Oh, he said you like the Yankees? Yeah, why Mickey Mantle? Oh, Mickey Mantle doesn't care if you uh, if you, if you're homeless. So why should you care about him? And Caladro asks Sonny, "Did you kill that man over a parking space?" And he goes, "No. When you're <laughs> older, you'll understand." He doesn't say no. Does just say from when? Oh, okay, yeah, you'll understand when you get older. And he goes. The voice tells us from that day out, uh, from that day on, I never felt the same way about the Yankees again. Yeah, it's that idea. If I guess we all, you know, what what are the great things the working class sort of latch onto? Sports. And he's shown him so he's showing him a different light to a different viewpoint, isn't he? Mickey Mantle just cares about making the most money from from yeah. Mickey Mantle, and so so should so should we all? I think that's yeah. his message. I got my notes. Ain't that a kick in the head? Um, Caladro spends a lot of time over at Sunny's. He's serving drinks and making tips. And they're shooting dice. And now so is Caladro. He rolls a seven. Do you guys know how this game works? I had no idea. I was just You have to hit the wall, watching. don't you? Both dice have to hit the wall. Yep. This what, comes, what from, this comes from the streets, do it? doesn't it? When they used to play on the streets. Well, it's Vegas does the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Vegas, there's there's a line. But if you just do it illegally, the closest thing you can do is go hit the wall. Hit the wall, yeah. yeah. So do you, a seven is good to start with, isn't it? You can't get a same two, two of the same because you're out. Is that right? No. No, it's not right. Nope. Okay, go on. So you roll. The goal is if when you first go up there, you want, uh, please, anybody out there, correct me if I'm wrong. Here's my understanding of it. You want to go up there, and if you roll a seven or maybe even an 11, but definitely a seven. That's a load of craps. You you win right <laughs> off the hop. What I say again? Seven and 11. Seven, and I think what an 11. What's the most you common right, roll to seven. roll? It is seven, yeah. so you're quite So one, six, to two, five, three, four. Okay. Yeah, so there's, there's six possible outcomes out of 36 that can win you a game. Oh, right okay. There. Because it's each die has six sides, so it's not impossible. Yeah. Oh no, oh, no, it, no, no it's no, the it's most likely. But there's so many options. But it is the most likely of all the yeah. options. So what happens then? Let's say I don't roll a seven. I think if you roll a two or a twelve, you're you're automatically out. So yeah. just like seven automatically wins you, two or twelve automatically kills you. Yeah, because the odds of that are only one in thirty six for, for both of those. Yeah, but then if I roll anything else, four, a four. Yeah. Then what happens is the game almost becomes pause and reset, and now four is the number I have to hit. But now if I hit a seven, uh, a seven kills me. So it goes from being the most the most commonly thrown number wins me my money. Yeah. To, so that's why he rolls the four and he says roll a four again. And he goes hard four double twos and he goes no no don't get the get fancy just just <laughs> just roll me a four rather than why is he not rolling for a seven then because you got to hit that number again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the game. Ah. Oh. So. If so you, say he rolled a five. I believe you just oh. get to stack him back up, and and then I think he has to roll. I don't know if he has to roll a four again, or if he has to roll a five again at that point. I don't know if he keeps resetting until you do that, or oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know that part, but that's what I know about. Crafts. He said he, he he did it eleven times in a eleven row. times in a row. <laughs> yeah, without without losing the bet. Yeah, yeah. I love hot this, shooter. I love this kid. Yeah, <laughs> and his comebacks. Um. So Sonny puts Mush out there because Mush is a jinx. He's like, you go hide in the bathroom. <laughs> and then Joe the Whale, a little fat shamey there, but his character is Joe the Whale. And then Coffee Cake. I just want him to look in his face when he's rolling the dice. Weren't they actually doing their own bets inside the, the bathroom? They- yeah, it looked like once once Mush got there with a couple other people, they started making bets in the bathroom, <laughs> yeah. which is quite funny. And there are little side bets. Uh, so um, from now on in, though, Caladro is going to be called C because he gives him some money. He goes, that's it. And he gives him some more, and he goes, better. Yeah, but see the what? Oh, yeah, yeah. And he only gives him two? And then we find out the old guy with the fruits giving him some free peaches now and saying, you just tell Sonny I took care of you. And he's like, oh, 
being associated with Sonny gives me power. And again, though, the guy given doing the the fresh produce stuff on the horse and cart, I don't think he's a bad guy, but no, he's just wanting to ingrace himself. So again, it's he's, like, he's taking well. To- the typical thing with these gangster movies, and it might have been here, is that everybody pays insurance. They look after the so the local. Own. No, you just pay insurance to the mob boss. You yeah, pay yeah. like you pay like a pledge. But that's that's what they yeah yeah and the protection so protection thing prote- isn't it? Yeah, it's it's yeah basically it's just money, and we won't we won't wreck your shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so it's if like anybody else. You comes ma- in. Yeah, you make sure, and then the, yeah, I'm on the approved list. Yeah. Um, say it wasn't on the approved list, and that is that C's mother finds six hundred bucks behind his drawer. Now six hundred bucks in 1960 has got to be a couple of grand today. Yeah, but I've got a question to ask about her. Right, she discovers this money. Right? In his drawer. Now, yep. she put two and two together. Yep. She's seen him with Sonny. Yep. Right? I know she you're goes, it's Sonny, right? But then she brings it to Lorenzo. Yep. Knowing Lorenzo's going to be this she hard, knows what he's fast, say. steadfast person. And good for him I got three words. I got three words for you. Because you're going, why is she doing this, knowing what he's going to do? Yeah. M- movie's got a movie. I know, I know. Because we got to find out. She wouldn't, because she already questions this. Well, why can't we keep it? we got to find out. She would have just gone, I found this, right, just... It lets us see Lorenzo's character again, though. That's why he's going to stick by his his rules. It's a plot device. Yeah, yeah, stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Lorenzo wants to give the money back, but Rosina disagrees. Sonny and Lorenzo then have a face off, and they have a battle about who should be influenced and see. Um, And so um, he's like, "I'm treating him like he's my son. He's my son." And that seems to be the one thing: is that no matter what you do, no matter what respect you have here, surely you know that a man's family is his own. Yeah. So that's what we have to do. I thought the dad was going to be killed in this bit again as well. They, they get outside. <laughs> and well, you've got to kind of respect him in a way because if you come, you know, you live three doors down. Yeah. Right? You know who this guy is. Yep. He's only protecting his son. Yeah. And he's like, he's kept think, his, he keeps his head down the rest of the time. Yeah? I'm yeah. not being rude. I yep. do not want this. You keep yep. it. Blah, blah, blah. He only gets defensive when um, Sonny gets defensive. C says the so they go outside and the kid wants his money. He says no, I'm giving the money back. The kid says the working man's a sucker, and they talk about hey, they, they, they love him and they love you on your right. It's the same thing. And he goes no, 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 no. They fear him. Mm. I get up and I go yeah. to work every day. That's what being a tough guy is. Anybody can have a gun, mm-hmm. he but getting up harder than Sonny does. <laughs> but getting up and putting the, man when that alarm goes, mm-hmm. that's hard work. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, you don't want to get up. Exactly. What, what time does your alarm go off? Um, it depends if I need to have a shower in the morning, but sometimes six fifteen, sometimes six thirty. Yeah, mine's a six a.m. alarm. Yeah, yeah, because you know I'm sure Liam you're the same when your alarm goes off at ten forty five. What? He's not lying either. Oh, <laughs> oh, wow. I figured you're all into the shop around noon, don't you? <laughs> now, when you work at at at, at Tony Esco's, Tony Esco's. <laughs> What's, I mean, you're in, you're in, you're in real early there. So your alarm goes off. If oh, I yeah. don't get to bed at twelve, I don't get to sleep. This morning I was up at half four. Yeah, half four in the morning to be there for half five. Yeah, yeah. But so I mean that, that Tony Esco's. That's 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 hard work, man. To do that thing. That is. That's a to do there and drag yourself in. Like but I'm I, sure. I mean, Sonny must have worked hard to get where he is because you don't get to that level of fear and respect from people. Yeah, but that's not working, is it? Without well, he. That's It'd be interesting to know how he got to that point. Well, well see, well, they, you know show I mean? you, they show you the movie. So you see the two, you see the, the the kids grow up together, right? You see generations come and go, don't you? This generation comes up. You see how bad these other kids become, you know. And some are more brainy than others, and some are more logical about stuff. 
you, you there's, there's cronies that do the bad work and there's some people that direct the cronies he he, he must so, have put you know because he's not he's not the top boss where he was though yet well until later they say that in the film he's only controlling that certain area i don't i can't remember but, but he, we're, he's, we're he's done something he right to get to where he is well, do you know yeah. what i mean but you have to show so, that element you have to show the element of fear and, and do the dirty work. What which has he, he does. sacrificed? Is this why he has this relationship with C? Is it like I actually? And we get limited information to both because I think both his dad and Sonny have to mm. be kind of a bit ambiguous to each other. Well, they say in the film, Sonny and Lorenzo went to the same school together. They know each other. They know who they, each other are. Yeah, and they're of the similar age. Yeah. So right, but I think there's a difference between. I hear what you're saying. But I think there's a difference between he chose a life of crime and he's the boss. Yeah, so what distinguishes him through the bus. right? But that, okay, that's just, very, that's just a very generic statement, though, isn't yeah. it? It's like saying he works his way up through 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 the bus route. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so why so, why so why is he the big guy, and not whispers? Why why is he the big guy, and not and not any he, of the guys? He's because, done something right, hasn't he? Whatever he's he was done. the guy that sorted out the street with the parking like that, Sunny. Right, not any other guy. I think there's a scene that actually will help this whole conversation. We, we got to uh, get to it. Yeah, but he he's not afraid to do the, his own dirty work, is he? So you have to fight. Your Actually, way to whispers the, the guy who's going to pull him away from it and say, "Leave it alone. We got to get out of here." No, I know, but in the you can trade off by reputation, can't you? So once you've done the hard slog of moving your way up and doing the dirty work, you have a reputation of he's who brought up whose whose point are we arguing here? I've lost track. I don't know. But who I brought up the fact that he had to be working to get where he is? I just said he oh, must Megan? have done okay. something right to be in... Do you know what I mean? In the rank... I can answer that. He is. I know I can answer is that. Is that later on? Well, she's yeah. been an alpha man. Can I just ask a question about gangsters? Yeah. So... <laughs> like, like we're connoisseurs on gangsters. Yeah, go on. I don't understand. Are the police corrupt? Or, like, everyone this knows... This film doesn't answer that question. Okay. I know, I know this is... It looks like this film things. has honest policemen, it looks like. Yeah, yeah. but going by other things, but how there do are you some that were on the take. gangsters exist... When people know what they're doing and they know... Do you know why you had gangsters exist? You go back to the Depression, right? During the Depression, depression? you had nothing, right? It was easier to be a criminal back then. I can... Yeah, it probably was. You're not going to live long, right? You're either going to starve to death because you can't get a job, right? And you can't pay for food or you nick stuff, right? It was two choices. So there was a big, huge boom of criminal activity. And also, you've got to understand, they they abolished... um, uh, the, the prohibition with the, 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 the alcohol, alcohol yeah. and stuff like that. So they had so all this, normal, the, honest working people. Is it speakeasies? Like, That's not the right word. It's speakeasies. Like, like ourselves, like the, yeah. who would have gone, right, this is a bit of a sideline. We could probably make a bit of moonshine But here. after that, I don't know how gangs, like surely if, if the police know that there's criminals, I don't understand how they are existing together I mean, at the same time. You're always going to get somebody crime, who's... Yeah, go on. Organised crime tends to pop up in areas that are heavily impoverished mm. to give people avenues towards more easier life quicker money all those things without having to work for it and that's attractive and course, so you've, you've got yeah. to counterbalance the risk of jail time with a really really luxurious i know goal. nothing about so, gangsters by the way so, so. You, so you look so you, <laughs> you look the other way uh it's no different now than if we have um you know you get people who get involved in drug gangs and things like that mm. if i said county lines do you, well, know, you, you do you know what I'm talking the, about? The, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. We, we have training in that school. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting. I don't um, know if it would be the same with primary schools. This is no, we have all of that and we have all, yeah. So, 
it's then, the so that's what that's what makes it appealing is the idea of it. I can have this easy life where I can have the things that if I if, if I'm a working man, I'm a sucker, right? But if I get to do this other thing, and it's easy. It's it's easy, yep. and there's also a fraternity kind of aspect to it. It's a brotherhood, and the problem is once things become established. It's not like you just knock off the one gang and it disappears. Someone else takes that spot. Yeah, they, they but everybody knows. And we, and we see that in this film. Yeah, but everyone knows that Sonny is a like you know he's up to bad stuff. So it, I, you have to I, legally get him though. You can't just go. I know you're up to bad they, stuff. They you got to prove it. Dot the eyes and cross the t's. Yep. But it just seems because I don't know. I don't understand beginning. how these like criminal leaders, how the like. The authorities can't. Some get movies them. show us dirty cops. Because we have to. We have to prove in a society, a law-abiding society, we have to prove that they have done this thing. So if C had said it was him, oh, he'd have gone down. down. He'd have gone down. Him. But then potentially his family would have been killed afterwards. Yes. There's the idea going. What would have happened? Someone would have got revenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why he didn't want to be a rat. And that's typically how gangs operate in the sense okay. of yeah, the they one guy will go fear. down. But you're not going to make it out mm. in no. good situation. So that's the thing is that you, you, the gang will always make sure it gets the even up call, but your family doesn't have a gang behind it. So if you get hit, if Lorenzo gets hit, his family's done. Mm. I mean, yeah. you look at, you look at um, uh, Al Capone, for instance, right? He didn't run America. He ran Chicago. So again, it's just a different borough of running a, a, an organized crime. Now, he was untouchable back in the day. And... No matter who he killed, what he did, they couldn't prove anything apart from his tax evasion, which they got him on in the end. Yeah, that's what so they, they found the, it, the, the smallest thing they could get him on out of yeah, all the crimes, and, and, and they got him for that. And the thing that sent him okay. to prison, right? So he now goes to prison. He hasn't got all those cronies around him protecting him and doing these things. In prison, he becomes a nobody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he dies of syphilis in the end, which is just, you know, he, he, was, he, he was the biggest criminal of that time and he could have anything he wanted at that time so all you're thinking is in like in provinces places you're thinking to yourself quick money but that's it's gambling so mm. you go do i take you a just job? gotta be careful because do i take a regular job they'll not get paid so much but live a happy ish life it's just gonna take I, one small little failure to, yeah. to get you though isn't or it do i live the high life for for as long as i can i'd be too paranoid yeah me too I mean, yeah, I don't, this is what i'd be looking over your shoulder especially uh, looking over your shoulder isn't it yeah yeah. If, ever, if you've got that level of fear, like they say, then you're probably okay because people are going to be too fearful to, like, Most people are. You. It takes a certain breed of person to become, yeah. a, to become a gangster. I'm just going to pivot. Pivot. I, I don't want to keep Julian waiting too long. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I think you guys are running up, run up the, the alarm the run hasn't time gone off yet. To, uh, I think I have about 15 minutes left on the alarm. Oh, okay, sorry. So, um... Where was I at here? Uh, oh, so, he said, kids that don't understand, Lawrence says, you will when you're older. And the voice tells us um, that, uh, oh, sorry. So Sonny um, gets carried, uh, sees uh, Lorenzo carrying off his kid, and the whisper says, You want to take care of him? And he goes, Nah, leave him alone. And it's one of the much instances we get that Sonny's a good man. <laughs> as weird as it sounds to I, say, I he do, does, he respects him. I kind yeah. of infer that maybe he has a longing for that relationship with a son of his own and he kind of oh he's clearly trying so he doesn't want to his life isn't one that domesticates easily no no he's he's not not. the go home to the wife and kids type because if anyone wanted revenge on him what they're gonna do there's your weakness so what he does instead is he creates this fostered relationship with a protege but also he did save his life and not send him to prison or oh yeah there's a death there Yeah, yeah 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 
the voice tells us that the kid never stayed away from Shez Bibby. And then eight years passed, and as I grew, so did Sonny in power. In 1968, we have a time jump. Um, Something was on top of the charts. I didn't catch what it was. Yeah, there was. I got Dion. I don't know what that means. Teenager in love, maybe? Dion of the Belmonts? Uh, Maybe. The Beatles were changing the way we lived our lives, and the Yankees were at last place, and I couldn't give a shit. (laughs) Change was everywhere, but my neighborhood was just the same. Meet the Voice. This is C at 17, played by Lilo Brancato. His third appearance on the pod. Really? I'm not going to ask you, because he's got bit parts. But he was in Enemy of a State and Crimson Tide. Wow. What was he in Enemy of the State? He's just some random kid in the background. Oh. But an enemy, in enemy of uh, sorry, Crimson Tide, he's like one of the like petty officers who's like got to like, they're fighting over him, like turning the key and That's stuff like that. That's yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So um, there's a horse race and they're all cheering for Kryptonite and Kryptonite's way in the lead and then Mush comes out of the background. Come on, Kryptonite. He's oh. like, come on, Kryptonite. And Sonny no. rips off his ticket. And like, never horses have been caught up yet. He's like, no, we're going to lose. Yeah. And then sure enough, yeah, but, he but loses. It's quite funny because C stand behind, stay behind. It. He's like, "Come on!" He's the only guy who's not convinced yeah. he's this level of a jinx. Yeah, Everyone yeah. else is like, "Nope, he is." What a great uh, little bit! It is a great. Little the bit. kids have their own social club. The and deuces is it? Double deuces or something? It, some I don't know. Some sort of social club, anyway. Yeah, yeah. And they talk about how you can test to see if a girl's the Marion type. <laughs> it's the Mario test. That's funny. What's your take on the Mario test, Max? <laughs> I do not agree with do the you Mario. No, but you, 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 don't, you don't agree that because uh, the Mario test is when you're driving, make sure beside a big rig, make sure you get their attention, and then try and basically, lead, well, well, um, try to physically make oral copulation <laughs> happen. <laughs> and if she goes for it, not the Marion type. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if she doesn't. Then she's a lady. Yeah. And they're like, no, it's like so often they'll just go for it. I think there's a sort of notion to go, yeah, if they're aware of the truck drivers there, maybe not the Marion type. Maybe, maybe it is the Marion type. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe that, maybe well, that's the, the kind of relationship you're in for. even thinking of that is like, well, this is Mario. teenage, this is teenage teenagers. boys just yeah, talking, talking crap, isn't it? I kind of get the whole, if you don't do it, then probably more the Marion type, but only in that stereotypical way. But like, yeah. I'll tell you what, though, in this film, they fall in love very quick. I guess the oh question, I guess the question with the Mario test is if she'll do that. There's probably not a whole lot else she's well, not. She's not going to well, do. Yeah. Exactly. Is this like on a first date as well? Is I have this what no this idea. Means? I assume because if this means a first date, then well, uh, well, things were different in in, in, in the sixties. I said. Well, it was the you summer would, of love, wasn't it? The summer of sixty-seven. Yeah. Well, it's, mm. the, it's the year after. Yeah. It's not something I would do on a first date. Let's just say that. <laughs> um, they have the old prosh. There we go. Yeah. Um, just say that. A black car drives through the neighborhood. When I mean a black car, I mean a car with with, with black inhabitants. In it. I know what you mean. Drive through the neighborhood. Well, I'm not just you, the people in the neighborhood, the microphone as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and C remains the voice of reason. They're like, why well, they gotta drive? He's like, man, if they're just driving through our place, they what's just the driving big deal? Through, though. They were just watching as they drove through, didn't they? Well, they're, they're allowed and, to drive through. And the though. question wasn't, oh, they stop and park. You don't have a yeah, problem. Yeah, no, I don't have a problem. And I don't think, you know, C obviously don't have a problem. But they were looking for a problem. If they were just driving by the line through and just glanced and carried on, not a problem. But they did specifically slow down all watched as they drove around the corner. They didn't take the eyes off them. I used to be a teenage machismo, wasn't it? What are you going to do? Who's going to be the first one to move? We're just driving here. Yeah, well, but they were. I'm there. not going to slag them off for driving slowly through a neighborhood. No, but they were there to to intimidate. 
I not, felt. Oh, I don't think so. I, no? Not necessarily. No, I think they're it there to show they're not. They're there to show they're not everybody. afraid. That's not the yeah. same as intimidating. Mm, okay. If they stopped and and looked and made any sort of aggressive gesture, that would be to intimidate. All they're doing is they're not driving through as quickly as they can. Oh no no no! no. Well, because what intimidate suggests intent. Because because later on they're on bikes or some other kids are on bikes. Yeah, and they didn't. They weren't intimidating nope. in any way. They were just driving, well, no, driving through. It, that all went very wrong. Well, yeah, we'll get to that later. Uh, yeah. Lorenzo makes C come for a ride on the bus and Maybe sit it's by the way him. Maybe shot. I don't know. Maybe C is because I think well because C's the one going. It doesn't mean so. He's our guy. He's the guy we're, we're aligned to. Let me yeah. let, let, let me let me jump through my side on this okay, one. Okay, go for it. C's the guy that we're associated with, right? He's got yeah. the morals of his and dad. so and so we see him and he and you know we're, we're shot the same thing, but we're sort of told he's our guy that we're experiencing the movie with. Yep. And when he goes, "What's the big deal?" I think the message to us is to go, "What's the big deal?" Yeah. Okay. We're, we're not supposed to infer me. it as being an intimidating act because we're with him and he's saying it's not a big deal. Okay, I agree. Okay. Yep. Um, Lorenzo makes C come for a ride and sit by him, and there's a black girl on the bus, and C is smitten. He's not even listening to his dad at all. And they drive through a black neighborhood, and the girl he's smitten with gets off the bus, and you can see there's like a record shop and oh, like so some sort of a shop. That bus oh, that record, record shop. shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going, they got a way cooler neighborhood. <laughs> they have, yeah. I was like, I want to um, go to the record shop. Ooh. She was tall, she was beautiful, she was classy, but she was black, and that was a no-no in my neighborhood. Now I am sitting here going, this is five years, four years after Do the Right Thing comes out, and I'm wondering how much of this is borrowed from it. Because it was that she was, was very smitten with him, though, wasn't she? Because mm. do so. oh yeah yeah because do the right thing is based on and there was no romantic cross ethnic relationship in that. Well, not between a black girl and a and a white guy. It was between a black guy and a Puerto Rican girl, and it wasn't a problem. But um, that was shot do the right thing in a black neighborhood. Now this is shot in an Italian neighborhood, but we have the same sort of issue. These two yeah, groups yeah. living side by side. Um. Says that was known in my neighborhood, and so Sonny's been chasing. However, this guy, um, sorry, C's been chasing this guy down for a couple of weeks because he owes him money. But he's literally chasing him down the road. And Sonny said, "Come on over here." And he's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "He owes me twenty bucks." He goes, "Do you like this guy?" He's like, "No." I said, "Great." He's never going to come near <laughs> you again because he owes you money. You spent twenty bucks to get rid of this guy, and he's, he's like, so "Why are you why are you right about everything?" And he goes, "Look, I spent ten years in the clink." And when you're in jail, you can either lift weights. Read a book. That wasn't one of the options. No. He gives them three options. And he goes, which one you do? I read. That's, like, that's not one of the options you said. Oh, okay. Yeah. You can get into trouble. You can lift weights. Or you can join a gang or something Or join like something, yeah, yeah. Affiliate with somebody. He goes, I read. And I read Machiavelli. Now, Machiavelli wrote this book called The Prince. And The Prince is all about how you get and keep power. And the idea of... It's better to be feared than to be loved. It's right from the prince. Uh, so when he said this, I went, oh, okay, here's your big theme of the movie. Because I wanted him to say this. Because dad is to be loved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sonny is to be feared. That's your yeah. duality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think C is kind of feeling a bit in the middle. In the middle. Yeah. Yeah. And there's this great, um, there's this guy I have to teach called Levi Strauss, not the guy who made the jeans. <laughs> but he was this old guy, and he believed something called structuralism. And it's the idea that all narratives are driven by two opposing forces. Yep. And it's only once that that opposition is cleared that your movie ends. 
So the dark side and the light side. Yeah. Right? Light side wins, movie's over. Or the bad guys win, movie's over. But you have to have one side has to definitively win and one side has to definitively lose or else there's still story to be told. Yep. And so in this one, what we get instead is to be feared or to be loved. Those are the two big ideologies of play. Mm-hmm. So it, it is this kind of idea about what he does and how he's achieved what he's done because he rules by fear. And uh, he says, he says, look, I know I'm funny. Right? But he goes... I'm not that funny. They laugh at my jokes. I'm not that funny. Fear keeps them loyal to me. I stay on the spot so I can see trouble coming a mile away. But I treat my men good, but not so good they don't need me anymore. And just as he's saying saying this, a load of motorcycles go by making the most noise possible. This is a good scene. And we get come together by the Beatles. Yeah. And I'm like, you spent some money here, boys. And the bikers stop in at Shez Bibby for a beer or two. And they're originally told they can't have a beer. And Sonny says, hey, we'll, we'll serve you. That's fine. And the bikers then say it's host to our hosts Again. and drench to pay. I mean, that was rude. Again, they were being respectful to start with, which is why he said you could have a drink. Yep. They were unrespectful, which is when he had a problem. I mean, I don't it, know if they deserve what comes next, well, but they was, were yeah, they disrespectful. Did. But this whole thing's a power move, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So fine, you disrespect us here. And he goes over and he locks. They think he's walking out. Yeah. They're like, yeah, you watch our bikes. And he locks the, the door. door. And their faces, because we get all this now through um, C, of course. And he's explaining is all their faces just drop because yeah sonny knows what's going to happen he's always going to win he's always going to lose but he knows what's going to happen the bikers are in like oh we're not used to this we're used to our numbers sort of just intimidating people yeah out. yeah and so all the guys including like joe the whale come up and we're having a fight baseball bats all sorts oh my word this was I'll tell you what, again, some really nice cinematography sonny doesn't shy away he goes straight in there he, I just found it convenient. Sonny doesn't, but the kids hiding down. Oh, the kids oh, hiding, yeah. All those guys were just convenient in the back room, just waiting for no, this moment. No, that's moments. their bar. Storm through. That's their bar. No, we're in the back room in the basement, and the basement shooting crops. Yeah, always Yeah. Doing that always, all day. I think they're Sonny's crew. Okay. So wherever he is, they, they will be. just live yeah. there, pretty much. Um, they ain't got a job job, are they? No, and so they take the guys out of the... Bo- they take them out into the street, <laughs> and then they destroy their motorbikes. Mm-hmm. Well, not destroy, but they smash them up, which is just sit. Like, fine, you wanted to hear... And the pro- you take them outside. There's a reason why you take them outside. Show the people. It's a message. Yeah. You don't mess with us. And every now You're and then... And this And this, you is, this is the perfect version, because these guys are outsiders. Yep. So fine, we're going to beat up, we're going to throw them in the streets. We haven't had to hurt anybody in our neighborhood... But we can send a message to everybody in our neighborhood. And as a viewer, you go, actually, you might go, maybe you don't have to go as far as they did, but you're sitting there going. They did, they did. But but you're sitting here going, you're sitting here going, they were going to let them have a beer and just be on their way. It's justified. And so you go ahead and go, look, what's the point of this? The point of this isn't to do an even up call. The point of this is to send the message. Yeah. If you make the message big enough, you shouldn't have any problems. Rule by fear. Yep. Yep. Um, and he goes, he grabs the leader, the guy who said, he said, look at me. I'm the one who did this to you. Remember me. <laughs> no fear. Yeah. Different remember me from like, uh, you ever see, uh, oh, what was it called? Coco? No. Oh, no. <laughs> you ever see Coco? No. Oh, this is a song called, <laughs> he sings it to his like old dying great grandmother. Right. And he's like, remember me. <laughs> it's just beautiful. Like you cry when you hear a song. And then yeah, we says remember me. I'm like, oh, it's a different version. Of What's that me. one we watched with the guitar playing El Mariachi from the Dead guy? Is that the same thing? Isn't that Coco? 
Is it? I haven't seen we that. We watched it on the pod. Oh, I don't know if I did it for the Disney one or if I did it for this. Oh, okay. He he was he goes into this like mausoleum place and he takes a guitar or see a picture or Yeah, something. yeah, this is Coco. We're talking about Coco. Is it Coco? So you have seen it, yes. Oh I have then, yeah. 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 Yeah, and he meets like uh, too bad. he meets he meets his ancestors in the next life. Yeah, yeah, it's Coco. I, I quite like that. Oh, Coco's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, Coco's wonderful. Yeah. Coco's the last great Pixar film, as far as I'm concerned. Ah. yeah. So uh, buying a gun, there's this guy named Zero. He sells guns hot. Sonny doesn't approve, and he tells Steve that his friends are jerk offs, especially Slick. He says he doesn't approve. Right? Yep. I don't want guns on the street around here. Yep. Blah, blah. They met with him shooting someone. I get it. What the fuck did he do? He shot somebody. He does say, my life isn't your life. Stay in school. He says that. This is where I really like him. Yeah, he's like, look. He's like, you ain't got to follow my footsteps. You don't got to follow my footsteps. I thought he was grooming him in some way. No, let's. But he doesn't. Do both. Get two educations. The one in school and the one I'm teaching you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's like he owed him that for his life. I yep. don't know. It seemed weird. And then Sonny invites him to the fights, but Lorenzo already did when they were hanging out. And so instead we go with them to the fights and he goes with his dad and his nosebleeds. And it's great because when they show, of a sudden, they show the fight from their perspective up in the nosebleeds, it's a little blurry. Yeah. Which I don't know if it's just the limitation of the camera, but I thought it's just a great idea to show. It's not even a good view. No. No. So it reminds me of our, of our trip, trip to see all in. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, we we were like there's a pillar right in the way. I'll tell you what though, we got down ringside, didn't we? That was the best. Was almost what was the best part? The energy of being on the floor yeah. was the best part. Yeah, that was yeah, the yeah. best part for me. So I would not go again unless I was on the floor. And and do you know what I loved about it as well? I know we shouldn't have been there, but it was the fact that we shouldn't have been there and we kept moving around to stop. <laughs> it was just great. Like, is anybody going to kick us out of here? <laughs> it's like a mouse game, wasn't it? Yeah. All right. It was brilliant, and it was just watching who's going to be who's going to be because it's not very British to go go back to your seat. Yeah, so who's going to be that person finally? There was one guy who was relentless. And yeah, we, he was. We, we, he? we were we were watching. We're like, oh, they're, they're getting everybody. Yeah. We're going to get caught here. Yeah, we hung out as far as possible. Didn't we, we did. It was a good time. It was good. Um, Lorenzo expresses he's hurt by C's torn loyalties, but credit to um, C on this, he sees the hurt in his father. And he respects his father still, and he says, no, 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 I'll stay. Even though he wants to go to Sonny, he still stays, which is good. Because I thought he was going to walk off and go. They go to school, and of course it's integrated, and there's some Motown being sung in the in the corridors. They're singing Only Got Eyes for You. Good song. Oh, that reminded me of a Buffy episode. And I'm going, how did we get from this to people just doing rap and electronic 50 years later? Nuts, isn't it? Like, why don't we just do, yeah, I hear us. We, we haven't got the pace. <laughs> <laughs> so um the alarm went off and then his love is at the school and he gives his friends the slip and we meet jane played by terrell hicks she's not very good no but i don't, you I don't think... see much of her though so do you know what though right she's got a beautiful smile and she's very I, pretty she's a pretty girl she's, she's that's what it is i think that's what the, the criteria was that's what, that's what the criteria was. i bet she's not been in anything else uh she was she's done some singing Oh, okay. Yeah. They introduce themselves, and he gives his full name. He doesn't go by C. He goes by... Collagio. Collagio? 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 I've got on his name anymore. Um, anyway, he agrees to walk her home to Webster Avenue, which we know is where the black neighborhood but is. But he also knows this, too. Yep. His whole gimmick has been, as long as they stay out of our neighborhood, we got no issue. Yeah. And I'm like, uh-oh. 
Now he's going to their neighborhood. And she fixes his hat and says, you have beautiful eyes. And I, I, I pivoted and, and, and morphed into, um, into she's all that. <laughs> I was like, yes. oh, do I have really beautiful eyes? <laughs> and start laughing I was like, as I walk away. Um, she then invites him to a movie and we have a date for the next day. She's really forward. She is. Which is good because he's not going to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He gets to the edge of the black part of town and they say their goodbyes and some black kid throws a bottle at him and he runs off. And this is, this is fine because it shows it's both, it's both ways. It, it, but he yes. gets no, there. I can't take you any further, yeah, didn't he? Yeah. And it's, but it's not, as we'll find out, what they do to each other is not even. No, no, no. Like no. one side will go way above. Yeah. Um, so then a bunch of black kids ride their bikes through C's neighborhood. Now, the message he's done so far is as long as they stay out of our neighborhood, the driving's one thing. The biking, his friends take as an affront. But I like, didn't see that as a What are you doing biking through our neighborhood? Though, aren't they? Yeah. I didn't they see are. that. Because he went from the bus to a car to a bike. Yeah. So they think this is in the, the poor guy who's the last guy riding through yeah. just gets decked. And, um, oh, what do I have here? Right. He just gets decked and it turns into a skirmish and sees called over to help. And she had previously, Jane had said previously, I'm waiting for my brother to walk me home. I clocked this. And I was going, I've got my notes. I I reckon one of these is a brother. How much do you want to bet this is Jane's brother? Now I clocked that. And he's going, stay down. I don't want to hurt you. I'm like, oh yeah. This is like, this thing was not subtle in his foreshadowing in a bunch of places. At least he didn't give in to his friends and, you know, went along with it. He did stick up for trying to, protect him i think the whole time the song still going i love you yes i love you i've got it in quotes so it must be what that means mm-hmm. c pulls a guy off the same kid who's got a garbage can ready to cave his head in a garbage can getting put through a window is like the main turning point in do the right thing uh, so oh. i've got so this only made four or five and it was hugely influential this is only four or five years later i'm like there's gotta be a reason there for must this be, must be yeah. so maybe I this is on an implicit level it, doing the right just, thing uh, is stopping the guy from caving his head in with a garbage can because this is like a plastic this is like a, a proper mug this will do some damage yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um just, just unless be, you're a wrestler let people be people <laughs> yes. just well those are made of tinfoil aren't they <laughs> talking to Sonny, and he's like well okay he's like look i'm i'm Basically, he says, I'm into a black girl. And do you know what? Credit to Sonny. He's like, so? Sonny's like, mm. you got to do what makes you happy. Yeah. Yeah. And he gets this great, this great line of having three great loves in your life. I love this idea. Yeah. Sonny does three. have some redeeming qualities yeah. about him that we, we do discover. Sonny offers him the car and says, do the test. <laughs> he thinks it's the Mario yeah. test. And instead, it's the door test. And it's lock both doors, walk a girl to the, the, the door, unlock it, let her in. And if she's not selfish... She will go r- slide over and unlock your door manually for her. Now, this is in the days before central locking. Just one button unlock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. work so much so anymore. If you've got one door locked, does that mean both doors have to be locked? They were independently locked. Said, yeah, you could independently lock. See, I would have sat there and I wouldn't even realize the other door was but, locked. But you wouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't grow up in, in this system. In okay, so yeah, I probably yeah, would have done yeah. it if I'd known. When we were kids. Whereas today. I mean, if I'd have known that they need some help. You'd be on your it, phone I, texting I someone else, checking your Instagram, because heaven forbid people have a conversation these days. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if that's. You know, I, I would have. I'm polite, so I would have undone it, but if I would have to have known that it was locked to you, go and you would then, you had to lock okay, if i knew in, that then i would have done that yeah. so it was also at times you'd have different doors for the locks and for the engine maybe yeah, well, yeah. I, I, remember, I remember i remember i remember my parents having two two keys and one was a door or maybe one was the boot 
Yeah, one yeah, was, it was so two good. different. It yeah, was like yeah, one yeah. was a square and one was always a circle. I think the circle oh. one was almost always the ignition. Yeah. Maybe it's the other way around. But I anyway, still yeah. don't know how my mini works because it keeps locking and I have to keep manually unlocking it for oh, people really? to get in. Maybe the key's going. No, I think it's just I have to manually do the it. The face know. of my key fobs come off, so I have to manually unlock everything yeah. all the time. Oh, no. Yeah. Mine has as well. It's like 300 quid. To, I'm like, I don't really feel like doing that because the one thing was when they delivered the car they went oh by the way we only got one key for you i'm like one key and if you look one of the things of this like whole like youtube videos about like car keys if the battery goes you're stuffed yeah yeah. because you can't start it on my car oh really oh okay yeah yeah. if the battery goes on my mini like i can't even get in it the big problem with mine was i could unlock it I could lock it, but then I couldn't unlock it. Yeah. And so the alarm would go off. So I was trying to start it. Oh, and no. so finally, once I started it and drove a couple seconds, the alarm would stop. Wow. But I was like, jeez, Louise. I need to get my keys it's just, it's just showing that she's polite and is yep. thoughtful, I'm guessing. Yes. Well, that's the test. We don't know if she yeah. passes it yet. Well. And uh, there we are. And so, uh, um, yeah, what if the girl's nervous? What if the girl's too busy checking out if her hair's okay? Yeah. Well, yeah, it could just be that yeah. you haven't, you you are nervous. That's the first wrong. Date Some girls are selfish. Thought about it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, he says dumper right then. He talks to dad and goes, "What would you think?" He goes, "Yeah, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't marry you, you, you wouldn't date a black girl." Well, what if I did? He goes, "Nah, you're smarter than that." This, I was a bit surprised here that we had Sonny being more positive about this than his actual I dad. wasn't surprised. Were you not? The whole idea is he's going to learn messages from both. Both. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, well, I suppose there's the contrast, but yeah. I would have thought his the way they portrayed his dad. No, his it's, dad a way, been, it's a way more interesting movie if they're both shades, Sonny, if they're both shades of grey. It's a way more interesting yeah. movie. Of course it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Sonny's just like, ha-ha, no. And we need to feel just sleep a bit with more her. for Sonny for okay. yeah, future yeah, yeah. things. Like, it's, it's an okay so movie, but it's not right nearly now. as good as like hey. dad being a bit behind the times and Sonny being up to date. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he says, sometimes in the heat of passion, the big little head tells the big head what to do and the big head should pay attention. To what head? <laughs> little head and the big head. Okay. And there we are. Your master builder. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Look at you getting all the leverage out of my, out of my I thing. I don't even know what I've built. <laughs> Actually, I do have some Lego to build. I've got a Lego I've, orchid. I can't use any of my jokes. <laughs> it's a Lego <laughs> orchid. There we go. Of all things. A flower. <laughs> it's a flower. <laughs> flower well there we go i'll take a picture once i've done it oh, okay <laughs> blooming <Al. laughs> this is alone. the truth oh. to Lego. <laughs> i can't i got one more i can't go on. all right nope nope <laughs> nope no. sunny does the date test and uh we hear baby i need your loving oh, got to have all your loving and it's great because we've sort of forgotten for a moment because he's doing the date test it's distracting us yeah and then she comes over we're like oh the fight yeah and mm-hmm. um My jane comes over upset business. and it was her brother and he goes well, once i got to do a me and he lies and said he wasn't there except for he was there. jeremy kyle we got a surprise for you <laughs> He her brother's here. <laughs> Comes he on up. up, and uh, yeah, and then the brother says, "Yeah, you beat me up." And he goes, "Okay, look, I know I lied about saying I wasn't there, but I helped him." And the brother yeah. said, "No, you did this to me." No, he didn't. And in the heat of the argument, he tells the kid, "F you, you effing n word." Yeah, and I'm like, "Oh, wow!" 
old, you've you just lost, haven't you? That yeah. gets completely... Let's get, let's get there in order. Whoa, 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 Megan. Benny and June in it. Yes. Jeez. Sorry. <laughs> you don't even have a lack of sobriety to blame it on this time. <laughs> Lorenzo catches C returning the car to Sonny. And um, C brushes off Sonny. He goes, I don't want to go where you're going. I want to do my own thing. And then, so then he goes to his to his room, and he's just he's he was excited about the date. It's not happening. No, he's called her, and her, he's called her brother the N word. Yeah, that made me cringe. That's I didn't like that. Not gone well. And so no. he's going. I'm not in the mood. And this is one time where I'm like, Yeah, Dad, just he, kind of back. He's up probably. We don't get confirmation, but I'm pretty sure he's doing some self loathing right now. Yeah, he's not his own biggest fan. So um, he, he regretted as soon as he said it and says, you know, your grandparents came here with nothing. He goes, yeah. And they died here with nothing too. And his dad's like, you will not disrespect your grandparents. He's like, why not? We got nothing. You can't even afford a car. He said, don't come to me with all this stuff. Don't blame me. Cause you're just a bus driver. The working man drive. is a sucker. And he walks out. Whoa. Then he goes outside, and his night goes from bad to worse because Sonny accused him of trying to kill him. Yeah. And because uh, earlier his friends wanted to take him to the black neighborhood because the black kids egged the social club. So let's just keep this in perspective. They threw eggs. Eggs. Yeah. Exactly. Um, there, and Sonny goes over and says, there was something on the engine of my car, and it didn't go off. I think you have something to do with it. Who was this girl? And he goes, why would I want to hurt you? You've been like a father to me. In case he hadn't picked up on the imagery. It's like a bomb or something. Yes. Oh, it's it's a bomb. It's a bomb. Down comes Lorenzo. What did you do to my son? He gets told, go back to your fucking bus. I thought he was going to get killed I love this. He didn't get killed. And his heavies come over and beat him up a little bit. Not much. Not much. Like one punch and he goes down. And he goes, you put your hands on me, I'll stick you in the ground. And he says, you should find out what's going on before you open your mouth. And I'm going, Sonny, you should take your own advice. Yeah, yeah. Because the kid didn't do anything. No. So now everything the kids, both his father figures, he snapped at. Well, he snapped at one, and one doesn't believe in him anymore. Yeah. So off he goes, and he joins his friends. He gets in the car and says, what's that smell? They've made Molotov cocktails. That's nuts. And they're driving to the black neighborhood. And he wants credit out. And he says, I hear both guy's voices saying get out of there yeah my dad says wasted talent the other guy said don't live your life with these guys these guys are losers these guys are You're chumps dead with them, yeah. yep and so Sonny happens to come to the rescue get old Sonny, and tells him to stay away from c but you would have would c not have had the strength himself to walk away from he it he said the worst thing you can do in my neighborhood is be a chicken yeah i'll be called a mutt every day of my life but you'd rather like kill but he people. doesn't know he doesn't have He's 16. He doesn't, or 18, however he's supposed to be. Yeah. He doesn't have the, the scope to go, this isn't my whole life. Well, yeah. he was lucky Sonny was there mysteriously. Movie's got a I movie. saw the car behind them. I thought <laughs> that movie's was... Got a movie. Well, he says he says they're on the stoop, and I can see availability. I see everything yeah. from where I am. Yeah. yeah. Sonny, now probably is going, who's he going? There's the kid. I thought he was doing something. Hey, whose car is that? Who's he with? Yeah. Oh, it's just those kids. Get him out of there. And he's the only yeah. guy who would have got him out they of there. They already get those kids. Sonny admits he can't trust anyone. And sees, he doesn't even trust me. I don't trust anybody. And he that's goes, sad. that's... That's the way he said, that's the way I gotta be. He says, it's a terrible way to live. And he yeah. goes, hey, no, no, I think it's a terrible way to live. And it's the one time where Sonny kind of comes out, uh, sorry, C comes at Sonny. Yeah. And gives him what for? Fear versus love. And he says, it's the only way. And he goes, not to me. Cause he knows love. Yeah. Whereas all Sonny knows is 
fear. Yep. If you instill fear, you also he's also afraid because no one really loves him. Yep. They get out and someone tells C that Jane was just by, and he goes, C told you. So C, C catches up with her, <laughs> and she's not a very good actress. And she says, my brother, oh, and she's all this, smiles. This, my brother, this, this bit was a bit cringe. My brother admitted it wasn't him. So we, he goes, I told you. And they go, oh, like a bracket. Kiss. I'm like, <laughs> so we're just not going to even address the, the, the N-word. N-word. No, no, exactly. We're just forgetting that yep. because our brother, I'm like. And the fact that he was still involved. I'm like, I know he didn't hurt him, but he was still involved. He, like, she says, like, he said you tried to help him. So yeah. that part was there. Yeah. Yep. But I'm going. Like, how do you not close your eyes at night and hear his voice calling your brother the N-word? Because yeah. if he thinks of your brother with that word, this seemed too, he probably thinks of you with Too brushed under the carpet Oh, this me. was, yeah. yeah, this was too it clean was and tidy. Bit, and she just seems so happy. Oh, so like, happy. Like, you would be like, He just really came sorry. clean about everything. I know, I'm he, really sorry. My brother has explained. I know it got a bit heated. You know, maybe we could start over, whatever, but not, oh, it's all fine. Let's kiss now. They hold my, hands my, 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 for about my. five steps. And then he says he wants to be with her and asks for a kiss. And they get a kiss. He goes, that's not a kiss. That looks very awkward. This is a kiss. And then he asks her, do you know how to make sauce? You know, sauce for macaroni? <laughs> I, think this is way of, <laughs> I think this is his way of saying, I want to marry you in that stupid teenage way. Because that's what women do in his culture. They make sauce. Yeah. That's make, like something his mum would do, do, right? They do cooking. Is she a master builder? <laughs> Liam, I don't even have any reference to cooking. Like, find a cooking version of saying I mean, that. She might be master building. She could sauce, sauce his macaroni. You know what I mean? Like, find a way in there. Cheese. <laughs> melt the cheese. Yeah, do you want to melt some cheese on my macaroni? See, oh. <laughs> suddenly remembers that there's Molotov cocktails headed to the black neighborhood. He asks for the keys. She opens the doors. For, sorry, he opens. Yeah, he opens the door for her. She then opens the door for him, and he celebrates. That was great. Yeah, that was a great moment. Celebration. Although it is weird in the sense that there's a Molotov cocktail headed towards the yeah, neighborhood, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it is a fun moment. Yeah. Slick and his friends shoot up a couple of shots, and uh, a couple. Yep. They fucking they, fire. They, they shoot their shots, and they let the Molotov cocktails fly. And one cocktail returns fire, and of course, there's a whole bunch more he on the just floor. Rolls it in. Yeah, because yeah. Well, do you know what? I would throw one back at them if yeah, if one was now, thrown at me. We were watching this on Pluto TV, and well, I've got one. I got one. There? So as soon as the car goes in flames, we get. Where will Dubai take you now? <laughs> <laughs> the song about all the fun things you can do in Dubai. Yeah. Mm. Funny. It, it, it was. I mean, those kids had it coming, though. Really, I'll say this: the ads were placed at least in like big moments, <laughs> and I'm like, all right, now we're going for a break. Okay, I can, I can, I can, I can, Wait, I can unpackage just, this. Is it just random placement, or does someone actually w- watch the film? And go, I think someone's gone. We have a four spots. We do it here, 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 and here. I, nothing got stopped mid sentence. It felt like it was the end of a scene. Yeah, yeah. So I think no, I think it was well done. Yeah, and for the most part, I'll say this: not that egregious in length either. No, no, I was quite happy right. with that. Yeah. Yeah. I like the Pluto TV app. There's yeah. another yeah, film I'm that might be on the short roster that. that might be uh, oh, on Pluto ooh, TV. We so. discovered the Pluto. There we are. Not Thanks, a planet, Max. but, you know, dwarf planet. Something like that, yeah. Um, hey, Pluto! Um, <laughs> where are we at here? Oh, so he runs More up to Fremont area, and there's a crowd. And there's a pretty charred, oh, it's a pretty charred hand to sticking out. We got to remember they returned fire, didn't they? And if then it if all you're took- going to be throwing molotov of cocktails, oh, I'm, like- not, I'm not saying you feel pity for these guys. No, no I way. didn't. I feel pity for me as a viewer seeing a charred hand going yeah, all yeah, yeah. and like like Was the blankets are smoking. I'm like, oh, that's. 
and, and he recognized the the um the the the, train the shoe thing. i guess yeah yeah, yeah they, um, they were idiots the crowd though is i mean the crowd's yelling they look better now and i'm like oh, oh that's getting tough isn't it but no, he's not taking no, a blood they, in. They threw firebombs. I mean, so, they, yeah. They do, do. I mean, does do people do. Well, thing was, they were throwing them out of cop. They could have killed people. No, that's so what I'm saying. They yeah. got to expect. Yeah, but they didn't care about killing them, did they? So No, so if it gets reflected back on exactly. them, then they deserve it because yeah. they were. The hard part is just shouting people. it at the guy who's sitting there looking at it. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, he realizes, he says, I don't know if I'm happy or sad, the voice tells us. And he realizes it's it's, it's, it's gratefulness. I'm glad I was in the car. I'm thankful mm, to Sonny. That yeah. could have been him. The crowd yeah. are starting to get riled up. And uh, he's told, you need to go. And he takes a while doing it. It's like, get out of here before mm. you get messed up, man. He runs and says out loud, not the voice. This is him actually running. He saved my life. I got my notes. I predict Sonny blows up tonight before C makes it back. Yeah. See, I didn't, I get, didn't predict that. I, I had to tell him. I wanted to thank him. He saved my life. Over here. Yeah, he's definitely dying tonight. Yeah. And meanwhile, as he's doing it, the guy who owes him $20 sees him and runs the other way. And he's like, forget the 20. <laughs> Which was a nice that laugh. A nice I needed it. Laugh. It was. Back at the bar, Sonny waves him through and the place is slammed. And we got, that's life. Oh, that's, life. that's what people say. And there's this young guy. And we see him through C's eyeline. And no one else sees him. And is the only guy not, not smiling. smiling. Yeah. It's also the only time we've seen the bar busy at yeah, all in this yeah, movie yeah. the young kid walks up to Sonny and shoots him in the head and it's the son of the man Sonny killed eight years earlier and I guess you gotta go that's justice I mean well yes the full circle yeah, isn't it? because I like all the connections between the father and son see that have been going on. yeah see is the reason why he didn't go down for that murder yeah, and he yeah, should have yeah, yeah. So I guess the universe is resetting, ready, yeah, resetting itself. In a way, Sonny kind of deserves it. In I a don't way, don't people shooting each other? Nope. But yeah, flowers are at the funeral, and we get told that flowers mean that uh, how much a gangster care. Well, it's supposed to be a symbolism. If you send the biggest bouquet of flowers, then you care the most. Is that just a symbol of their wealth, though? Because who can afford the most? I think it's about flowers. visualizing what I'm the biggest. Yeah, it's a measuring contest. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. If it was a stick ball, you'd say it's a stick measuring contest. Oh, okay. Indeed. I mean, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll leave that there. There you go. He's the best arranger. <laughs> um, C tells Sonny that, who's uh, just lying there. He's not back from the dead. He's, he's in the coffin. And he says, hey, she passed the door test, and thank you for saving my life. And Liam, we call this a cameo. Meet, <laughs> meet Carmine, played by? Joe Pesci. His fourth appearance on the pod. What you got? Uh, Goodfellas. Yes. Uh, Home Alone. Very good. Uh, I forgot this last one. Uh, and he's brilliant in it. He's gay. I'm just going to tip my tongue. I'm you just, I'm, like you know, but I'm you just so tired. Back and to the left. Back and to the left. Do I know this? The one? listenership's going crazy. Yeah. I Back. Have I done this one? And to the left. That, I tell you what, the bullet that kills Sonny is not a magic bullet, it's right there. Magic bullet? Oh, I know this. I don't think I know Oh, my one. word. Um, my brain's gone. Go this on. is embarrassing. Go on. I can't. Okay, my brain's gone. I think it's November 22nd, 1963. Oh. oh. JFK. JFK. I didn't yeah, do that one. Yeah, yeah. I'm safe. Oh, yes. The magic, magic bullet. bullet. Come oh. on, dude. Come on. Dude, I've been up since half four this morning. 
<laughs> you got it in front of you. You know where I keep I've been no. at rehearsal since ten. <laughs> I, I look, yeah, I didn't know JFK had that, but if someone said back into the left, I'd be like, or Magic Bullet, I'd be like, yep, I'm there. Uh, uh, where are my glasses this morning when I got up? They were back. And so the left, actually, they were. <laughs> Carmine was the other guy with the baseball bat. So he was the guy who was getting his car smashed in with the baseball yeah, bat. Yeah, he saved him, didn't he? And Car- uh, so C says, Was that fight really about a parking space? And he goes, No. no. Uh, he says, Come see me if you need anything. He says, I'm going to leave the bar alone for a bit. He goes, hey, That's fine. And he just leaves. And then Lorenzo shows up. This is a nice little scene with Lorenzo. And he says, Look, I didn't hate Sonny. He talks to me and said, I don't hate you, Sonny. I just wish you didn't make my kid grow up so fast. Yeah. And he waits in the back. And meanwhile, the funeral director just told us we have to close up shop. And he's like, can we just give me two more minutes? And he's like, yeah, all right, for you. These two guys would have been SOL. If it wasn't for the kid, the doors, who waits till like the very last moment to walk in and pay your respects? Have you also, like, he, he walks out, right? Everything is all within the vicinity of each other. Yep. It's literally across the road. Yeah. Well, Carmine, at least, we get the idea is moving in from somewhere else. Because he's going to become Sonny. He's going to be the big dog on the street now. I reckon the dad it's was weird, waiting though, Because anyway. he didn't seem like that at the beginning, did he? Eight years before. No, but in the eight years, he'll have done something too, won't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be who's it. the next yeah. king of the As I said, you get rid of one, someone it? pops up. I remember if a whisper's he, mop he's, moves he's up. into the neighborhood. Or someone else takes the spot. No. And he goes, you hear that, Sonny? He didn't hate you. Um, But, you know, you know what this is? Wasted talent. And uh, there we are. And with Dakota says, the saddest thing in my life I've learned about life is wasted talent. But you can ask anyone from my neighborhood, and they'll tell you that this is just another Bronx tale. Oh, I got chills. Oh, really? Yeah. And multiplying. I went, I went, oh, they said the name of the movie. Losing control. Because <laughs> the power. Please stop. You're supplying. It's not electrifying. It's electrifying. No, it's not. You do, you do better shape up. <laughs> I mean, you, you kind of led into that one. So. Did I? Yeah. Yeah, what did I say? Chills. Well, someone said chills. Sorry, oh, yeah, I here. couldn't help it. It gave me chills. Oh, unfortunately, Julian can't make it today. So oh, no. um, that's just come through the pipeline. So what I'll do is if she's able to make it tomorrow by some chance, you can add it on I'll edit it in right here oh hang on i gotta make sure i hit the right button here so i'll save myself a job here i'll put it in right here and we are joined by the woman of the hour too sweet to be sour what you see is what you get and maybe what you don't is better yet uh julene you you said you were poorly when we tried to get a hold of you last night so i hope you feel somewhat better now yeah i don't know what yesterday like i I just, my temperature, I had a fever and I just started sweating and like, it felt like my whole body was just rebelling. I just, I I had like my whole body ached and then, um, the, like my fever broke last night. It, It was, it was gross. Like I was like sweaty and it was, it was disgusting. Oh, bless you. <laughs> but we've all been there. We've all been there. So I was glad we were able to make today happen because we want to talk about a Bronx tale. And spoiler alert, I mean, uh, I don't know where I'm f- – well, I think I do – I know yesterday at one point I went, well, I'll put Julene's stuff in here. But I don't know exactly what we've said, but I think the general consensus people can probably feel is we were all really positive on it and enjoyed this one. Uh, a whole heck of a lot. And uh, if I haven't asked, I will be asking Megan shortly if this film might be a good gateway film for people who don't like gangster films because um, of it's not just all men 
Uzi. It's not just all men and shooty, 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 shooty. It's um, there's a relationship between, you know, a father and a, and a son who's growing up. And there's also the sort of romantic storyline, uh, which we weren't expecting. That's quite unusual for, for sort, sort of a gangster film to have this this youth, um, this youth kind of uh, romance storyline. But also on top of that, the um, the sort of cross uh, cultural um, romantic storyline on top of that. So all were things that made us go, oh, not your standard uh, fair. Um, but let's start with going, why did you choose this and why does this film mean so much to you? Uh, because I grew up on the East Coast, um, New Haven, and I, I lived in the Bronx with my newborn for like a year or two. And, you know, back and forth between New Haven and New York. So this was just, um, this was just the movie. Like you, like the references in like little references in school, you know, Oh, does she pass the test? Oh, she passed the test, <laughs> you know, just uh, like little references here and there like, that we all know, but, um, come from this movie or you know it's just like scarface like and everybody where i'm from no scarface you know so what you're it's saying just, is don't be fooled by the rocks that you got you're still you're still julene from the block <laughs> yeah. no matter where i go i know i go i know where i came no, from know. the bronx <laughs> But um, yeah, it's just it. It's just a, this movie is a staple where where I grew up. It's this movie, Scarface, um, Belly. But I was like, you're listening already. For we're not ready for Belly yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that one. So nor, nor did I know this one. But uh, I heard we were all really surprised at uh, it's it's really strong. Um, it's really strong settings on um, or, or review total, I guess I should say, on Rotten Tomatoes. We were all really surprised by um, kind of the general feel of the movie and going, why do you think this film isn't? Because I think, I, I think this is one of those films that times more or less kind of passed by. It's not one of the ones you hear about. Why do you think that is? I think it has a cult following, and like I said, like uh, a lot of people where I'm from, the, this movie is a staple. If you didn't see this movie, your your Bronx card is getting taken. Period. Your you know your your East Coast card is gone if you didn't see this movie. I th- think it, uh, it it's a cult following. One, two. It depends on where you're from. T- um. I mean, it's literally called a Bronx Tale. So, you know, obviously a lot of people from out my way will be like, you know what? I'm going to watch this movie. (laughs) And then, oh, and then on top of this, this film came out during, during a time where there, there were a few popular films with Robert De Niro in it. Um, So I think maybe the other films, the other gangster type films kind of just, took up the spotlight i think but this is a great film yeah i guess there's only so many you can be remembered for i guess he's got uh if you want to talk mafia you got the godfather but you've also got goodfellas and you've also got heat 
So how many roles? And this isn't the one where he's the gangster. So maybe it's a little bit. And maybe because Chaz never. I mean, Chaz doesn't do a whole lot, does he? Chaz is is kind of a character actor. And he does uh, a little bit in Usual Suspects. Um, But as as far as my knowledge of him, that's really about (laughs) it. Yeah. And um, and his De Niro was in Oh no, Joe Pesci was in this one too. Joe Pesci has a cameo at the end, yeah. You can't yeah. you can't do a gangster movie with Robert De Niro if Pesci's not in there somewhere. Yeah, they're they're like, they're like uh what Adam Sandler and Rob Snyder. Yeah, it's one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> Something Liam was asking, I, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up. I said, I, 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 I didn't know, but we will throw it to you. He thinks Shez Bibby is a real place. Is there a place called Shez Bibby? I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it is. Yeah, I don't either. think it is. <laughs> I've, I've never come across it. And I, I lived right. Um, I lived right off the Pelham Parkway once upon a time long ago. Um, the the Cross Bronx, excuse me, Cross Bronx. No, why, okay. why do I keep saying Pelham? Oh, something God. I kept coming up with during this film is I saw a lot of similarities. I think it's hard not to between this and Do the Right Thing, where you've got an Italian American neighborhood and you've got a black neighborhood living sort of side by side, and the issues that comes with being on each other's turf so to speak, even down to one of C's friends goes to grab the garbage can to use as a weapon. And a garbage can is a very key moment in do the right thing, which comes out of a long history of reported Italian-American violence against the black community, against people who were on their turf. Were you picking up these same things or am I just too much of a film nerd here? No, I did catch the similarities, but I think I think the things that made the film different kind of there were more things that made the film different than that. But I did like I was kind of reminded about certain certain things, and even even the way everything kind of came to a head, and he was like, you know what, it it just. It, it did remind me of it, but there were there were more differences and similarities in my opinion. Oh yeah, I'm not trying to suggest these these are films are copying each other. <laughs> it was almost like I saw two sides of a coin and went. Oh, we no. see it. We see it in the black neighborhood, and now we're going to go to the Italian neighborhood. And I so more of here's yeah, a wink, yeah. but nowhere near the same because we all agreed that this film has a unique place in the gangster genre. And, and, and a place that we really liked about it. We thought it was an original, refreshing kind of multi-layered story. Minus the mom who disappears at the halfway mark in the movie. When that kid ages up, we never see mom again. Well, you know, I just kind of assumed that the, like, the relationship was strained or didn't last because it seemed like her morals were flexible, whereas the dads were consistent. So I just kind of assumed they didn't they didn't get along or they, or they stayed together but separate. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the interesting thing because I was saying the same thing. I said they've clearly established a pattern where mom and dad's morals aren't quite aligned and he does the whole – 
hey, you don't regret that you ended up with just a bus driver. And I'm like, oh, what a really interesting perspective. And then they just abandoned it. And I went, oh, okay. <laughs> we're just gonna we're just gonna leave that there. And speaking of leaving that there, Julian, I was at it's it's our half term break, but I was at school today <laughs> with some students, and I actually referenced the Bronx Tale because I went. Uh, there's something. In, <laughs> there's something in a story that 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 that, that we study here where there's like because it said it was written in the 40s and it's set in 1912 there's a in the story we do there's there's an illusion of uh, a man um exploiting his position of influence to get this woman to let her into her apartment to sleep with her and he makes the threat that basically he'll make her out aka I'll get you evicted if you don't let me in and we said at the end of the play we all go hey isn't eric one of the good guys now and you go are we not going to bring up the the heavy duress? And that rem- I brought that up because my, my, my link to this film was, of course, see, when he's talking to Jane and her brother, and her brother's trying to go, you beat me up, and he's going, no, I didn't beat you up, and we all see he didn't beat him up. That wasn't the case. But when they leave, he goes, F you, you effing N-word. And then half hour later in the movie, she goes, she goes, my brother said he confessed to everything. He says you didn't hurt him. And they start holding hands and kissing. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, but are, are we not going to address the, 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 the N-word in the room? Because right. that feels like that should probably be addressed. And the movie just decided, nope, we're not talking about it. What's your take on that? Um. Honestly, I don't like how they did not address that. I feel like I feel like that definitely should have been addressed because I mean that uh, that is a was a common problem with early interracial relationships is that you know they they never address the internalized racism and then it comes out in other places. They might really love the person they're with, but that internalized racism is. Um, um yeah i i feel like the movie is poorer for not not exploring that yeah i I definitely agree with you there and it's a shame because we sat there and because we're aligned to see um um because we're aligned to him we see his perspective and he's constantly going guys guys they're just it's that's it's Live and let live. It's not, they're not doing anything. Let them be. So, you know, he's fairly progressive. And it was really, we had a lot of yeah, conversations. Even, even when they were, even when they were little, he, you know, they would yell at the bus just for passing. He's like, man, they're just passing through. My dad told me they're passing through. Yeah. And, but at the end of that conversation, he would always go with it. He would all chase the bus down, you know, go with them with the Molotov cocktails. Well, he he, he would always he just kind co- of he doesn't know the cocktails are in the car. I'll say that in his defense. He gets in there, looks down, and goes, "Oh, yeah, okay." He, he just kind of goes with oh, it. Yeah. He'll protest, but then he'll go with it. Yeah, I mean, even when he's got uh, Jane's brother on the ground, I think his name is Michael. Um, he's like. He's not saying don't beat him up. He's just saying that a guy he's got, stay down. I don't want to hurt you. Just stay there. He's pantomiming that he's a uh, participant in it, which, uh, but I mean, compared to yeah, compared to his friends. In a lot of ways, go ahead. 
in a lot of ways, that's worse. It's worse. Stand on your convictions or don't. Don't ride the fence. Because when you ride the fence, you get poked in the ass. (laughs) That's a mom saying, isn't it? That feels like that's a mom saying. Like it's something that, uh, it's some some wisdom that gets passed down to the kids. (laughs) I, I I like this movie. Because it, it also kind of shows, like, as parents, well, when, like, we believe nothing's all bad or all good. And we never all the way see the thing. But we always want to hold our children close. And this is, and we are always fighting for our kids' soul, it feels like. Especially, like, when we have teens, we're like, what are you doing? Who are you? are going where with who? Why, why are you going with them? I don't know them. I want to know their parents. I want to know where they come from, where you met them, all these things. But then also we can't protect them for everything. We have to let them live and, and hope to God, all the things that you taught them stick with them. Something that was interesting was uh, obviously you have the dueling forces of Lorenzo and Sonny. And even when Calagero, I think I said his name right, wants to go on the date with Jane, it's ironically, it's Lorenzo who we think is the, you know, who's got such a high moral standard who says maybe we marry within our own. And it's Sonny who goes, hey, man, if you love her, that's all that matters. And the shades of gray in this movie. I think is definitely the film's better for it. If uh, it's a wonderful thing to see that dad has a bit of a chink in his armor and that Sonny, you know, he's not all, he's not all bad or even remotely all bad. So, and that's important because then you understand the appeal from C towards, towards Sonny. If he was the, just, you know, I'm from the evil league of evil. You'd be like, okay, I know the money's seductive, but not to this level. Whereas, you know, you've got two sort of father figures competing for the soul of this young boy. Yeah, and then you even the gray area becomes even grayer when uh, Joe Pesci's uh, cameo comes in. He's like, "You saved my life once too." He saved my life once too because he said, "Did you did you shoot the whole?" He kept asking, "Did you shoot him over the parking yeah. spot?" And he's like, "When you're getting older, you'll understand." And then here comes Joe Pesci. You know, he saved my life once too. You don't remember me, but I remember you. You know, and the the guy like he shows him the scar from the guy with the baseball bat trying to hurt him. So then suddenly he's not just shooting randos in the street in front of kids. Suddenly, you know what I mean? It's like the gray area becomes grayer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, two twists in this film, and neither of which I think were twists. Uh, when he was beating up uh, Jane's brother, I wrote in my notes, I bet you this is Jane's brother. And then when he's yeah. running home going, I got to tell Sonny, he saved my life. I'm like, uh, yeah, I wrote in my notes, Sonny is going to die tonight. Sonny is going to die before he can hear this message. And, uh, and yes, the only time the bar is busy and, you know, he's smiling, come on over. He's going to get between people. I'm like, this guy's so dying. I didn't think it was going to be a gunshot. I thought they'd blow the place up, but, uh, yeah, it was definitely, 
Uh, I don't know if a narrative surprise was there, but then again, maybe it doesn't have to be a narrative surprise. Maybe it's great that we get there ahead of time, just because it's predictable in that regard. Doesn't make it bad. No, you know what? I saw this like years ago as a kid, and I knew he was going to die because, and I knew he was going to get shot. Like the same because of uh, I read a lot, but the him shooting the guy in front of. Uh, Calgero, Calgero. Oh, I, I butchered his name. Ah, I've been butchering see, it all time. Yeah, see, see, <laughs> um, was for definitely foreshadowing the way Sonny dies. As soon yeah. as like he covered for Sonny, I was like, Sonny's gonna get shot before that movie's end, and he got shot right in the head. And as soon as he was like, I gotta tell me Sonny my life. I was like, Yeah, Sonny's gonna get shot. And it goes back to the message he tries to give uh, C when C goes to buy a gun from Zero, which is what? You think having a gun makes you a tough guy? You have a gun and then someone else has a bigger gun or he also has a gun and does you first. And it, it, it's a nice full circle where he goes, don't choose my life. My life doesn't have to be your life. And literally, we, saw, we, we see that play out. So I thought it was an incredibly well-written script, especially the voiceover parts. Uh, there was some great, you know, uh, what was the one? Uh, Mush's, they gave Mush his, his uh, tickets at the dog track already ripped up. That was one. <laughs> and uh, Joe the whale was so fat his shadow killed, his shadow killed the dog once. And I'm just like, these are some great turns of phrase, <laughs> which I believe have to come out of Chaz Palminteri's one act play, which, which, which the whole thing is based off of. So, uh, Thoroughly enjoyed some of those write-ups. Thought it was really, really good. I thought the kid well, was said, a nice avatar to live through. He said, put him in the fucking bathroom. Yeah. I don't want that kids to see your face. See your coffee cake. Help me out, because we, we didn't know the answer to this. I, I've watched Seinfeld, so I've heard the reference before. What is on top of a Drake's coffee cake? Crumbs. That's what I thought. Okay, yeah. So that explains the sort of pitted nature of uh, Coffee Cake's face. Yeah, I thought it was crumbs. <laughs> it's savage. Jeez. <laughs> He's like, oh, my God. like the the voiceovers were so funny. I just, I just can't. And the way they terrorize that man with the little vegetable cart. Oh, they they just sing modern music at him. <laughs> We get, this, we get this really scary point of view shot from him, the kids leaning in and singing doo up. <laughs> and the guy's like, guy just full on cursing at these kids. Yeah. And, and what's funny is, I don't know, you teach, so has your intrusive thoughts ever been like, you really just wanted to curse at these kids? Oh, jeez. Want to? Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> you, you never pull You never pull the trigger, but there's some things you're just like, oh, man. Oh, if, if, if I didn't have to be a professional here, wow. Yeah. No, like, I, I have a job, like, you know, obviously, I'm on the therapist track, so yep. I work. I I work with children with uh, developmental delays, and some of the kids that are around them are like jerks. When they go to like the Gen Ed classes, and these yeah. these kids are like mean. 
one time they they like one time I really had to stop myself because I almost turned around and was like, Your mother's an Oompa Loompa. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I walked in and I'm helping my client and the, this kid just kept playing the Oompa Loompa song at me. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> These kids are mean and like, and they're honest too. Like, teens hurt your feelings on purpose, but little kids, if they think you're ugly and they yeah, take the time ugly, on their yeah. day to say you're ugly, you you might really gotta wonder if you're ugly. Yeah, kids, <laughs> kids will kids will be truthful. Whether it's uh, they'll be polite, but they will be truthful. So, uh huh. There we are. There. I was just taking a look here to see if we uh, – um, Liam's given out a random word because we didn't know if we would get – if we'd be able to get in contact. But I'm going to go ahead and play two random words this week. So two random words. So, Julian, I need another random word from you. Um, Yankees, obviously. Okay, brilliant. Yankees. I, I, I really quite like that. I forget what Liam chose. Oh, Liam chose a good one too, but Yankees love. Well, I don't love the Yankees. I'm, 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 uh, I'm an Expo Blue Jay Red Sox kind of fan. So uh, yeah, not the Yankees, but uh, yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a Dodger fan, but since since you know, this is a New York centered tale. That's right. <laughs> what was it? They they, they things. They hate us because they ain't us. And there's a little bit of that with the Yankees. I think. I think when you win as many <laughs> titles as they do, you've earned the swagger and the right to think you are the center of the universe. Yeah. Not a fan, not their fan, but I respect it. All right, so another question we had was, I sort of said to Liam, I think if we're in this movie, Liam and myself, I think I'm this person, you're this person. Out of me and Liam, who do you who do you cast as who in this movie? Okay, uh, I think I think Liam's a little bit idealistic, so I would I would cast him as. Daenerys character, yeah. you, I, you're, I would cast you as uh, Sunny because you're more realistic, street <laughs> smart. <laughs> no, yeah, I had Liam as the guy who's the, you know, I get up every day and I and I and I work for a living. That's the tough guy. That's the tough guy. Does that? And yeah, yeah. I, I, I went. That just feels a bit more whatever and uh i think he agreed in the end and we agreed ethan would be one of the little boy versions of the, uh, of the guy and i'm not sure i'm not sure if we landed on something for for for, for georgia megs because there's not a lot of female roles in this movie there's really there's jane and there's uh his wife of course yeah uh and because i mean obviously we didn't cast anybody as jane because i that felt like well yeah that's yeah. just that's just not in the, that, in the range of possible outcomes that would be problematic <laughs> i once went julene i once went to a production of hairspray i kid you not on this i went to a production of hairspray are, are, you, are you familiar with, with with hairspray as a story for anybody who's yes. not hairspray is a story of uh well very much a white neighborhood a black neighborhood living side by side and the idea that the white kids got to go on the oh what was the name of the the show the the uh some, um, da- some um, the the, the yeah. Charlie Checker or something like that show um cuz they're the coolest kids in town and so basically half the cast though is supposed to be black it's the, the <laughs> message is don't whitewash entertainment that's the message of the of the musical and i went there and it was an amateur production and i showed up and they had a little thing at the start that went 
Although uh, Hairspray is supposed to feature a diverse... No, it was about six, seven years ago. Supposed to feature a diverse cast. We would ask that you use your imagination to determine, uh, you know, which, which groups are which. Basically, it was them going, we want to do Hairspray, so we're going to do Hairspray even though we don't have the... Um, we don't have the diversity in our acting community to do hairspray. And so I sat there and went, what? And so the critic came over to me because he knew me fairly well. And he saw me at the halftime break and he went, so when are you guys going to do this? I said, we're not. <laughs> he goes, he goes, but, but I said, we're not because we don't, we, we don't have, we don't have the, 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 the makeup on our cast to do the show. And he goes, well, these guys are doing it. I went, they shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. You, you, the message is literally don't whitewash entertainment. And I'm sat there watching a whitewashed version of Hairspray. I'm going, I, 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 I don't, how, how did this get approved? Now it wouldn't now, it wouldn't now where we've gone. They're, they're very clearly when they sent Hairspray out now to be done for amateur license, they, they go, you must have the appropriate cast to do this show. But I was just shaking my head going, in, in, in what world is this Is this even a fraction of okay? I did the Crucible once. I drove so far, Julene, to watch a woman in a play that took so long because I knew if I went and saw her play, because I needed a black actress to play Tichuba in my portrayal of the Crucible. And I'm like, there was there was one sort of woman of the right age who people knew, and I'm like, I will make contact. She went, will, you, will you come see my play? And I knew exactly what this was. If I go see her play, she'll sign on. But I have to drive all the way to the middle of nowhere to go watch this play. And oh, I wow. did. And I sat through it because it was the only right thing to do is to cast it appropriately and not just go, exactly. not just go close enough. Oh, brutal. Wait, wait. What do you consider far, though? Far, far, far by British standards. I'll, I'll, I'll meet you on that one. It was only about an hour and about an hour. Okay. But oh, the play, okay. the play needed two intermissions. It was this long. I had to go fill the meter twice. It cost me like nine pounds in parking. I'm like, this is, and this isn't like some professional theater. This is just some amateur group, but you know, over, over by a seaside <laughs> town. I'm like, this is insane. Yeah, you gotta you gotta pay the cost for the for good entertainment. And she said to me afterwards, she said, "I knew if you came out to see me in this show, I would do your play." And I said, "And I knew that that's what your plan was, so that's why I showed up to go see your play." <laughs> and she was brilliant, and it was perfect, and it was the right call, and it's exactly what should have happened. But yeah. <laughs> just a stickler for there's just certain shows we we don't i'm never gonna get to do a production of hamilton unless i'm lucky enough to sing the king's part you know what i mean that's the only hope i'll ever have to do something like that because uh because that's the way it should be that's the way it should be so and that's okay <laughs> uh, hamilton is still goals the fact that you can ne- i can never get tickets to oh. go we I went. Never get tickets. <laughs> Megs, Georgia, and myself were part of a group who went and saw it front row here in London. Yeah. No way. Front, now front row, it didn't. I mean, the, the incline was severe. Like we're looking way up, but like during the cabinet battle, when Jefferson does his bit, and then it was like, yeah. When we went, yeah, Hamilton shot us a dirty look. It was great. He looked <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. And then at the end, I'm bawling. I'm weeping. And the actors are literally like four feet from you. And you're just like, I'm going to let them see me cry. I'm, uh, there's no, just, just look at the tears streaming down my face here. Like, wow. 
Oh, and I would go see it again tomorrow. I loved it. I loved it. I think I'd want to see it from a different perspective uh, because you, you lost some of the depth and you lost some of the feet because of the incline. But man, what a show. So I got to see I got to see it on Disney Plus, but live is my bucket list. I, I have got to get it's to get this show. It's, it's, it's tremendous. It really is. I might uh, go try and see I it again think- this summer because it was it was that good, yeah. I loved my network with the Skylar sisters. I thought it was fantastic when she says uh, she's going to compel Jefferson to add women in this because Abigail Adams wrote a letter to her husband saying that basically saying dude, that um, to keep women in his mind because he can't expect women to adhere to laws in which they've had no representation in voting on and it was just a fantastic primary source like i really i thought that was amazing that they had that that um that that correspondence going on that people could refer back to and i i thought it was really forward thinking that in the you know in the night what 19 uh 19th century that there was a woman be behind this president that was like hey don't forget us yeah yeah good shout um yeah let's pivot back here we go uh we sort of covered a lot of this stuff let's do the big ones let's do the big ones um who's your favorite character in the film um the kid, yeah, the kid, the, the kid, not not grown up. C, I like the little little C, and his little clique of friends because they're even even though two of his friends are racist little assholes. The little C, like, they're funny. Yeah, um, and they're racist little <laughs> little little bastards in a in a in a racist time in a racist um, yeah neighborhood in a you know you say um yeah um and he said he goes to the priest he's like yeah so i missed church and then i lied about witnessing a murder and he was like he goes in the end he negotiates with the priest he goes five of our fathers he's like that's it that's it for a murder rap that's not bad <laughs> Like what you say? Yeah, I, he's like, my father, thank you. <laughs> kids got kids got so much energy uh, when he's like, "Your guy's bigger up there, but my guy's bigger down here." He had these yeah. great turns of phrase, and he loses that a bit when he ages because they want him to sound a bit philosophical, I guess. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, favorite moment, favorite element. Uh, uh, I don't like the kid, the funny kid moments are some of my favorite things, but I I think my favorite element is the test. The the test was great because it, that's deep. You don't think about that. No, it's great. And it was this wonderful in, in, in the in the in the manic energy towards we need to get down to Webster Avenue because there's Molotov cocktails on the way. There's that moment when she leans over, and for that brief moment, you're there with C going, she did it! Yes! She did it! Uh, so, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed that. Grum- yeah, the, the test. 
on that note, do you have a grumble? Mob disappeared. The see the I I wanted to see more to see if mom influenced dad's morals or if dad had influenced mom's morals. I I wanted to do that was like my biggest grumble was that we don't get to see that conflict play out. And I didn't like that. Yeah, I felt they I was fine. If fine, if you don't want to do it, then just don't start down that way. But once they did it, not once but twice, I'm like, you've opened a door. Don't we have to kind of see where this goes? Someone's got to bend to someone else's that. will. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. Like, I'm not the only one yeah. who felt that way. See, no, I was like, people. yeah, because if mom's doing this and then all of a sudden, you know, does he have doubts about his? Because then let him have some inner conflict about, you know, is my wife happy? With, she said that. But now this lure of money comes. She's a little bit. Mm, is that, And let him process that because it just seems like dad's the greatest guy who ever was. And he just is with very little wobbles except for the well-being of his son. And I thought a little extra conflict might not be the worst idea. Yeah, and I mean, we established that he's a flawed, like a flawed hero, so to speak, because he's, you know, he he's a stand up guy, except for the whole don't date outside your race thing. And then this money thing might create, you know, more conflict or maybe we get to see a flaw in him to where maybe he's a stand up guy, except for when his wife convinced him to be like you know, wobbly. Yeah. Um, well, I had something. And I've lost it. What was I going to say? Oh, here's one. Would you rather be loved or be feared? I'd rather be loved. Okay. I don't need people to fear me because I mean, for what it, I, if, if a situation comes up where I would have to defend myself, I know no matter what happens, win or lose, I'm going. I'm standing on my own two feet. I'm standing on the steam of whatever I've got. So I don't need to be feared. Yeah. I, I'm okay with myself. Yeah, someone who has to lead a group of people. That's uh, part of my job. Not just the teaching side, but running a department. I don't want when I walk in for someone to be afraid of me. You know what I mean? That's not. That's not my desire. Because... And I've worked for places where they did try to lead by fear. And eventually you you just get exhausted and you go, you know what? What are you going to do? Okay, fine. Do your worst because eventually you just get fatigued out of fear. So I would much rather – love's too strong of a word, but I would, I, I, I would much rather um, – I would much rather know, have people know that I respect and support them. And, yeah. and then sometimes that love, if you want to phrase it like that, has to be manifested in tough love. It has to be manifested in, hey, you need to be doing this better, but never from a position of fear. That's not, no, no, it's not about, yeah. yeah. Like, this is a good start. Can we make better choices? Yeah. Like, and just the fact that people love you, they'll want to be the best they can be for you. That's kind of my gimmick is that people who feel empowered and valued they'd much rather not want to let me down. I think I do. I use that a lot within the classroom as well. Um, I'm quite lucky. I'm, I'm, told by my, I'm told by my colleagues I'm quite motivational. And I do think the kids would run through a wall for me most of the time. 
Uh, and <laughs> and I definitely play that up. I do these big speeches, and I have to talk to 250 of them at once and send them out to go and make sure you don't, you know, write for all your time. And I really have to kind of give it everything I've got. But, uh, no, the kids, the kids do seem like they're willing to run through a wall for me. God bless them. So, uh uh, I agree. I mean, like my whole jam is convincing people to want to be the better version of themselves, yeah. to be more intrinsically motivated than extrinsically motivated, and then, and I, and on the flip side of that, you, if you want to be feared, that like a fear is subjective. You, you would have how far, how far, what, what you have to first find something that people will be afraid of if like if you want to scare me and and i work for you or i'm in your classroom you will be hard pressed to find something that i am afraid of and you know all three of my kids are this they they do not have a healthy fear of anything because they always feel like no matter what the issue is they can problem solve it and work it out no it's good it's good i I think it speaks to i think insecure leaders for the most part want fear because it's easier to get it's easier to create that instant fear and it is that instant love if you will love takes time love takes skill love takes credibility fear just fear just takes being loud you know what i mean like be you know anybody can sort of threaten but then where do you go from there? So, good show. Um, what do I have next here? I've got anybody's best role ever. I think I preferred Chaz in Usual Suspects, but maybe that's just maybe it's just because I write Usual Suspects in that really super elite tier of films. Yeah, no, because I've seen De Niro in better things. I've seen all of them in better things. Yeah, I mean De Niro yeah, definitely. I mean- yeah. The, the, I mean, this is a really great film, but there, there are there. Are, I've seen a little bit better films. All right, I'm going to give you your very own version of. I never want to hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Age game, age game. I think this will be a prequel version of the age game. I think this is going before Megs and Liam does theirs. So I won't, I won't reveal. Who got the win? But the score to beat is three and a half. Three and a half out of six. So way it'll work is I'll go plus minus two. So if you guess 47, I'll give you the point if they're anywhere from 47 to 49. And a point and a half if you hit it right on. Okay? So spoiler, three and a half will be the total to beat. Ties go to you because you are the the guest. So if you get three and a half, you, you, you get the win. Here we go. Let's start with this. I got six in the docket. Robert Downey Jr. Uh, like 20? 20. Sorry, Sorry, Robert Robert Downey Jr.? Oh, no. Uh, Oh, my gosh. Wait, wait, who does he play again? Lorenzo, the dad. No, that's Robert De Niro. Oh, I said Robert. I'm oh, sorry. I meant Robert De Niro. Oh, my word. There's a. There's a. There's a oh, I'm, so I'm so sorry. Robert Downey Jr. No, Robert De Niro. There it is. Uh, I'm going to go with 
42. He's 50. 42. He's 50, so no point there. Let, oh, well. Let's, <laughs> let's go with Chaz. Chaz, he plays Sonny. Uh, okay, I'm gonna guess he is 53. 41. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Going the wrong oh, way terrible. here. All right, maybe we've got a couple of gimmies here. Let's see. We've got, uh, I'm gonna go for the kids, I'm gonna go plus minus one because it is a little bit easier when you get down there. So, plus minus one on big C, so teenager C. Uh, 19. 17. I'm close. I was close. I'm Uh, Let's go with the girl who plays Jane. Jane. Uh, 16? I think think I've got her at 18. Oh, wow. Wow. So uh, I'm just, I want to verify. She's never 18 or 19. I'll say that much. Uh, I'm just looking for it in a moment here because I remember I had to look it up when I did it yesterday too. So I'm just looking to go. Yeah, she's 19. And then uh, I've got two more. Francis, little, little, little C. Little C. Oh, he, he's got to be nine, nine or t- 10, like 10 years old. We'll go with 10. Point and a half. He's 10 years old. Hey. <laughs> So to make it respectable, to make it respectable, <laughs> Joe Pesci. Oh, in this one, uh, he's he's got to be uh, thirty something. I'm I'm trying to think. He, yeah, he's like 31, 31. 50. I guess thirty. What? No way! He's the same age as De Niro. <laughs> 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 so there we have it. So not not so uh we'll have to wait and see which one of our uh, panel took the win on that one, but uh there we have it. Um yeah, really this is just I'm ready to sort of hear we we will be given our judgments, but I I really want to hear what your judgment is on this, Julene. So do you have your sort of overall verdict and your score? Yeah, I would, I'm going to give it an uh, nine. Yeah, I'm going to give it nine Molotov cocktails. <laughs> Someone else does say Molotov cocktails, I believe, in their answer. Really? I think they do. Oh, okay. So, I was like, oh, okay, so, no, no, it's so fine. Gonna, you, you don't know this. Plus, you've said it first. You're saying it way before they say it. So they're the ones repeating themselves, not you. Not you. So I'll tell you what the overall scores were. After we go off mics, I don't want to pre 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 blow people's minds before we go there on okay. the on on the end of a day. Uh, what movies do you think people would like if they saw this? We kind of came up with Goodfellas. We kind of came up with Wolf of Wall Street. We kind of came up with um, Wolf of Wall Street. Well, Wolf of Wall Street is just really? good, it's just Goodfellas done over again, isn't it? It's anytime you go into a criminal underbelly and you show the excess of it and you're seduced by it. I guess. Yeah, I could see that. I yeah. could definitely see that. Okay. Because I think Goodfellas and Wolf of Wall Street's the same movie. <laughs> it, it really is. Scorsese and, just and takes now gangsters. I'm going to rewatch Wolf of Wall Street I think and my, look at it in a different 
because I saw Wolf of Wall Street first, and then I saw Goodfellas. And I think that's how I was able to make the link, was I was able to go, oh, I've seen this. This is just, uh, and without all the bells and whistles, I went, I know exactly what this is. Um, but yeah, so we said those. We said Godfather, basically any sort of era, you know, the 50s to 70s era gangster films, probably going to be a win. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Scarface. You, oh, Scarface, yeah. And, and, and if you and Belly, if you if you like any Yeah. So is Belly Scarface, is, is, Belly is Belly also uh, a gangster Goodfellas. film? Fellas. In a way of speaking, there's uh yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It's you know, well, one person wants out, one person's doing more of the same. You get some romantic relationships with some infidelity and the and then you know the I don't like no spoilers, but no spoilers. it's basically yeah. Yeah, you, you see you you see two you say you see two friends of the game and how what what selling selling drugs and then you know, one person went out, one person stays in and it's all the trials and tribulations of this. Another film that they might like is Blow. Blow. Okay, another one I haven't seen. Let's look at that. Some more Johnny Depp. That's Johnny Depp and Penelope Cruz, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yep. Whatever Liam ha- has where he can't remember elements of films, I've got the opposite, where it just goes ping, <laughs> and I see the movie poster in my head. Um, so, yeah, so I guess with that in mind, it's just for us to say thanks a lot again for bringing this to the, the, the table. It w- We definitely liked it better than Boondock Saints. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think this will be appearing on anybody's resties list this year. Maybe with, <laughs> maybe with the exception of that racial slur, it never gets tidied up. But, um, but no, uh, as a group, we all really actually found ourselves liking this. So thank you for bringing it to the table. Thanks for continuing to hang out with us. We really, really appreciate that. And I'm going to throw back to the regular review, and I need your help in order to do that, because in order to get back to the regular review, we're going to have to catch you on the flippity-flap. Oh, the flippity-flip-flap. <laughs> And I suppose you folks now will know whether Julian showed up there. <laughs> well, it just seems to go through. We don't. We don't know. <laughs> but uh, two, hour, <laughs> two hours, eight fifty-five. Two hours eight minutes fifty-five. We were all right. We were all right. See? All I right. So I guess I'll hit this button here, then. We're in the end game now. And we are in the end game now. Um, I'll have to guess that she's not going to make it. Yeah. Celine, we need a random word. Dice. Dice. Yeah. Mm. Dice, dice, baby. Shake those dice. Yeah. Or do you say die? No, one is a die, two is a dice. Dice. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people mess that up. They they think it's one dice, two dice. No, one is a die. It's in my class. Yeah. And then if there's three, is it dices? Like to say dice. No, dice is the plural. No, so (laughs) it's never dices. There is die, plural is dice. Yeah, yeah. But you get used to saying dice, so people just say dice all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever gone hand me. If I was playing with the one. Die game. Don't I don't know if I've ever gone die. Ha- hand me the die. I don't think I've yeah, ever it, It's silly. I'm a pedant, but I'm not that. Um, okay, let's go ahead and talk about the money, money, money. I just realized now I haven't done an age game, so huzzah, I'll do that now. Uh, money, 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 $10 million budget. What do you think it takes home? In 1993, $10 million. I don't think that was that big of a hit, so. 120? 120? And. Uh, so you think it makes 12 times its budget? Yeah. Okay. And Megs? 
I had never heard of this ever. Um, so I'm guessing it hasn't been that popular otherwise. I mean, I've heard of Usual Suspects and I've heard of some of the other gangster films, but this one I've never heard of. So I'm going to guess 40. 40 million? Uh, you, you're even, you're more than double the actual number. Oh, 17.3. Really? Wow. So probably, well, not really. I mean, double its budget would be, it's just the idea of it. You want 120 because you, you kind of forgot the budget rule. Yeah, did you? We usually consider a movie to make about two to three times its budget. It's a good return on. You went 12 times its budget. You even said that, didn't so you? So with like a $400 million budget, you'd be looking at $5 billion by that makeup. Yeah, so, but Greece was like under a million, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but keep in mind. Hang on. Greece is lightning in a bottle. Greece is like high school musical where you're going, no one saw that coming. Yeah. That's a, like you're doing like a once in a lifetime film. Okay. A Bronx Tale. This is not that. <laughs> we sat here going, how have we never heard of this movie? And now you're going 12 times its budget. I, I'm, still, maybe? I'm still curious why we haven't heard of this. Because actually, I, I quite rate it. So, hey, uh, you're giving away the end game. Well, I know, I know. But I'm just curious. Well, I'm why, sure people have heard about it already. Why no one... Unlike myself, I didn't give myself away right at the beginning, did I? Yes, you did. You did. <laughs> you did. Can Do you, you not know hear I mean, the irony just, in my voice? I'm curious why all these other gangster films are quite, you know, renowned. But this one, which I actually think was quite good, uh, I'd never heard of ever. Maybe as the marketing, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Coming off the back of Goodfellas, maybe. Maybe that was just too many in... Too many gangster movies in one. And it's got, it's got a name in it, so, you know, you'd think it would Yeah, it's got Joe bit... Pesci in it, so why? I don't understand. Yeah. Don't know. And he wasn't home alone. <laughs> <laughs> he was not. <laughs> he went lost in New York. Oh, that's good. I'll work, I work for this one, actually. I, I still don't know how you, how you lose kids, but... Uh. And I think for me, I'm not a fan of gangster films. Like when my exes have put gangster films on, I've like zoned off. I've been like, I don't like gangster films. But I don't know whether that'd be a good was... top ten one day. That's, yeah, that's gangster films. Different though, it's right? a nice, it's a nice wide. You need it. You need. I a mean, gang... gangsters a wide, a I wide berth anyway. You were right? Following gangster the boys' story, have to have. Heart I think that them. helped. Gangster yeah. films are usually male, like. Very masculine male. kind of yeah. energies power wealth shooty 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 but because i think because you were following c that gave it a bit more of a human aspect to yeah, follow right. well the fathers were the human and, and his father yeah. so Father's i think that's what i was latching on to surrogate father and father let's do the awards no awards oh, <laughs> that's quick um i mean were you impressed for the acting stuff for a minute and i think everybody's Okay. Yeah. I think they're all playing to the type. Well, De Niro's not. Wait. No, because he's playing. De, De, De Niro's almost a, a always the baddie character. in this situation. You're telling me his fighting bit towards the. Oh, he's doing what a father what, would. What? The bit where he gets beat up and doesn't fight back? Well. That's not De Niro. No, but he no, does. He even does, in he Heat, does, Pacino's he the good guy. He does give him the old, uh, you know, you mess with my son. He does the whole, like, yeah, he stands up for it, but it's, 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 I think it's very against type. Um, we just watched Flippin' Whatchamacallit, where he's playing the most Robert De Niro thing ever. Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah, but he, Where no matter what happens, you're like, he just can't help himself. He's going to be the bad guy in this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the movie started out with him being, you're just going to be the supportive uncle. I went, okay. I was like, I've got an idea. <laughs> what this? if? <laughs> I did, I did like him in this. And to be fair, he played it understated. I mean, it's not his best movie role. 
No, but he's also he, directing. He he's, he's also yeah. He yeah. didn't have a big enough and role his, for it to be. And his job's supposed to be. He's the guy at work, so he shouldn't be around as much. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Where no, no, I'm this? sort of talking it through myself. Oh, I'm not okay. telling you. Where is this in his history of films? Like, had he already? 1993. Had... I mean, nothing to me. <laughs> I didn't know what your question <laughs> was. <laughs> like, has after he good, played, after Goodfellas, has he already he, played lots of villains before yes. this role? Yeah, he was. Yes. Uh, he's a villain in Goodfellas. He was. He gets corrupted in The Godfather. He's also in Cape Fear. Yeah. He's okay, also, so he he was already was renowned time, for villains. Yeah, I be I wouldn't feel confident guessing because no, they're, they're, they're around mid early mid nineties. Yeah, it? Cape Fear. I want to say ninety one, but I don't know. Oh, I, I really yeah. liked his character in this, though. Um, but let's talk about the technical side of things. I don't think cinematography wasn't outstanding. The writing, I like the writing. I like the writing. The writing's good. I like the writing. I, I like the set as well. I like the the, the buses, the aged buses, the the, the aesthetics fr- of the fifties and sixties. Let me rephrase that. The cars. I like the writing of the monologues of the voiceover. Oh, okay. I didn't really. The dialogue was all right. Well, I thought. Well, it's written. The by, best parts are. I imagine the parts that because it's it's a one act play. So yeah. all the voiceover stuff probably is the best stuff from yeah, his one act play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, none of the shots. I didn't have a moment where I was like, oh, that's really arty. But, like, I didn't have a moment of, oh, my goodness, that was shot so badly. Well, no, it, that just means it's, it's, not, a, that just means it's, it's just a professional. Okay, okay why are you <laughs> shooting the extra in the back corner? Shoot. Like, it shouldn't be that. Like, I remember no, once, we were once approached, Max, this is before you came on, we were once approached by a film that said we'd like to come on the pod. And I watched their movie, and it was just flipping terrible. Oh, and I'm it. sitting here watching it going, no, no, because I'm watching it, and it's a long shot of two characters walking. And about... Three seconds in, you go, their lips are not measuring up with the dialogue I'm hearing. They've used the audio from a different scene and put it on here and hope because it was a long shot, I wouldn't notice. No, but what and they're I'm, like spelling. like So it's like that sort of stuff where you're going, you've clearly, that's a, that's a bad no, movie. No, but what I'm trying to say is some films. So when George gives train spotting a three and I see this, like, I'm even like, come on. She's all that, for example, yes. which is a rom com. There were some ways that was shot that were like, ooh, that's nice. Yeah, and that's what I'm asking for is give me a yeah. moment where I go, but ooh, this you, is better than an energy right to be crazy, stupid love last week. Tons of really good cinematography. Do you yep, necessarily, yep, yep, yep. if you're constant and you're just telling the story, do you need those moments? If I was a cinematographer, I sure as hell hope I'd get him in there. I mean, you'd probably that, try that, and that's get That's my job, but, right? I, did, I didn't have is it, is it just to be... Well, I teach Billy Wilder something like at heart. We teach that he uses unambitious cinematography. Does it build tension, Because though? that's what he was trying to do. What, the cinematography? Mm. The only part of the cinematography I liked is the fight scene in the bar with the bikers, where I went, lots of good whip pans, lots of good shaky cam. Yeah. Thought it did a really, really good job. I was generally... Like, the bit where they had the lineup and the kid was brought down. I, oh, I was it was long. I know it was long, oh. but I, I was in that moment. But and you were I, supposed to feel the tension. That's I what that did. That, cre- that, that created that. No, I, I fa- did. I had the fact that I knew I Sonny did. was seventh. It just made it feel like it went on forever. I, I'm like, yeah, again, skip to Sonny. feel uncomfortable. Because no, I didn't know what was going to happen. I, I literally did. thought really? he, might, yeah. he might say yes, no, I and just then knew his I had family to... was going to get killed, and then he was going to get revenge on Sonny for the rest of the film. I just got, That's what I thought was going to happen. I just got ticked off. That, hanging out no, with tension. I'm sitting there going, i got to sit through this six times before we get to the character no, that matters. I, I was in Oh, it was. If we go back and look at that, that's not a short sequence. I I, just, mm. I I was feeling the tension there because I literally wow. could not uh, guess what was going on. Maybe it's because I don't know gangster films that well, but I literally thought well, I kept he was going to do it. That's true, because I was yeah. predicting from the minute we did it 
the minute he starts the lineup, I'm like, the kid's going to say he doesn't know him. That's going to be his I, I way into the movie. Because that. that feels like it's your inside the incident that starts the movie off, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I was the quite straight laced dad. How do you do this? Exactly. It has to be this. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's just me going, I'm, I'm a bit more familiar with gangster maybe. movies, so here's the in. For me. This is Matt Damon as a kid in The Departed going, I'll buy you some groceries here. Yeah. Not, now, now we're buddies. Mm-hmm. For me, I was in that tension and I, I thought he was going to get caught and then the kid was going to get, the dad was going to get killed and then the kid was going to get revenge the rest of the film. That was literally my prediction at that point because I yeah. couldn't guess it. So I was in the tension thinking, oh my God, his dad's Yeah, I was just it. sitting there going, De-, ah. De Niro ain't dying in that one. So I, I think he's he did director. well with Maybe building up to... <laughs> no, but that's fine, because we all come in with different yeah. expectations, and it was just me going, my familiarity with the trope maybe made me go, yeah, here's where we are. Mm. I didn't care for it. You did. We're allowed to have two different opinions on that one. You guys mm-hmm. both felt tension in it. That's, that's cool. No, I, I, did. Did. I did. Several times. I did, yeah. Oh, I'm trying to think what I felt tension in. Not much. The tension, my, my most tense moment in the movie, that's what we usually talk about. It's quite, it quite fun. I'm kind of enjoying the organic nature of this. My most tense moment is when they're sitting there in, uh, oh, whatever the black neighborhood was called. I, uh, something, say, something I Avenue? felt Webster Avenue. Yeah, something like that. Whenever they had the conflicts between the black and the white people, I just felt again. I felt tension because there. anytime the dad was on, I thought he was going to get killed, and I felt tension. Yeah, then. because I'm because just, we're aligned uh, to to um, see that when we get over there. I'm like, oh, now it's actually aimed at C and therefore at me by extension because I'm 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 attached to this guy. And you're on the cusp, you're like, stop kissing the girl for a minute. I know you're in love. Get the flip just just, just I mean, go. That, that was the worst yeah, bit. That was just And all, then when you can like, when you can see the crowd it? turning after the Molotov cocktail and all his friends are dead. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Oh, it's starting to get oh, it's starting to rise. I'm like, go, go. Stop saying well. good, just 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 go. go. Then was like, I gotta tell him he saved my life. At that point, I'm like, okay, he's dying. Yeah. <laughs> and when it's this crowded bar and him walk by him, I'm like, yeah, someone's killing him. I thought he was gonna shiv him, but I'm like, someone's killing him right now. Yeah. Uh, there were several moments where I, I was feeling it building up, but it so could I, be. I thought we'd have more of a moment between Dad and more than we got. I thought it was gonna be one last face off between Dad and Sonny. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Again, but, I thought he was gonna get killed at any point, but there was that last one. When was the last one they had off? When he gets beat up outside, uh, when he's he like, I don't want my kid again. taking your car. Again, that was a little bit underwhelming. Because again, I thought he was going to get killed at any point, but he just got kind of pushed down. I think yeah. Sonny... the respect of um, C, don't you? I yeah, think exactly. Sonny sees... I think he sees him as a, as, a, as a good man and a good dad. Yeah, 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 I do. And that's why he always said to answer to everything was leave him alone. Mm. But leave him alone. He had now, to show. He fronts. He fronts. It's like, I will put yeah. you in the ground. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then when he goes, leave him be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had to. Yeah, fear, whether, whether it's whatever or not. Yeah, yeah, And it's, again, where does he do this? He's out in, in public, front, in, in front, front of his guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wouldn't do it if it was the other way around. No. Yeah, so, uh, interesting. The most tension I ever felt in this film was that horse race. I thought Kryptonite was going to win. Okay. Um, me in the, um... Who would you cast as who? I think this is dead simple. Go on. I think you... <laughs> I think I'm Sonny, and I think you're Lorenzo. I agree. Yeah. Who am I? I'd rather be Sonny, but you're right, Lorenzo. I'm too... <laughs> you're the mother. <laughs> I'm just moaning about the money. Yeah. You just... You, hey, the money. you only have to work for half the film. Yeah. Uh, you know. 
Yeah, we'll talk about women later on in the film. It's I mean, kind of a, yeah. there's no... This is the thing with gangster films, though. There is hardly any women in this There's the film. one harpy wife. And all they do... Yeah, exactly. The yeah. harpy wife. Like, that's all she does. You should have taken the money. It'll be, Don't set up It'll be morals. interesting, because one day we'll do Wolf of Wall Street. And there's a female oh, character with a bit have, more oomph to her. Yeah. It's not a gang movie I per se, but it's ago. kind of a gang movie. That's Leo, isn't it? It's Leo. Oh, Margot Robbie. Like, I don't like Leo. Oh, he's a great actor of our generation. Oh. You and Georgia can uh, unite over he that. He can't act. He might be a bit better oh, when he gets totally older. Oh, I totally disagree so with that. Uh, not when he's younger, he can't. What? Have no. you not seen uh, Le- the man in the Iron Le- Mask? Le- Le- Liam and I literally Le- went through this the other day. You go younger when he was in What's He in Gilbert Grape. Oh, no, actually. That's a I, shit on. movie, but he's brilliant no, in that. he is, I will admit, in that film, he is very good. But in Titanic, Basketball in Diaries, Man in the Mask, amazing. Iron Mask. He's not good. That's because, oh. to be fair, his, his his whole thing in Titanic is, Rose, come on, Rose. Rose. Oh, Rose, over this, no, Rose. Gilbert oh, Rose. Grape, he plays, does he play... Um, He's a disabled boy. A disabled boy. I have seen that, and actually... Uh, I've only seen that. Brilliant. Did, and I thought, actually, this is the best I've seen him act. He's brilliant. In that... But he, he's not consistent. I will say that. Okay, I will... I will uh, did, did, Track the, back a bit. He's the departed... He's Actually, not a consistent actor. Oh, yes. You watch him. He got slightly better as he got older. In his very first Roman film, he was in a film with uh, Robert De Niro, mm. and he's brilliant in that. Roman and Juliet is fantastic. He is. He is. He's charming. Mm. He's good. He's, oh. He wouldn't be my Romeo. Doesn't have to be. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, Paul Rudd's amazing in that film. I was going through the podcast numbers. Romeo and Juliet continues to do really well. It's a good film. You probably get the students downloading it. I think at some point, someone because everybody has to watch it. Yeah. So I think that's the idea is that you know. Hey, that was my and Baz Luhrmann. Baz Luhrmann, yeah, I love Baz Luhrmann. I rate him. I do. I went. I've completely turned around on that film because I used to hate that film. Oh, I don't mind oh, it. Oh, I love it. No, because I'm not a big Baz Luhrmann guy. I, so I, I am. And I then it took me a while to get Baz it because I'm like, oh, it's all modern day. That's stupid. Why are they doing this like time lapse stuff oh, in the video? That's stupid. And no. then I'm, 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 I'm laying out the start. And then sword, jeez, and guns. As oh. I. Dagger, yeah. Yeah, pretty. Uh, but then as I uh, have gone on, especially when I started teaching film and media and unpacked it a lot more, I went, there's so much going on here. And that stage on the beach and everything. Yeah. Oh, the world's a stage and each must play the part. Oh, Mercutio. Oh. Balthazar. Oh, brilliant. Your turn. You name a character. <laughs> Tybalt. Juliet. Uh, the priest. <laughs> That's not a name. Um, um, nurse. um, Benvolio, Rosalind. Yeah, I'll do. Oh, I'll shit. do. Rosalind's never actually technically in it. Well, she's mentioned. She's mentioned. Yeah, nurse. But so is the nurse. Okay, Friar Lawrence. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, people. Uh, who the prince? Prince. Mm-hmm. Paris. He bites my son. Paris, my, I bite my thumb one. at you. Whatever he says. I do bite my thumb, but not bite my thumb at you. I sir. do bite my. Yeah, I can't remember. I read it years ago. Yeah, I can do pretty well with that, but I do teach it. You probably teach yeah. it every year. So I you do. Can, well, you no, probably I do. I did all right. How many did you get? Six. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> no one actually said Juliet. Well, we're going this new one. Yeah. I was like, how did you get one? <laughs> hey, I took my shot. You did. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> did this film have a villain problem? No. 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 No, now, now, as far as what his intentions well, were, that's... Well, social integration, in a way, as a villain, in that... in Do you know what I mean? In yep. that... The history Our of... ignorance of each other. Exactly, the ignorance of each other. That... I felt so uncomfortable in those scenes when the N-word was used and when the violence was happening. I just... 
I still I, appreciate the fact that it's going to sound really weird. I still appreciate the fact that it was used because yes, that discomfort because is part of the journey. You can't hide it. You can't hide it. it if you it if you happen. whitewash it, it if you whitewash it and sanitize it and come up with something else, yeah. it it takes away the power no, of I, that moment. I as long as the that. filmmakers aren't being egregious with it, and I don't yeah. think De Niro or Palmateri were. And I think they showed that both sides were being quite hostile, and obviously yep. one side possibly more. Um, so I agree that you, you can't hide it, but it just it just made me feel uncomfortable because I... And that's what makes it a good I, movie, though. I don't understand how people can treat other humans in the way that people were treating right. each other. So that just made and me feel uncomfortable. It is accurate to the place and the time. And it is, yes. And it puts you in the middle of it, and it puts us because sees the character most like us. We're going, hey, mm-hmm. if it's not causing any problems, what's the big deal? Yeah. Yeah. And he's by far the most tolerant character in the movie. No, he, he is. is yeah. And so we get to look at it through his eyes, but then sort of access his world. So no, it's really well done. Um, whose story is it? Well, what sees? It's C's story, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Cal, Cal, Calonies. 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 Calonian. Yeah, I've lost it. So. <laughs> Cal, Cal, Calzoni. Cal, Calzoni. Calzoni. Calagani. Calagani. Can we just call him C? Calagero. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that, that'll do. Um, Calagio. No, that's not what? it. No. Calagero. Calagero. Calagio. Calagio. No. It no. was four syllables. I, I paid attention when I was all. Oh. Calagero. It's Calagero. It's Jerry, like Jerry. Calagero. Cala, no, it's no either. Calagero. Calagero. Yep. Calagero. Gero. Calagero. Calagero. Yeah, like Jerry. Gero. Gero. Calagero. What's the story here? I. To be loved or to be feared, pretty much it is, and it's um you can have both sides and be the good person that comes through both sides. Yeah. <laughs> I disagree with you so much. I threw a can at the road. You it landed like upright. I was you like, "Accepting, accepting." But there was a can. So much. <laughs> I was more worried about the road. I was about no, to sorry. go boom. It's, it survived Baker's batch. We're fine. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. No, um, what was I saying? To be loved, to be feared. To love, to be feared, and to... What was the, what was the question? I don't know. I was still on my beer case. <laughs> you were, not threw me off. I'm hoping I got it in there somewhere. Okay. Is that uh, the dark side? Um, oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the, the kid. Um, shows that you can have a little bit of bad and a little bit of good in you. So to still be... Oh, the there's good, good stuff in him. You know, and Sonny, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah he was yeah. more tolerant. He was more willing to listen to what the kid wanted. Um, he gives him love, advice about love, whereas his dad kind of just, you know, we just stick to our own. I think having both of them on his shoulder yep. made him a better person. And we talked about structuralism so, and yeah. that binary opposition. Both of them. And the movie ends with what? When one of them disappears, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he downplays Joe Pesci, and now he's, got, he's back to his dad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Megs. Yes. For all the women. Well, they didn't really do much. The girl, I mean... Easily corrupted. <laughs> Very easily corrupted. I mean, the girlfriend at least represents that you can have a white boy and a a, a black girl coming together. So at least it she represents that, you you know, everyone I, coming together. I still think that was a, um, a Rob De Niro choice rather than... Do you think? I do. I don't know. She's she's very forgiving of the fact that he potentially, well, he did use the N-word. I'd be very curious what the original play looked like. Yeah. Mm, I would be as well. And he was involved in that fight because even though he tried to help, 
it was still his friends. There's still that connotation that actually he's involved with some, you know. He tries to hide the fact that he's helping. He doesn't quite help. She's... So in a way, she's positive in that she represents that coming together of people, which should happen. The mum... It's literally only her and the mum, isn't it? In the whole film, I can think of. Yeah. Pretty much. There's hardly any women in this. And there's the mum... That, there's that lady who's standing at the... Yeah, there's thingy. a bunch of crowd shots. Yeah, crowd but that shot. doesn't count. <laughs> Third on the left. Um, that doesn't count. No, gangster movies I'm usually joking. are here all the men. Yeah, 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 I'm joking. Well, no, this is this is the thing with gangster yeah. films. I think this is why I've always tuned off tuned from off. them. Tuned off. Tuned out. Tuned out. Tuned off. Tuned off, is that a word? Tuned out, turned off. Turned off. There we Turned are. off from them. Um, I don't think the mum comes across that positive because she's easily corrupted. Just, I yeah, just she's just moaning about the money. Her. You can't judge her. And actually, De Niro is standing up for his beliefs, and yeah. she's the one going. No, but we have. He's more capable of standing up. Liam, we have to be able to judge her. The girlfriend is slightly more positive. Put yourself in that situation, in that neighborhood, Liam, at that no, no. time. Stop putting yourself in that situation. Watch the movie on the side. Stop being in the movie. The girlfriend. <laughs> I, I feel for her. I think, no, you know. But here's the thing. Here's, Do you want your kids to get We have to judge money? her because if by judging her is how we find out De Niro's the great guy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And so also, we have to. If you accept this money, then you could be dooming your kid because you don't know what Sonny's going to do. Literally, you can't trust him, can you? It might be that your kid owes him forever now and he could, you know, get killed or it's a, it's a strange, whatever. It was a strange, I liked it. It was a strange setup between Sonny and the kid. Um, to start with, I was thinking he was grooming him. But then actually, I, the more it went on, he was trying to guide him. And I think he was trying, and in that one bit, that one scene where he says, you are not me. This life is not for you. Yep. And I thought, wow. And then I went back to the day he shot that guy on the street. And he didn't. He had no input from his father. Really, he didn't say. He didn't shake his head. He didn't look at him. He didn't say no. He didn't. You know all these things, and yet he made that decision to go. I'm not going to be a rat. You know, blah blah blah. But through that relationship, I think Sonny felt like he he owed him in some way to show him what life could be. And I think I say I don't think the mum comes across very positive, but I think the girlfriend at least she represents that coming together of people. And actually, I'm not going to do what my friends say. I'm, you know, I like this girl. It doesn't matter what colour she is. Mm-hmm. We're going to come together. And come she, together. Is, she is ready to say, "I know you had an argument with my brother, but actually, I like you." And I obviously she does, but also. You she's know, like ready for the kisses. You know so, he, he used the word that we don't I like. think she's quite important. If we didn't have her in this film, I would feel more uncomfortable. Does that make any sense? Because there wouldn't have been a coming together and acceptance of, you know, different... Oh, they needed to address the N-word. Exactly. They needed to if address just, the fact that... If you remember, when you watched it, been, it, he did show remorse after he'd said it. Right, but you... Yes. But she doesn't again, know that. The, he do, you have, we have to, un, you have to address that. Have, you do have to address it. You're right. But he was like, oh, why did I... Oh. But then again, the neighbourhood he's been brought up in, he's having them influence around him all the time. I think you, you needed I mean? her character, though. And no, I think for her character, just, you're trying to date a black girl. You need just, to unpack the fact you called her brother the N-word. Well, yes, I agree. But I'm trying to say... The, you're getting very find, animated. Well, I'm trying to find a reason for her to just go back to him. And I think there that's because a, he showed remorse. It's called, it's called the writers were kind of lazy. 
All right, the writers were lazy. Yeah. I think I if they didn't have... But, but, but there is a one. Because she comes over with all the joy of its Christmas morning, and it's all been a big misunderstanding. Yeah, yeah she did. She, she did. <laughs> if they didn't have her, he would have had to have made friends with uh, a, a black boy or something, just to show that, you know, we're humans. It's, it's, it's okay. So I think her character was important. Yeah. From the, for the role of women. If they didn't have her, they'd have to... They would have to have had somebody else. I'll tell you what I did like. When when was Rosa Parks do her thing on the bus? <sighs> Nineteen. That must have been before the Civil Act. <sighs> yeah. Fifty eight. I might be early on that because this is what set in sixty. I'm going to double check that I'm right. As, as about a kid, the Civil I'm Act trying to movement. say when he. Oh no no he's older isn't he? That's eight years later seventy eight when he sees her. When everyone's sharing a bus. Uh, looking for the bus. Looking it was for the bus. 64, so the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and the Voting Rights Act of 1965. 55. 55. Oh, it's close. 58. Oh, yeah, it's okay, close. Okay, cool, cool, cool. The Act's outlawed discrimination based on race, colour, religion, sex, or national origin. I thought I was closer to 60. That's why I thought. So that was 60. I thought I was quite. But then again, we, we've gone eight years in the future to 68. Oh, this is further on, isn't it? Yeah, so actually... Yeah, yeah. It's also in New York, a northern state. Yeah. As opposed... Like, you want to talk about, like, when this stuff was, like, real bad. Like, you need to go south. Well, a lot of it was in south, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Bad, bad, bad. Like, we still see some dated... Obviously, we see, we see, some, we see some racist attitudes. And like I said, Spike Lee do the right thing, set in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn... 1989 right yeah so it wasn't it, it wasn't a picnic far from it but the stuff no. that you hear about with like lynching and emmett till and all that stuff that's all the south yeah so um yeah so uh and didn't have to go down that road we could have just had a very simple struggle about you know this italian american community and so putting that in there I appreciate the um, the extra layer it layers is, is an extra layer of, yeah. of of complexity but this provides our narrative because yeah. He's looking at things that, and it does. It, it paints his father as not just being correct about everything. No, and it lets Sonny well, be right about something. Perfect. Yes, but this movie his could have. This movie could have very easily gone. Dad's a good guy. Sonny's a bit of a. He's a he's a likable guy. Rogue, yeah. he's, but he's a lovable rogue, and he's dad's right about everything. And it turns yeah. out no, there's no. some things, and that was really good. I think it's clever because shades of gray. Like at the saying. end, yeah. I kind of liked Sonny by the end of it and I was actually quite sad that he died I like so, Sonny all the way through I like yeah. Sonny all the way through yeah it's I very because, clever it's I, very I, clever because the movie let me forgive him very easily yeah because I saw it through the kid's eyes and there's a good thing and he takes care of him it's and, the way because yeah. I, I was questioning his motives all the way through the movie up until the point he was like you can have a better life than me this is not for you and I thought, wow, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you look back and you go, oh, I see, oh, I see. Yeah, this is like a father figure. This isn't Jack Nicholson in The Departed, you know no, what I mean? No, 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 no. That's not, he went, I don't think he was after anything other than to make, than to help the kid. Yes. Do you know what I mean? And it's not, I mean, it can't, you're not allowed to make a gangster movie if Joe Pesci doesn't show up somewhere. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's in every gangster movie ever made. <laughs> Especially if De Niro's in it, Pesci's got to come along for the ride. Absolutely. But again, I reckon he asked him, he said, look, I'm doing a little movie. Oh, this is totally just, like, this is just the definition up. of a cameo. It's Absolutely. one scene, one day. Yeah. There it is. Perfect. Um, other big questions? I think we've asked them. Yeah. Favorite character? <laughs> that shadow. Oh, you think you're going first? Yeah, oh, whoever wants to I go thought, first can go first. I thought you led in there. 
I was, but go I, for I it, thought then. you mean forward, so I thought I'll let you go. Um, do you know what? I quite like Robert De Niro's character just Lorenzo. because I believe in standing up for what you believe in. Agreed. And even though he could have easily given into the money, yeah, he could have let his son do what he likes. He could have given into his wife. Um, he keeps on standing up for what he thinks is right and you can tell through C and his character how that develops that his his father has influenced him in that positive way as well um through the way that he acts in future so actually he's my favorite character because he has some morals it's nice to see a character that has some morals apart from he's a little bit ambiguous with his whole uh, you know his son wants to date the black girl I don't agree with that. I mean, look, but of course, and of perfect. course, we're looking at you can't nineteen. Be perfect. Of course, we're looking at nineteen sixty-eight yeah. conditions with two thousand twenty-three exactly. eyes. Exactly. Yeah. Or so at least back then, nineteen ninety-three the eyes. I can criticize about his character is his response about the dating. That's the only thing. But otherwise, I appreciate his his belief in his rights. Yeah. So. Liam, my favorite character, without no shadow of a doubt, is Sonny. Because I was questioning this character from day one. He just shot somebody. Straight away, I'm not on this guy's side. Straight away, I don't like this guy. Well, how many people has he killed, do you reckon? Well, he's, he, he must have done it in the past. But <laughs> yeah. the fact that we, as viewer, watch him shoot somebody, a blink of an eye, over what we think is a car parking space. Um, it's not a car parking space. And the fact that we have that fear of um, that first few... 15 minutes of like is he going to kill the father is he going to kill the kid what's he going to do is he going to say the right thing is he going to have him knocked off what what what? we don't know and then you start seeing him be nice and kind to the kid and you think wow what's he is he grooming him what's he what's he trying to do uh, and then you get that pivotal moment where he turns around and he goes look this is not a life for you get both i want you to have both educations i want you to have a proper education i want you to have um, a street education so you know what life's like you grew up in this neighborhood you know what it's about you're not stupid you're not naive and i truly believed he was trying to give him um a better life because he saved his life in some way by not ratting on him about stuff and uh you see him go through an arc and i like that i like that with sunny yes he's not perfect yes he's got a lot of gray areas yes he's a head of a mafioso type place in brooklyn at that time he's a business owner he's a he's a business owner um of a kind (laughs) but he does um respect the fact that lorenzo is standing up for his son and stand up for his beliefs and he does he show the frontage of like i'll put you in the ground and all that but he often says leave him alone he's he's all right you know they grew up they grew up, i knew i think they, they truly believe, knew each other from school because he says i we grew up together we i believe it yeah do you know what i mean and so he'd know what lorenzo's like as a was as a, as a kid as a an early teenager and as as an adult and you know i grew up with some really questionable friends uh in my day but do you know what i didn't choose that path that they went down but they still respected the fact that i was more straight-nosed than what they were. They respected that. And I think uh, Sonny did with Lorenzo. So Lorenzo is my favourite. And my favourite cameo is Joe Pesci. He's the only one that qualifies for that statement. Um, I'll do a favourite minor character then. I like Mush. 
I thought he was a, 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 there was a lot of humor around Mushin's inability to bet that I thought oh, was funny. He's funny. funny. Yeah. I'm my best That'd be ca- me. I'm my fa- <laughs> I think my favorite character. <laughs> Meg's going to be my- That's a gotcha. That's a great one. Yeah. We never really did cast you properly. Did we, oh, no, did we it could be mom? him. I you don't have mush. any luck in these things. So. Well, you, get to be, <laughs> you, you get to be in both halves of the movie, too. Exactly. Um, yeah, kryptonite. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm going to go with I'm going to go with C as the best character, or my favorite character in the movie, because our alignment to C lets me sort of wrestle these two things, because there's no question. Robert De Niro's a great guy. He's a great dad. Mm. But you have to feel the lure, and it is more luring. And who doesn't want? And the, and, the minute, does. and the minute he goes, there's Shea Bibby. We'll go there later. I'm like, I want to go there now. And yeah. it's like the kid. I'm being told I can't go in there, and I'm like, I want to go in there. Yeah, that's where the interesting people are. Look, oh, they have all these. Oh, look, they have all these one defining characteristic. Oh, that's cool. Who and, you say oh, that mom, what yeah. you doing? What you doing? Taking the money? He's doing good. I want to see what else happens. So by by sort of aligning me with the kid. And I want to include both sides of it because the young kid does a great job. He still reminds me of a young rock. The whole way through. Uh, he gets overmatched in the scene where he has to break down and cry. But yeah. you know, you're going with Robert De Niro. He's, on that he's, one. All, he's not that bad in that scene. No, he's overall, he's on my best kid list. There's a reason yeah, for that. No, I, they I ask actually, him to do a lot in this movie. I made a mental note of him, so he must be yeah. all right. They, they ask him to do a lot in this movie. Um, whereas the older version, yep. Yeah, he gets a lot of the uh, of the big plot moments. I prefer the younger version, actually. Does that make any sense? Yeah, the prop. I, don't know. I would too, except for I do appreciate the vocal delivery of the voiceover. Yeah, I think it's really well done. I think more the emotional moments were with the, yep. the younger one. That's when I was most worried for his dad and stuff. I have to tell him he saved my life. That wasn't it. That wasn't the best moment. No. <laughs> but that was also, I think, just really transparent direction. I'm like, guy, make it a little less obvious. Um, but yeah, he's my favorite character in that regard because it lets me, because I like the two of them and I don't want to have to choose one. Thankfully, the movie made that choice for me. Um, let's do best moment or best element. Should we start with Meg's? Best moment. Um, I don't know if I have a best moment. I just like all the bits where I thought the dad was going to get offed were really like tension building. I know that's not a best moment, but I was sorry. So... You, you, you thought he was going to get what? <laughs> Is that because he was master building at the time? No, he was, no, no. I meant killed. Um, just the moments uh... where <laughs> I didn't mean that. Just, there's no point. Usually, you can pick a like a scenic bit that like stands out scenically, sort of thing. But it was just more the emotional moments for me that stood out, where I was like really worried for the the characters, and I don't always feel that in films. So I was I was generally I was worried about what was going to happen, and I I did think the mafia were going to get the family at several points. So it's those moments where I had the tension building that were probably the best for me. It could just be my inexperience of mafia films. Yeah, you're right. So they were the moments that sort of stuck with me. Okay, my best element was the relationship between Sonny and the father to see. Um, do you see what I see? Do you see Sorry. what I see? I do see what you see. Um, I like the I like the I like the fact that they were both kind of guiding him through this movie. Um, and once you got on board with um, Sonny, and you were realizing he was actually out to look out for him. I mean, he saved his life several times. I mean, the the bombing, not the bombing, the Molotov cocktails 
scene, you know, going off in the car. The only person that could have got him out of that car was Sonny. I would have hoped, though, that when the others got out and started throwing them, he would have walked away. Do you think he would have done that, or no, would he have I just got caught did, up in it? I, think, I, I don't think he'd have thrown them, but I think he would have... He did the exact same thing he did when they were beating him up. He would have tried, tried to, to protect people, knock some over or hide them. Or, but, yeah. yeah, or do something. Also, who did plant the bomb in the car? We never did find some out. Some enemy of his. He's got yeah, enemies. Yeah. Mm. But, yeah, mm. I like the relationship between um, his father and Sonny. Uh my best moment, though, I have to say, was the bikers. And when he locks the door and he kicks ass, I thought that was brilliant. I just like, because we know biker gangs to be um, n- not nice people. We know them to be, you know, uh, hooligans. Well, they, they might be lovely people, though. Well, they are. They, these were, th- they were a bit rude. They are these I days. would admit. They were a bit but rude. But I'm just saying, normally in films, they're seen as the bad ruffians who... Did they deserve getting beaten up, Yes, though? they did. Did they? Because yes, they were they a bit did. rude. Well, no, because they normally handle stuff with violence. So... I don't know. Sunny I don't know sunny, much about biker people biker and the stereotypes, so I can't your, really say. Through so. your town, through your bit, you know, and they're going to stop... He showed them courtesy and said, look, I will, you can have you a You should drink. always treat people how you want to be treated. And so they didn't. they didn't do that, but, but did like, they deserve, they to be did deserve it. Because you need them not to come back. You have to push them to the limit to the point but of... would they come back anyway? Yes. Would they? Yeah. If they're driving through. What yeah, do they, that, I don't, I'd say I don't know much about the biker... The biker culture to, of that to know time, how where they keep going. Okay, and, the biker culture of that time would have just—they had no rules. They lived on the bike. You know, they go from place to place. They don't really work. They steal. They, they oh, okay. drug run. They arms, firearms, and all these things. Right, that's what they show you back in the the sixties. Okay, um, they have no. They they are not law abiding people, right? They're a law unto themselves. And the fact that Sonny gives them the opportunity... I mean, he was quite not polite. Not out of fear. He, he was like, you can have a beer or two. There's no reason why he can't. Yeah, and then as soon as they showed disrespect, he had to show you're not going to disrespect us and you're not going to come back with more people. This is a lesson a lot of people could take, that actually just showing people respect show is the respect way to is go the way forward. in life because, yeah. like... You want people to show respect to you, so you need to respect But the funny thing is, you look at biker gangs these days, they're out in the community helping people. So that's come full circle, how they do it. I was going to say, nowadays, you kind of associate more of a positive spin to it. A lot more positive spin, but back then it wasn't. This is going with the stereotypes. I think you also might be dealing with the British side of it a little bit here. Again, we don't have have bikers in in this country, really, do we? No, but I just having to say, well, we did, but I mean... Well, really? I'm just yeah, 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 yeah. We did. Oh, okay. I I don't know. I don't know. But I'm just stuff. saying he had to show strength there to show that you're not coming back. You were passing through. You're gone. You've come. You've left by the skin of your teeth. Uh, and you need that. You don't need the added pressure of them coming. I back. mean, even the introduction of the bikers. They were sitting there having a nice conversation, and the diegetic sound of the motorcycles overpowered the conversation, and then it kept going. So from the very start, we're being told these guys are being an irritant. A, 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 a disrupting presence exactly to what we wanted there was a conversation taking place and it disrupts that we have to go deal with that and then so when they go down that line i i do think it's it's a it's a power well it's it's an absolute power struggle and um sunny one 
Sunny winds. <laughs> sunny days. Sunny, sunny, sunny days. Sunny is a weird name for him because sunny is like associated with sunshine. I guess it's S-O-N-N-Y. It's probably sunny like a sun. But yeah, I just like the name. Listen here, Sunny. I'm gonna go. Sunny in Greece. Have you guys both done yours? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We have. Okay. Mine's gonna be. I just. It's the. Have you done yours already? No, I haven't. Which is what I'm trying to do. Talking. That's what I'm trying to do. Right now. You said it was C. He asked. No, that was my favorite character. We've done favorite moment or element. element. Oh, okay. And you've done. So I'm gonna do mine now. (laughs) Uh, And mine is. um, It's a little bit where the movie found the chance to show some humor and be funny. Yes. And I thought it, it it walked that line between all sorts of elements uh, in it. Uh, and so the, the great running joke, literally, of he's running back and the kid's like, oh, let me try. He's like, hey, don't worry about the money. Yeah. And we're just moments between my friends got fried. Yes. Like, let's remember that. My yeah. friends got fried and we're about to kill Sonny. Yeah. And in the middle, we have this little, and how does he do it? He sort of imparts one last bit of wisdom that Sonny gave him. Yeah. 20 bucks. It's all it costs you. That's okay. Yeah. Um, so I like the element, the times and the opportunities for humor in the film. I felt it did a good job of keeping the film from uh, dragging. It's also made it feel different from things like Goodfellas movies yeah. of that ilk. Was it gave us an opportunity for this isn't just a clone of Goodfellas. It was it was a movie that works on its own merit. Yep. Yeah. So um Grumble. Megs? And then after Meg's Liam, and then I will also get a turn. Just, just, just keep you up with the format. Well, we had we had gone off on a tangent for a bit. So yeah, but yeah. I just kind of lost. Ian everywhere. did say you've had your say, right? And you, we, we both went. <laughs> we don't yes. need to re. We don't need to re redo it. Let's just, he went Megs, away for a bit. Meg's, Meg's, Meg's. Grumble. Thank you. <laughs> um, just the way that the girlfriend got over the N word bit too quickly. I. At least she could have said something like, I know it got a bit heated. Um, I know you're upset, but I have chatted to my brother and he has revealed that you did, although you were involved, you did try to help him. So I totally understand. Like at least <sighs> something to, not like all smiles, like, oh. All is forgiven. The problem is the script, want, the script wants to make it out in 30 seconds. Yeah. And, I don't I know, know, but and how do you get there without addressing it? But no, it has to be addressed. I'm with you. But they, they could have at least put in a couple of words to say that she understood that he got upset by it. I just can't. It, that just got with me that it would just got totally brushed under the carpet. Yep. At least she could have acknowledged that there's a bit more of an issue than just like, oh, I'm all smiles. Oh, it's all fine. I talked to my brother. Oh, I'm in love with you. Let's kiss. Tommy Lee Jones came by with one of those flashy things. <laughs> I don't even remember what you said. <laughs> Who are you? Exactly. He said that you didn't beat up my brother. <laughs> and that said, I shouldn't yeah. ask any more questions. <laughs> no, they, they could have rewritten that bit a little bit to kind of show that she understood, like, you know, a bit more understanding of the situation. But, yeah, okay. <laughs> and then his partner came round and slapped Chris Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I still hate him. Oh, me too. Liam. <laughs> <laughs> um, the fact that Sonny um, makes a big deal about the whole gun culture thing um, and selling guns and don't want him in the neighbourhood and this and the other, and yet first scene we see him in, he shoots a gun. And the last scene we see is with a gun. Now, I I get where he's coming from, but you can't preach what you practice. Do you know what I mean? Doesn't that just prove Sonny's point, though? 
Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, what are you going to do? So he literally, that's that's a coming full circle. Guns yeah. are... Someone at some point will have a bigger gun. gun. It, just, it just took eight years to get there. Yeah. Speaking of guns, and this links back to the the Super Bowl, wasn't there a shooting at the... Yeah, we didn't talk about that. I, I To be honest with you, it's just drip feeding to me. My, my knowledge of this is very light. The, the media to and me. There's, and there's cries again for gun control. Gun control. Obviously, in this country, we'd all be like, yep. Well, we, we don't... Can we, we don't make, really see can any of that? Make, the amendment to the second amendment can they not say oh they can get rid of it yeah but it would require like so many things because once some because that's the right to bear arms full stop but this was made during a time when there was unlawfulness we've done a whole episode folks if you're listening to this we did a whole episode on bowling for columbine and you'll hear our thoughts i went on that episode it's the constitutional rights isn't it it's and, 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 and what you hear is our perspective as people who are outside the American yeah. system looking in, going, look, from if you curious what the global perspective is, we don't understand this. We don't. And then you can feel free to ignore us. You can feel free to respond if you want. But from the outside, it's really hard to understand why you guys feel like you need the semi-automatic assault weapons. Yeah. I would only feel like I needed such a weapon if I knew people around me had those same weapons and could use them well, against me. I think me. that's I think that's literally the kind of what's happening. Yeah, now. exactly. So, so do, you, do you then, feel like you need to have that defense because other people have it? I, I don't know. I'm I'm not in it's that the culture, so I don't, I don't understand. It? So, yeah. It's tricky. I can't imagine myself in the situation where there's so many, there are so many guns, and then how do you get them all back? And that's just yeah. the ones you know about. Yeah. Yeah. And so someone's saying, hey, if they have guns, I want to have guns. On, on, on an ideological level, I, I get you. But on a wide scale level, I'd say, again, on the outside looking in, it feels like I'm getting pretty tired of seeing mass shootings take place. Same, yeah. And, uh, and public it's not, places. It's not, it's not my situation, but I mean... If it was more licensed and you had to have a proper reason for having one and, you know, you know, if you've got a threat, if you've got a worry, you know, fair enough, get a license. Like Canada's but not... It just, I don't know. I Canada's don't not it. as anti-gun as this country is, mm-hmm. but compared to America, we're, we're still like massively le- re- yeah. regulated. Um, and the hard part is, yeah, it's that Second Amendment. I, I think Liam's point of I the mean, Second Amendment was written when people were using to... muskets and you were trying to stop against invading marauders from other towns. And uh, you've you've done Bowling for Columbine, have you? Yeah, we've done Bowling for Columbine. Yeah, because I just remember that opening scene in the bank. Yeah, do you think it's a really good idea to be handing out guns <laughs> yeah. in a bank? Um, yeah. Yeah, so we've done a whole thing on it. Um, yeah, just, yeah, it popped up this week in the yeah. news and it's just another one of those situations. Um, you know, I, I work in a school. I was working in school. You hear, I've, I've heard again in the news, that some teachers have, have they got guns available for teachers to use? There's a movement they want, they, they, they want to train teachers to, to arm up guns? and use them. And I'm like, you do not want me with a gun. I mean, again, in England. Well, that's, not, that's not much. No, no, no. no right here. In England, huh. it's very rare. Oh, although they have, they have been cases of shootings in England, but it's very, very rare. Yeah. I had a situation um, at one point early in my career where a student said something. People were making fun of his haircut. And he said, if people keep doing this, I'm going to shoot the school. I'm coming to shoot the school. Oh, yeah. And I, I had to pull him aside yeah. and go, you need to be careful because where I'm from, people do this. And I got a hold of someone higher up and they went, ah, he's just talking about smoke. I'm like, careful because. It is until it's not. Yeah. And I think we'd all rather be the person who did the little bit of extra work. Yeah. And flagged this and had the conversation about this. Absolutely. 
But we I've don't have a, we, we don't have any. We, I haven't done any in Canada. We we do drills in case there's yeah. a shooter in the school. Now we, it, do, we it's, don't have that. It's terrible that we have to do that. No. But if there was a shooter on my school site, I don't. We wouldn't know what to do because we, 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 no. we, don't, we don't practice anything. No. I had a situation where I had some Lego out and a kid had made a gun out of Lego and they were going around and they said to me, oh, I'm just pretending it's a school shooting. And I was like, oh, oh no, you can't do that. Put it away. Put it away. And I obviously had to deal with that. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's obviously in the media. People, you know, it's even the kids. So we'll think of this scenario. It's difficult, isn't it? So in this case, we, we so this is back to Sonny and his glamorization of the gun. But obviously mm. in the, the, gun the means, 60s. The gun means power. Yeah. The gun means manliness, especially when Sonny's got one. How did I first see you? You were shooting someone. So the yeah. gun means respect. It means love and or fear. Um, and Sonny's very quick to say, you don't want a piece of that. My life's not your life. Mm. That's where that's where we're where we leave it. I personally think a gun is a bit of a, a coward's way in because it's an easy way to do you know what I mean? In that respect. It's gonna be very interesting because I know we've got listeners who are very pro gun. Oh, I know. <laughs> I think I think it's just because we're in England and we don't we don't we have guns. It is, so it is, we don't, it is we literally don't we not brought up with it this. is literally foreign to us. It, it is, is it is foreign to us. So I apologize, but No, no, I think I, I can't yeah. yeah I we're can't just expressing head, head our viewpoints it. from outsiders who acknowledge we're not part of your system and we haven't been we haven't grown up with the same values you have or the same questions you have or training that you have um my personal gimmick will just always believe that you know i'd rather sacrifice my right to have a gun than someone else's right to not get shot yeah i think the right to get shot should supersede my right to have a gun Mm. but i know that's that's my perspective from from this society where I don't have to I don't really have to worry about the other person having a gun. I mean, we've got very little worry of a, a, a yeah. shooting occurring yeah. near us, really. I mean, it could happen, but what was the situation very we unlikely. had in London a few years ago? It was a guy using his car as a weapon, wasn't it? Yeah, and they put yeah. the barriers up. And they put on the London barriers Bridge. up, but still, like, 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 is it London Bridge? Yeah, it was yeah. one of the bridges because Liam and I, Liam and I visited shortly you after when they put the bollards up on the side. So that was the weapon. But that I mean, that, like, that's literally like okay, here's the weapon, and it's going like that's if it happens here, it's stuff like like that, mm, and all knife. Which yes, anything knife crime, anything can be a weapon, but. Uh, it's rare that it's but a, a car's gun, got it? other purposes a gun's pretty much just got one yeah yeah to kill yeah well yeah. to shoot bullets at things from and you know name yeah is there a reason why we need to anyway we're turning it into a gun thing we don't yeah, want to yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> different different version of shooting your shot i suppose so <laughs> i like how you bring it back around I, I i do try to police this thing you do <laughs> um have i had my grumble yet nope I, 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 I I've lost track. Okay. Probably and not. then we went off. Yeah, we leaned we off. We got so onto gun control. Sorry. Yeah. I apologize. Um, my grumble would be... Um, Meg's already brought up the sort of... Oh, so Meg's already brought up the um, racial sort of element of it, which is a bit hard. Where's mom? Yeah. Where's mom in the second half of the movie? She kind of disappears. She disappears. And I guess the message would be, look, I mean... <sighs> I would have settled with a couple of scenes or a couple of lines, 
But it really just came down to the idea that a mother's influence has zero bearing on a young man's life. Yeah. It's just which of these two fathers is he yeah, choosing? Time, yeah. It's not yeah. very positive with women. And, and, in this, and they opened a door with an interesting conversation, I felt. Yep. And we just didn't put it anywhere. Nope. Especially once he was older and starting to get successful. It's like, what does that look like? How does that feel? You know, he says, my son's sort of also a bigger bank account than me. Well, kind of, he kind of does at certain points. What does that feel like? How does that, maybe he comes home, he spoils his mother and the father doesn't like it because he can't buy the stuff that the well, kid Well, he did. Can. He got those free uh, peaches. peaches when he was a kid, but and I'm looking for, And she was happy about we, that. We yeah. missed a big bit in between though. And yeah. surely he's still been like yeah. around Sonny. So he must have got maybe, some he is. Maybe he's his mother. It was such an interesting idea that Lorenzo's insecure about how his, you know, do you wish you hadn't ended up, ended up with a bus driver? I'm like, what a really interesting story. Yeah. Because the, it's the kid and it's the wife. Okay. But and Lorenzo. I, I, I don't want him to have a dalliance. I just want him to kind Sonny. of plant that and go, okay, what's wrong? And her going, what's wrong with having a little bit of nice stuff? Look, he's, he's taking care of it. Yeah. This is the neighborhood we live in. Let's make the best of it. Yeah. So, yeah, I would have liked that. Uh, anybody's best role ever? I think we all said. No, no. What about the boy who plays well, no, okay. C? It has to usually for people to qualify for this. Actually, people who we've seen in everything's. Oh, oh, mm. I was saying the, the older guy, boy who played C. I guess sure, but he's guy, not the guy yeah. who played Sunny because I think he's better in this than he is in Usual Suspects. I think he's better in Usual Suspects. Do you? Yeah, it's not. It's not much, much of a part, but it's I something. haven't seen I Usual Suspects. In this. So I can't I've say. Noticed, yep. mm. I'd say it's C's best role. Sure. He's been in some other things. You said he'd been in some other things. I did. I yeah, say lots of things. Yeah. You haven't seen him in other things. But see, 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 part of her. Age game, age game. We're not going to talk about gun control anymore. Age game. <laughs> True. All right. First up, two of you. I got six. Ooh. I couldn't stop at five. Okay. Um, let's go, Robert De Niro. De Niro, oh. Um, I'm no good at this game. I'll let him go. Forty-eight. Mags. I think a bit younger. Forty-five. It's fifty. Oh. Come on. Oh. That was so wrong. Okay, this time Mags goes first. Okay. Chaz Palm Palmetary. That's sunny. Yep. Mm, 49. 49. I just want to check on this. Uh, 42. 42. The correct answer is, he's just checking again here. Yeah, I'm right. 41. Well done, Liam. Um, Older C. Older C. Older C. Hmm. Uh, Liam, you're first. first. Okay. Odyssey. I'm going to say 18. Max. 17. Point and a half for Max. Wow. I was going to go 17, but I thought, nah. Uh, I got one. Oh, oh. Uh, The girl who played Jane. Mm. Oh. 17. 16. Uh, Megs is right. Uh, actually, Megs is close. I just want to see exactly how old she was again. Because uh, I've got a number that could be one or two. What? Uh, I've got... I can't read my own writing. That's what I'm trying to say here. All right. It's 19. Point for Oh, Megs. okay. Oh, okay. 2.5 to 2 is the score currently. Yep. Um, 
Francis Capra, Young C. Young C. Um, six. Max. Eight. Ten. Oh. Fuck, you looked young, didn't Liam, you? Liam, you need to get this one exactly right. Okay. Oh. Joe Pesci. First it goes Max. Which one was he, sorry? Joe Pesci is the little ball guy. Comes at the end. In the funeral home. Oh. Oh. Um... Joe, Joe Pesci. <laughs> I, don't, I don't watch gangster films. He's in Home Alone. I haven't seen that for years <laughs> since I was a kid. 53. Liam. Uh, 49. <laughs> Ready for this? Yeah. Perfect. Would have got you a tie? Yeah. He's 50. Oh! <laughs> So close. Oh. Did I win? Megs wins three and a half to three. I fuck, never fuck, win. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. I thought about I, I Wow. Toyed, I toyed with 50. I almost said, De Niro's 50, Joe Pesci. I thought yeah. that's probably gilding the lily a bit too much. Uh, there we are. So uh, now let's look at the critics. The critics, I haven't even bothered to look at the critics yet. Uh, 9.7. Sorry, that's not true. 7.8 on IMDb, 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Now remember, that's not a score out of 100. No, 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 no. no, no. I just say it every time. Is that true yeah. for the people with the microphone? <laughs> it's not a score out of 100. It's just a metric by which we, we gathered the percentage who gave it a positive review. Yeah. So let's take a look here at uh, a Bronx tale on the old rottenest of tomatoes. It's a rotten tomato. Yes, I say tomato, you say tomato. tomato. Indeed you do. Uh, let's take a look and go with... Can I get some reviews on this? Um, <laughs> short and sweet, uh, Wendy... Oh my, I'm not, Wendy Eyed from the Times here in the UK. A solid piece of storytelling. Tom McCarthy from Variety says, A good fellows with heart. A Bronx tale represents a wonderfully vivid snapshot of a colorful place in time, as well as a very satisfying directorial debut by Robert De Niro. I'm looking for someone who gave it a rotten review. Here is Nick Shogger from. How's, that, how's this from What's a his surname? Shogger. Not sh- it could be could be Shagger. S C H A G E R. His his publication is called Lessons of Darkness. Oh, he he sounds a bit yeah negative. It's the moralistic tenor of a Bronx tale that's ultimately most off-putting. But that was a 2006 review. Uh, I'm looking to see if I can find our good friend, Roger, Roger Ebert. Eeps. There we are. Someone had to do that for me. Thank you. Bronx Tale. And if I type in Ebert, what comes up? Surely he would have reviewed this. Uh, here we are. I would hope so. And then you scroll to the end. Does he tend to give a long, scrolling, scrolling, long scrolling, thing and then you just go to the end paragraph? Well, the end paragraph's kind of like where he kind of just closes sort of... Yeah, he gives a, just a, a summary sort of statement, yeah, a yeah. value judgment. Um, let's do this. A Bronx Tale is a very funny movie sometimes. Hey, look at that. It is. <laughs> Me and Eves, man, we're always on the same page. Yeah. Uh, and some very touching at other times. It's filled with life and colorful characters and great lines of dialogue. And De Niro, in his debut as a director, finds the right notes as he moves from laughter to anger to tears. What's important about the film is that it's about values. About how some boys grow up in the men who can look at themselves in the mirror in the morning, and others just go along with the crowd, forgetting after a while that they ever had a choice. It's a good writer, isn't it? Good. 
Very good. That is a good writer. So I put that away, but I shouldn't do that. Uh, he gave it four stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I believe his system's out of four. So yeah. So that's yeah, a, that's, yeah. A, that's a high score. Oh. Yeah. I he's out of so. four. So that's four out of four. I believe he's a I believe he's a four star metric wow. for him. Yeah. Okay. So there we are. Um, let's go ahead and go. Uh, I put out a fleece as I'm known to do. Usually I've got some help and I'm passing this stuff off. Uh, is it a great film, good film, okay film, or poor film? Fifty-seven percent call it a good film. Good film, yeah. Twenty-one percent calls it great for an a seventy-eight percent beetroot metric. So there we are. Um, let's take a look. Georgia did just ping uh, a message here for me from Shy Burger Freund. Hey, the shy guy himself. Shy guy, or just the one. Shy guy. Oh, there we are. It's, it's a solid film. Not the best criminal mobster film, but very good nonetheless. Chaz is really good here, as well as Lilo Brancato, which is the older of the two boys. Mm-hmm. You can see how De Niro was influenced by Scorsese and how he directs the film. Worth a watch, but not a must watch. One thing I would say, it's too bad Brancato did not have a bigger career after this film. I heard he had some personal issues. I think this is the kid. Oh, okay. I think it was oh. the young one. Yeah. Oh, bless him. Um, I heard some personal issues. I liked him here and in Crimson Tide. Oh, hang on. Oh, that's the other one. Crimson Tide's the older one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Little Brancato. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I heard some personal issues. I liked him here in Crimson Tide and thought he can be a really interesting character actor. Uh, that's it. So, and then he gives his score. So, there we are. So, uh, I asked the fledgling fandom, what did you have to say about stuff? And they came back with, I think it's just the one. I think it's... Carlo, low, 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 who says, haven't seen it in a long time, but I thought it was a nice change for De Niro to play the good parent instead of the tough guy. I don't remember much else, but I remember it being okay. Okay. So, okay, indeed. It's, if you like this film or episode, you'll like. Goodfellas. Goodfellas. I mean, that one goes without saying. I think if you like Goodfellas, you'll like. Uh, Home Alone. <laughs> Lost in New York. Slightly different vibe, but you know. Uh, if you, you like, like the, the Departed, the Departed, you'd like uh, probably Wolf of Wall Street because it's very good fellows anyway. Yeah. Just the idea about men doing men stuff together until their their downfall. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I suppose that's that. Godfather. Oh, it's a long one, but yeah, it's yeah. a good movie though. Killers of the Flower Moon. Killers of the Flower Moon. Look at that. Yeah. So now it's time for our ratings. Let's start with Liam. I'd never seen this movie before. Um, I do like a good gangster movie. Uh, this is a little bit different because it shows Sonny in a better light with less grey areas than most villains, if you like. Um, and I think he had really good intentions with the kid, see. And I think he um, was just trying to guide him. And if this is semi-autobiographical with the guy who plays Sonny, from what he witnessed and what he was, was he that kid? Was he that kid that went along with the the mafioso guy at that time, you know? Or was it somebody he witnessed growing up? Who knows? Will we ever Depends know? what the play was based on, I guess. Yeah. He seemed passionate about it, didn't he? So I, I would affected him. I would infer he felt, if nothing else, he felt the influence of those two choices in his neighborhood. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I like that in, in the fact that he had these two um, father figures, well, the actual father and a father figure in two different sides, opposing sides. I thought it was good. Um, the soundtrack to this film is killer. I absolutely love this soundtrack. That's a good point. It's really, really, really good. 
Um, you had the Beatles, you had Hendrix, oh, you had all his, on the Watchtower, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. some great doo-wop stuff too, and some great Motown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I may have to think about this at the end of the year. It was strong, very, very strong. Um, I would watch it again. I, I, I really did like this film. Um, uh, thank you. Go Julie. to Dubai. Go to Dubai. No, not the advert. Oh, sorry. It was, about, it was about 30 minutes. I thought I had to jump no. in with that. If you're watching it again, you're getting way. that. Although I would like to <laughs> Sorry for to jumping Dubai. in there, but that's what, the, that's what those ads kept doing. It did. But you know what, right? They didn't really bother me too much, the ads, if I'm being honest. No, it was, it was to watch it for free. Yeah. Totally fine yeah. with it. Yeah. Getting told to go good. and teach in Dubai. So who knows what Dubai is like? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, um, this is not De Niro's best movie role. Um, it does feel a watered-down version of Goodfellas. It didn't have that really hard-hitting edge to it, but it had a lot of heart to it. Um, so with that, I'm thank you, Julian, for bringing this to the table because I don't think I'd have seen it otherwise. No, I would have. Um, and even Felicity actually quite enjoyed this movie, and she's not one like you, Megan, for gangster movies. So with that, I'm going to give it a very strong. <laughs> it's been a while since we've done this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a very strong eight bus rides out of ten with my dad. <laughs> All right. Uh, I wonder. I wonder. I'm curious to get Meg's thought on this and your thought on this. Yeah. Is this a great gateway film into gangster films? Yes. Is this a great like? Hey, let me introduce you to this genre. Let's start here. And then here's some of the tropes, and then you know we're gonna ramp out certain elements. But here's a gateway rather than going Goodfellas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just you know what? I think it possibly is because whenever I've had a, a gangster film put on, I'm, I just switch off. I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't be bothered with this. It's all just the men doing shooty, shooty, shooty gangster stuff. Um, but you didn't with this one, but I think because you're introduced to the C character as the boy earlier on, you kind of connect with him, and you're experiencing it through his eyes, which you can make that connection to. Because I'd argue a lot of gangster films were at their heart all about fathers and sons. Yeah, mm. like I think about now, The Departed, Goodfellas. It's just, it's just these things. even Gangs of New York. Yeah, yeah. It's just these themes of yeah, not literal fathers, yeah, yeah. father figures. Yeah, but it does seem to be that constant theme. But it was whereas this one makes it explicit, mm. and maybe that mm. then opens eyes to the in other places where you go, oh, it's just boys with daddy issues. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I mean do. that is essentially what it is. But I. As soon as I found it on streaming and I put it on, I was like, oh, no, this is a gangster movie. I was like, I had Bronx in the title, so I was already thinking Jennifer Lopez. So it was already negative in my mind. And I started <laughs> watching it and I was like, oh, no, it's going to be a shooty, shooty gangster film. But actually, right from the beginning, I was drawn into the relationship between C and his dad. And as I've said before, I kept thinking the dad was going to get killed at certain points. And I was like really emotionally, I like surprisingly emotionally invested in it. And then the whole, like, the whole problem between the different, like, the racial connotations as well just made me feel so, like, oh, like, this shouldn't have happened. Why Why was this a part of our history? So I was emotionally invested in that as well. And then, obviously, when his friends then got killed and then Sonny got killed, like, it was quite an emotional journey for me. And I, I, I think it was, I just wasn't expecting it. Because I was just expecting manly, manly, shooty, shooty, which there were some elements of that, but I wasn't expecting to be emotionally invested. 
So. And bikey, bikey. Well, yeah, but that was only a small. <laughs> the kid, bike, said, that was a small that was part a of it. My biggest moment actually was the kid getting punched on the bike. Yeah. That was my biggest moment of whole. Oh, I went on about that. Oh, about do you mean the motorbikes, motorbikes or the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He means the oh, motorbikes. sorry. I think my mum put up there. No, that, yeah. like, that, that made me go, oh. Sunny when, at the end getting shot, probably because I saw it coming. When the, yeah. the, like, the nah. black kids were riding through and they started getting yeah. beaten up, and I was like, oh, that I was so uncomfortable. That was the hardest part of the movie for me. That was tough. I felt so uncomfortable because I just don't believe in that. And I just felt really uncomfortable. And I haven't felt that way watching a film for a, a long time. And the thing about a film like this is that it forces you by its very nature, because the camera points, you have to look where the camera tells you to look. Yeah. yeah. So you're forced to watch it to watch in it. the same way that he's being forced to participate implicitly in this. But he yeah. doesn't have to. And he doesn't. So he doesn't. He doesn't. There's enough yeah. moral characters in, in this in that as well in that for element. me to be pleased by the, the morality as well if oh, that yeah. makes any sense um so i was so surprised that i actually really enjoyed it it's not perfect as i say there's no big like filmy filmy moments where you're like oh i really enjoyed that shot or and i say the girlfriend is a bit problematic because she's like she gets over the n-word like too quickly but I was apparently in 1993. It was that easy to make up for it. Apparently, Jeez. I was just really so surprised that I enjoyed it and I would watch it again. Uh, so I'm going to give it a nine Molotov cocktails. Nine, yeah. Wow. I, I I got into it far more than I thought I was, and I really enjoyed it. Same. It, it is, stood out for me. I really did like it. It is mm. funny. I don't. Uh... I don't tend to say, I don't tend to measure things on what I see it again. So it doesn't really bother me, Annie. Because some films I'm not going to see again. Yeah. But they can be great films. Mm-hmm. It's more about when I walk away, am I carrying a bit of the film with me? The pianist. Will it, will it bug me? Will it sort of reside in my head or in my soul just for a couple of days or more? Yeah. As I process it. Either positively or negatively. Poor things. Oh, poor things has oh, been, poor things been along for the ride since I went and saw it. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm using the word evangelical now. I'm evangelical about this film. Do you know what's funny about this, right? I was thinking about this earlier today, because I sent you that thing, didn't I? Before you finished your thingy. Um, sorry. <laughs> I, I, I jumped in on yours, so you go ahead. It's just because that's, that's sort of on my head. Um, I wouldn't... I wouldn't be uh, advised to win an Oscar for Best Picture. I, I love Oppenheimer. No. Do you know what I mean? But And that's what I'm rooting for. I'm, but I'll tell you what, Poor Things... If, if Poor win, Things wins, I'm not going to say it's wrong. No, me no. either. Me either. No. That's such a strong contender. It's not a travesty. The bookies might say something, but it's not a travesty. The film's quality. I've oh. seen Oppenheimer. I've seen it. Yeah. It just depends which film of the two you want, like which one floats your boat. Yeah. But no, Poor Things is the Best Picture quality film, as is the director. If it wins Best Director... My, my dream is that Oppenheimer wins Best Picture and then it wins Best Director. Yeah. I think that would be a great choice. Or vice versa. Yeah. 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 I think the... Yeah. It's, 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 either one. Either one I, I, I'd be fine with. Yeah. Yeah. yeah same. Uh, it'd be a shame if, if Poor Things didn't walk out with more than just like a writing... Well, yeah. I'm a stone one for acting, but I mean something picture-wise. It was, it was an impressive picture. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll get um, visual effects or something like that because that's... Maybe. Well used with... Um, the score's good, too. It's oh, up for it. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Anyway, back to my head. Um, so, Passengers, right? And this mm. one will sit with me for a bit. I really like... I really like that he wasn't... I'm the mean gangster, and everything I say is wrong, and I'm the virtuous dad, and everything I say is right. Uh, there's bits I wanted to get fleshed out more, which stops it from hitting the rarefied air, mm-hmm. which is kind of what I usually refer to my 9 plus S. Um, 
but that being said, I think uh, I think De Niro's really solid. I think Chaz Palminteri, I think the biggest thing for me is I never saw him as like a leading, is he a leading guy in this? He's pretty close to a leading guy in this. Yeah, he is. I so, think he's more of a lead guy in this. It's so hard when they ever name De Niro to go, no, you decide. No, I know. Um... No, so as that regard goes, and I felt like I got to go to this little 1960 slice of of of, of the Bronx. Yep, uh, 1960 slash 68 put me in the world, and let me see some of the elements, and even the ones that are a bit tough to watch. That first M words get dropped in the first act. I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, we're gonna have a thread of this going through, are we? Okay. Yep. It's not what I, I had. Everything else I had sort of figured out in the first two minutes. And then I was like, oh, I was not expecting this. And I, I like that it made me go places. I like that it made me watch, even though I hated that it made me watch, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm, you, we talked before, I watch films very differently than you, Liam, where you're in the movie and I'm off to the side going, okay, what am I, what am I watching take place here? Yeah. What's occurring on, on all these levels? And, um, I like the fact that I couldn't look away. And I also like the fact that I couldn't look away from the charred hand. And I think there's a little bit of turn about being fair play on that one. So, uh, thank you, Julian. This yeah, is definitely, this, this is worlds better than Boondock Saints. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this will not be in, on my Resty's ballot for really anything this year. So, uh, I'm going to give this a solid eight peaches. I've nicked out of the back of a, uh, fruit carriage. Horse and cart. Horse and cart. A horse and cart. Out of ten. So there we go. Solid film. Solid film. Uh, obviously, we'll add Julian's number as a rating unto itself, independent of the Patreon, which means Shy gets the entire Patreon vote to himself. Wow. That's some power. It is some power. Shy went seven Ooh. out of ten, which at the current moment puts us at an eight overall waiting for Julian's, which... If we if have edited forward, stuff in there, then- oh, Julian will definitely get the right to put a message in. And yeah. Whether absolutely how it'll go, we 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 will see. Uh, I think I definitely know it's one of our favorite films of all time. So we'll see kind of how that goes. Uh, but there is that. So if you want to know, uh, hopefully you're able to get a hold of Julian. We'll see if we were or not. But if you want to know how you can get involved uh, and do something even like this, suggest a film that's coming to to the pod. And the next one up is oh I don't know if it's Hermes or if it's or if it's Kirsty. Ooh, bringing a film to the table. Have you got next week's? Well, I'm going to talk about next week's in a oh, second. Okay, but if you want to know how you can get involved on that, go <laughs> ahead, hop on the Patreon, patreoncom slash BFE. We kept it simple for you. One of these, I know Meg's been away for a couple of days. We, we do, we do have format. We, 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 we do have a format. We try and follow. I've been like, too we busy. Follow format. Very, very rarely do I sign off going. Don't know what we'll do next week. <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. On. I might be free next week. You never know. No one so, knows this format better than me. You know, come on, man. Um, so uh, go ahead and check he out. Liam, are you, are you up for seeing our Tuesday? Are we going to go ahead and watch Maestro? Yeah, can we? Well, yes. Yes. But we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it after, yeah. yeah. So hoping to do Maestro, Maestro this cool. week. And then check out for what I think is going to be the release of Dissecting the Dynasty. I think that's where I, where I, where I came down with. Dissecting the Dynasty. Yeah, the story of the Tom, uh, Tom Brady. Brady era of a New England Patriots. Brady, I'll see the Brady bun. No, it's not good enough. We'll figure something out. 
Um, but check those out coming out this week. And then all that's left to do is for us to, I'm going to thank our Patreon backers, Julene, Hermes, James, the Guzman, Kirsty, Lena Oberholzer, Ensign and Davies, Chris Peterson, Randall, Silva, Dwayne Smith, Dwayne Smith, the Yeatmeister, Reverend Bruce, Nate, the great Andy Dixon, Cheesy, Richard, Ryan Kukats, Dirk, Scheiberger, Freund, Stu, and Norfolk Domus. And all that's left to do now is talk about what we're going to do next week. Yay! I've gone back to our roots, Liam. Have you? I'm not sure if people are listening. It's been a while since we talked about this. This pod basically has its origins in a poster that I gave you for Christmas one year. It did, yeah. And it was... 100 films you should watch before you die. Yep. Has it got a scratchy thing it where does. you can it scratch does. them off? Have it you does. been scratching them off? Uh, not for a while. Not for a while. I need to itch the scratch. <laughs> you want to you scratch that itch, do you? <laughs> scratch the itch is what I used to yeah? scratch. Uh, <laughs> to scratch the itch. I got an itch to scratch. I got a Lego movie joke I can make. And I'm not going to do it. Uh, but anyway, what I've done is I've gone through the poster today. Ooh. and found every film we haven't watched that isn't scheduled already for us to do this oh, year. Oh, this would be cool. Ooh. I've put it on a wheel. Oh, my oh. goodness. So oh, in a minute, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it there. We will film it as it goes. That's going to be cool. So, so it'll, be on, it'll, be, it'll be on the big screen. Oh, is so, it a virtual wheel? As opposed to what? Like I brought, a, I built like a, a wheel and it's in the room next to us. You could have a wheel and a fortune wheel. I don't know where you would have got one from. Well, just have one here in the house. Yeah. For moments just like this. We have a TV, I, I, like a cinema. I don't know How what you've you done in the past with your podcast. You could have had one. No, no, we haven't done that. So okay. what's going to happen it's is. a virtual wheel, You everyone. guys are going to have to talk a little bit while I go over there and set it up. I'll come back and then sort of talk through a couple of the options. We won't give out all of them because that's. It's like 45. There's um, a few, if I remember correctly, there's a few options that um, are foreign films. Yes. Like, I like foreign they're, films. They're on the list because yeah, we have yeah, to get through them. Because we have to get through them. We have uh, to get through them. Uh, Which th- ones are be they? Subtitled. I don't know. Things we've never heard of before. Subtitles are good. I struggle with subtitles because I, I have to to read it and I miss the action. So so what what is the poster? Is it the top? Top 100 films so who is to rated, see before you die. But who has rated them the top 100 films? I think that's a general overall thing that... Um, from from what, though? <sighs> is it from... Because I know there was several there different be, ones, isn't there? Okay. But majority like will have IMDb the same... or Guinness World Records or... I, I like, honestly don't know. It's from somewhere. They are they vary differently. So someone's, by, someone's curated this. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not too much on here, but you're like, really, that one? There's a so, there's a couple, but there's things like there's things like ET, Back to the Future, stuff okay, like that. So you know? standard so, standard stuff. Ones I can see right now. I can see The Shining. I can see Ooh, Schindler's List. Yes, yes, please. I can I see The Godfather. Boy. Yeah, The yes. Deer Hunter. I can see Office Space. Twelve Angry Men. Uh, Twelve Angry Men. I'm going to see play of that scene. Enter the Dragon, Bruce Lee. Oh, The Terminator. Psycho. Doctor Strangelove. Yes. Uh, Boys in the Hood. Oh, good film. I've never s- seen it. Halloween. You need to spin this wheel. The Great Dictator. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's good. Also a master builder. Yeah. <laughs> the way you said that. <laughs> I added the tator. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, the Seven Samurai. Moonlight. Oh, Seven Samurai. American yeah. History X and American Psycho. Hang on. American I saw, History hang on. X I can't say Samurai. You just did. Samurai. 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 Yeah. Oh, I said Samurai. Uh, the well, Terminator of the first I've one. Made yeah. progress. <laughs> airplane. I'm not a fan of Airplane. No. There's I like a couple. Airplane. Oh, there's a couple here I'm really hoping don't hit. Oh, Lawrence of Arabia. Is, is Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. Please so, be Schindler's List. Stand by me. 
2001 a space odyssey clockwork orange is on here oh. we gotta get through at some point oh, but no, that would be no, a hard no, no. one that's gonna be hard so i'm hoping it's gonna be like this yay but we might end up with like oh it's three hours of schindler's list no, it's right. a great movie. No, no, I know it will be a great movie. And I have historical relevance to talk about. So do I. Okay. I've been there. You've been there? Yeah. There we go. Yeah. We'll talk about it. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so here it is. Spin that wheel. Um, do you, can you get your, can you get your camera, can someone film the wheel being spun? I think it's usually part of the, uh, the thing that. Uh, the only reason I say that is because, you know, I'd probably get it wrong. And I'm just. I'm just terrified that I, I don't think I'll be able to talk through it, start the wheel, and video it at the same time. Oh, okay. I think it might be a bit much. So, Megs is there. Have you, ha, has she hit record yet is the question. No, I have now. Okay. So, you, you, you're doing it now? Okay. So, we are here. Megs is recording it. I'm trying to speak up loud enough so the mic will hopefully pick it up on Megs' camera. All right. There we are. There we are. I'm now going to only one spin. Spin that wheel. I'm going to spin the wheel. You can hear a sound in the pod. Here we are. And it is her. Wow. Never so heard of it. Her, Joaquin Phoenix. Okay. Falls in love with, I believe, an AI interface. Really? Yeah. So it's sort of, it's it's very timely for the kind of stuff that we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Very AI. So AI, he falls in love with like some like user protocol sort of thing. So it's, yeah. Um, I, I, it's about all I know of it. Very, very. I'm her. assuming it's our all first watch. I, I assume so. Yeah. I've the irony is, um, I'm not sure if he's going to be able to join us next week. I think he'd be going nuts for this. Yeah, I think so. I think this is right up his uh, his alley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not because I think Ethan's in danger of falling in love with, 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 with an AI thing, but just the idea that it's it's Very such nuanced. a new it's such a new sort of thing. I yeah. think we're in for an acting masterclass for Mr. Joaquin Phoenix, Ooh. as we I've do not heard of this her. Before. So her, have you not? No. Uh, let, let's just do a really quick check for Rotten Tomatoes and stuff like that to see if people can get excited about this. Her film. Here it is. So her is 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. And 8.0 on IMDb. So oh, it meets both our metrics. Yeah. Okay, so it's it won, not too bad. It won the Academy Award for original screenplay. Okay. So there's something to that there. Uh, it's not free anywhere, but you can rent it for two pound fifty. So, Ooh. the good ones you usually have to pay for. Yeah, yeah. I'm so sad it wasn't Schindler's List. You, it was like a one in forty five shot, Megs. <laughs> you had a two point like two percent chance of it coming up. When has it got an anniversary? Schindler's List. Yeah. You know, probably last year. Oh, probably Felix chickened out. I think Schindler's List is ninety three. Oh. That feels right. Which okay. would have been last year, it would have been 30th anniversary. Never mind. Well, every year, I mean, there's things like Remembrance Day and things like this. So it's, there are windows sometimes. But, uh, a window. Yeah. It's always, you know, there's, there's always a chance someone, someone could always bring it to the pod as well. Never know. Someone could. Imagine that. I can't wait to be on the pod. Do Schindler's List. I mean, we, I mean, we can. <laughs> Never seen it. It's. Have you not seen Schindler's No, that's the irony. So no one's seen it. seen it except for you. Oh. Never seen it. Yeah. Oh, my God. The film. I watched At one it. point, everybody went, in the pod had not seen Schindler's List. I went to Poland and I came back and I watched it with my family. Yeah. And I, 
and it just it destroyed me. We have a uh, seriously. We have a, we have a soundbite from one of our first seasons where we all realized no one had seen Schindler's List, and Ellie was calling us out, going, "That's really poor I, guys. I we really should it. watch this." I had seen it years ago, but I rewatched it yeah. when I came back from Krakow, and it's, it was it, it killed me. It's it so was, hard oh. because it's going. I'm signing up for three hours of just. But it doesn't feel like three hours. Re- no, it's not that much. That it's just the wrenching it's, heartbreak it and is, going. It is heartbreak, but please don't give too much away. It makes you. I don't know. Are you trying to claim spoilers on Schindler's List? Well, no, I'm just saying, like, I don't. I want to watch it with like fresh eyes, and I've never yeah. seen it. I don't want to. I don't know. I know bits of history okay. about it, but I've never been to where you guys have been. I've never been to Auschwitz and stuff. So don't wear a can of the shirt. <laughs> I learned that. No one was rude to me, but I was like, oh, I just feel really inappropriate right now. Yeah, it just. It just puts so much of life into perspective. It honestly does. It's, yeah, I was in, mo- in that way. I was mourning a breakup at the same time. So thankfully, I mean, walking around crying, no. walking around crying, you kind of fit in. I literally was so Liam, like literally the first oh, it's hard. bit. It's hard. You hear the names of people that died there in the first bit you walked down the corridor. And I literally, I was crying then when I first walked in with the headphones on. And that, that's how powerful it is. Well, I hear just the ambience of it and the feeling yeah. of it as you walk in. It's so powerful. Just to imagine <clears throat> what happened. It, and the film is... I hope you can do it at some point anyway. Oh, we will. No, we're, your... we're, not, we're not running away from it, but no. no. If it's not on your list for the, like at the moment for this year, I hope it comes up at some point. Yeah, well, it'll come it, up at some it'll point. be a good discussion. Have you ever seen The Pianist? Yes. Okay, was it as hard as that hard, to watch? Yeah. Okay, because oh, yeah. I didn't. I say to you. Oh, I think the pianist is going to be like all the first half because I, I that is hung with me since we Cause, watched because because the pianist in the second half turns into a survival film and that's a much easier film to watch. Much, much, much. Where easier. he's on the run. That's yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. your typical. That, that's the fugitive. If you know what I mean? If that wasn't for the German officer, I mean, yeah. I'd be like. But the first half, when you're like, why is all this happening? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's going to be Schindler's. Because I turned, I turned yeah. to Ian and I said, I, I can't. I don't know if I can watch this. I was trying to talk him through it, and I was like, no. I was like thinking in my head, I'm like. There's it's two hard. or three points in Schindler's List where I just... Okay. There were a few. It. Like, I was worried about yeah. Clockwork Orange because Clockwork Orange has got a, a pretty challenging scene to watch as well. <sighs> I don't think I've seen that, but I, it's, I kind it's of... Hard. Is, is there a... Is there I don't a, want to do spoil. We'll do that. We can do that, Mike. We're, we're, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. there's a certain scene that you're referring to. So it's the like, only thing where... I'm not usually one to do trigger warnings because I believe it. I, th- I think I'm on the right page yeah. as you then. Yeah. Because, but, but I believe, because I believe that for the most part, you need to experience it and trigger warnings always, just, okay, there's, there's less impact because you know something's going to so happen. I, I almost yeah. want, I almost want the right to go. If there's some sort of thing where I could click and go for every movie and every whatever, I don't need trigger warnings. I want to experience the film as it's done. And there's those people who, who would need it, but I just want to live in a world without them because I want to have the full oomph of everything, even if it's a hard oomph. I, I, I want you that. you can understand people that do need yeah, those warnings. I understand. Yeah, I understand. So it's it hard. So, what, isn't it? so the question is, what is the purpose of art? And you're going, I don't know. No. Because back in the day, tricky. the thing we had was that rating. 12, 15, 18. That was your, that was your trigger warning. Mm. Yes, that let you know what you were go- what you could 18, get in for. If it's an eighteen, there might be you know some. There could be there some could be some stuff. Whereas if you're a twelve, stuff. you're going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. So that used to be what that is, and now we have to go. If you have any concern, I was watching The Crown the other day. I'll use that because it's not really appropriate. And I said there are, there's stuff about an eating disorder in this. And not that I was like, oh, spoilers. Diana had an eating disorder. Like, okay, I I knew that, but I'm sitting there going. 
Do you have if the I didn't, to turn there's those a sto- warnings off? I wish there or? was because I because I, I, other times Cause if it, you're it, not triggered by anything, then because I, I have to teach train spotting, mm. and we've talked about train spotting, and there's a very there's a very powerful scene with the yeah. Yeah, I'm absolutely. trying to use pantomimes here. Yeah, I, I think and, I know what and, you mean. and there was a kid in my class who I'm like, this kid will be, this kid will be hit. Like, there's a kid who can't handle this. Yeah. So I always go. So okay. do you still teach it, or do you? Yeah. Pre warn. What them? I say is, there's something that usually would be a trigger warning. I go through this whole speech as well. I don't really believe in trigger warnings. So what's going to happen is just before there's a kind of a big, which even by itself is going, it's coming up. Prepare yourself, but still I go. If you, I'll just say it's coming up, please leave. If you want to do that, I will go outside and verbally tell you what has happened in that scene, and then I will bring you back in. But and I you don't know your class, so you know who is like. Yeah, I, I was pretty much talking to that. one student yeah. in the room, yeah. but I'm going, but I won't tell you what it is. No. And then I was going to go, yeah, isn't there a... And they said the... Th- and I'm like, oh! Come on, read so the I room! So I asked... Read the room! Yeah, so I went, did anybody get their, get, get their minds pre-blown? They went, yeah, because oh. of, of what Jenny said. It wasn't Jenny, but it's because of what yeah, Jenny yeah. said. So yeah, such is. It's tricky, isn't it? I don't think we're going to have any of that for her. I think hers is going to be... Uh, I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm I, I don't know very much about it either, but I am. I, I am sitting here going, oh, "Okay, cool," because I, I never would have chosen this. I was I surprised I by the Bronx it. story. To be fair, I literally thought this is going to be style. horrible. I'm going to hate this. I'm not going to. You know, when you have to watch a film for a podcast, you're like, "I don't really enjoy this. I'm going to watch it." Yeah. But actually, I got into it. So, yeah, I might be pleasantly surprised by this. Yeah, because it's always that one best first watch every year, right? It's one of our awards. Mm. I'm trying to think. It was this or oh, it's the other. Uh, it was another Patreon pick. Uh, Apache Blue. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've enjoyed both I of the like Patreon that. picks this year. Yep. So that was a Patreon lottery. So let's keep them coming. <clears throat> keep them coming. I got to say. So I'm looking yep. forward to getting in contact with whoever's next. I think it's Hermes. Okay. I think it's Hermes. He will suggest a good film. Hermes picks. As far as I'm concerned, Hermes only had one mediocre pick. What was his mediocre pick? Logan Lucky. Yeah. Like mediocre in the sense of everything else has been like good Con- conversation. Yeah. Uh, the Last Samurai. Comfort- Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Film. Uh, doubt. None of you guys were here for doubt, but no. love doubt. Yeah. Um, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, isn't it? Yeah, he did. He did the gentleman. He did Whiplash. Oh, good, he good. did the Departed. No, I think I it was Departed. So, yes. like, so much good stuff was there. Even if you don't like the film, I like the conversation. Logan Lucky. It was fine, but I think I think of a Hermes level pick, like I think of a Pixar film. What Pixar used to mean, which was the highest quality that you would get in an animated film. Yeah. You saw Pixar and you went, oh, I'm buying it. Yeah, I don't yeah, care what it is. Yeah, now it's just a bit like... Mm-hmm. Now it's a bit... Eh. Now, yeah. I'm assuming Hermes picks aren't going to do that. Because <laughs> I, I, when I hear Hermes, I get really now. excited. So he, he, This is the hard part, because we usually just do banter back and forth, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to throw some positivity here. I mean, the guy's, the guy's selections, I've, I've really enjoyed them. So I look forward to seeing what he's got now. He, he was like... is. is it's funny that you guys were there for doubt because I was. He's like, "What do you think?" I said, oh, oh, oh. "I said uh, there's there's some who I think might, might might struggle with this film." And then it turned out none of y'all were here anyway. So, okay. Oh, okay. Would I have struggled? With- yes. Okay. You would have struggled because it's ambiguous. Oh, okay. And you would be angered or frustrated by the fact that you don't know and then you'd be trying to go well if you're doing this then and you'd put yourself in the movie oh okay and and the whole point of this is and it's one that grew on me much like whiplash it grew on me a lot after we finished the recording as well where i went i can't it's still riding with me for a bit yeah i'm the i'm i'm robert de niro and it's the kid riding behind me talking (laughs) my ear off so those things there so cool 
There we go. Let's go ahead and put a bow on this one before we talk about. Well, next week we will be we'll be doing her. (laughs) (laughs) Not the way it sounds. (laughs) So please join us next time when we do the Walking Phoenix film. Her for best film ever. I've been Liam. I've been Liam, and I've been Megan. Hey, we started this week off by saying don't be fooled by the rocks that I got. I'm still, I'm still Jenny from the block. Used to have a little, though I have a lot. No matter where I go, you know where I came from. The Bronx! And I guess, in honor of all the advertising we saw today, I'll close out by not so much saying goodbye. In fact, I might say, you say goodbye. And I say hello. (laughs) We'll catch you on the flippity flop. The flippity flip flop.